I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addie. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hello, hello. Thunderfoot used to be so cool. Are you reading that somewhere? Yeah, that's in our uh, pleb chat. Oh, yeah. No, uh, fan chat, I mean pay chat. <laughs> it's in pay chat. Thunderfoot used to be so cool. Yeah, that might have been a comment from yesterday, because I streamed yesterday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then I went to the wrestling show last night and got really drunk, and now I feel like shit. How was it? It was fun, from what I remember. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That's cool, though. And then we went to this karaoke bar in Capitol Hill. It's like those karaoke bars that have the, like, you get a private room. Yeah, those are fun. And I fell asleep while they were all doing karaoke. I just, like, passed Mm -hmm. out. So. Was it the karaoke bar uh, next to Cal Anderson Park, or was yes. it a different one? Yeah, it's right okay. there. Yeah, I've been there a couple. I don't think times. I've ever been in. I don't think I've ever been inside of it. I just know it exists there. Yes. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Strangely enough, uh, even though I'm not really a karaoke person. <laughs> yeah, they can be pretty fun, but I've only gone a few times.
Yeah, so I'm really tired, but we got this bonus show to do. Yeah. So I'm, are we on pre-show right now, or are we yeah. just talking? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, I just didn't do the hello pre-show. Yeah, this yeah. will be on the pre-show. <laughs> For those of you watching or listening to the pre-show, we're not we're not ignoring you. We know you're here now. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, I was like, are you are we live, or are you just trying to gather your shit because of the party last night? But. Uh, we were we were live. I am trying to gather my <laughs> shit though. Like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that intro, so I'm like, hmm, maybe maybe we're not doing one today. <laughs> but everybody listening now knows that we are. Yeah, we are. We are. <clears throat> you want a no eat day today? Yeah, it's a no eat day today. Yeah, I had some barbecue yesterday because there's a place down the road from the venue that they wrestle at that does barbecue. So I went there. Uh, That's usually where I go for food because, you know, I ride down there with them and they have to go into the venue and start getting shit ready. And there's like there's like a three hour time window there. Before, like, between when we get there and when they start letting people in. So I just... How many guys usually go down there with you? Oh, it's usually just... Sometimes it's... uh, It's usually Scott and Drew, and then sometimes Kelly is with them, and then sometimes there's this woman that wrestles that's along for the ride. They have a small car, so it can't... Okay. They can't fit more than four people in the car, so... Yeah, I was wondering, like, I don't... I remember the car not being too big. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty small car. Um, so it's just like two people in the back. So that's usually the last few times it was this woman. I can't remember her name. She's blonde. I think she goes by the name Bambi as a wrestler. Bambi? Yeah. she's think, a, is, she a, is she a blonde or she's a She's a blonde. She's a blonde and she's got like freckles on her face and she's like kind of big. Like she's tall and she's kind of big, you know? Yeah, I think I know. I met her before. Way back. I don't know her very well, but I know of her. Bambi Hall, that's her name. Bambi Hall. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Hall. I think she had a sister that she wrestled with that had the same last name, whether it's her real sister or not. Uh, that's why I asked if there was a redhead because I was thinking of the Hall sisters. Yeah, I think they were sisters. Yeah, this is her Twitter right here, Bambi Hall. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. She's a blonde Bambi Hall on. At Twitter or X at Bambi Hall. Yep. From Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah. So I've met her a few times while they're driving down. Yeah. And she used to tag with uh, the other girl. I thought they were going boom by like Bambi and like Alicia Hall or something. I don't think it was Alicia, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 
844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. I just remember them early on in the uh, old vicinity. Yeah, there was one night, like, the place she was supposed to stay at fell through, so I set up an air mattress in my basement, and she slept on it, because, uh, like, Scott and Drew and Kelly were already, or no, Kelly wasn't staying here then, because yeah. they, they wouldn't have been able to fit all of us in the car, <laughs> like, they could only yeah. fit four people in the car, it's a very small car. You should have... Uh... Should have let her sleep on the treadmill. Let that thing run all night. It was near it. Sleep. It was near yeah. it. Give her a challenge. My little dog came downstairs and took a dump on the floor next to where she was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the good life. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wrestlers do that shit all the time though. And it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Scott was talking about the Nordic Lodge today. <laughs> yeah. And and the yeah um, head home yeah yeah they all uh, well actually they could still be here for all I know I had to come back and set up the show and they had yeah. some friends in town from like Arizona or something like that uh, and yeah they have like a there's this woman that's like a fan of them a fan of theirs and she always brings them like a giant bag of snacks every time is she from Portland yes. Yeah, I know her. She watches the show sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Bring them snacks. Yes, like a giant bag of snacks every time. That's how I ended up getting a can of the peep-flavored Pepsi that one time. <laughs> Peepsy. Yeah, Scott's into that shit. Yeah, he's into, like, obscure junk food and weird sodas and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. When I met him, he was really into apple teenies. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really drink a lot or like he doesn't get wasted or anything usually. I've noticed like Yeah, not a lot. He took a heat uh, I I I've, I've only seen him do it like a couple of times, but he took a hit, a hit of weed earlier today. And he just basically did it cuz it was offered to him. <laughs> like he was like, "I'll do one cuz you offered it." 
I think I've seen him do that before. Yeah. But I can't even remember. Yeah. He doesn't normally drink except for maybe like one drink or something. Uh, yeah. That crazy weeder. <laughs> Scott Henson, King Kong weeder. Yeah, and they still they're still the tag champs, so that's cool. They've been nice. I was gonna on. pick on them if they lost. Nah, yeah, yeah. There there was a Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash pi. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Uh, a Royal Rumble-style battle royal last night, too, where like That's people cool. came in one at a time instead of all starting in the ring at one time. So oh yeah! Interesting. Yeah. How many guys? Oh, I can't remember. It was a lot, though. It seemed to go on for like a really long time. Hmm. How many matches were there? Uh, I can't remember. Probably like six. Oh yeah, forgot. <laughs> you were pretty wasted. I was wasted. I mean, I did watch the show and everything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was wasted. Yeah. I'm over here, like, trying to have you recall the night, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I can't. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one now that you're hungover, whether or not you, you were all there last night. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's time to get started, so here we go. We're getting started. Let's do all it. right. everybody have you heard about the drunken peasants patreon it helps support the show while getting you some cool perks check it out for one dollar per month you get to use our exclusive fan chat that appears at the bottom of the screen on every episode 
For $5 per month, you get two new private shows, including Actual Mania, as well as our back catalog of private shows, plus all lower-tier perks. For $10 per month, you get all of our monthly video content. This includes multiple post shows, our monthly reviews, our back catalog of all that content, plus all lower-tier perks. For $15 per month, your name will appear in the ending credits of each DP episode, plus all lower-tier perks. For $25 per month, you get to take part in our monthly booking committee hangout to help us book our Patreon content for that month, plus all lower-tier perks. For $33 per month, you get an exclusive piece of DP merch each month, plus all lower-tier perks. For $50 per month, you appear in the opening credits for each DP episode, plus all lower-tier perks. For $100 per month, you get to join us as a guest on an episode of the Drunken Peasants Podcast. Plus, you guessed it, all lower-tier perks. Visit patreon.com slash dp now to become a patron of the Drunken Peasants Podcast. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then there was the Drunken Peasants Podcast. I gotta get away this. No! Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. I don't have facts to back this up. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> the truth. Sometimes I cry. Oh! Miss my butthole, he laughed. <laughs> From the strangest corners of the internet to bring you opinions of the world from an altered perspective. Here are your hosts, the Drunken Peasants. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast. It's a Saturday bonus show. This is episode 1267. And we're live again. Having a, a wonderful time. We're back again. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Please like the stream. Don't forget to like the stream. It's very important. Also, I'm about to pin uh, to the chat our goal that we're trying to reach before the end of tonight's stream. Uh, I I did a, a few extra streams this week to get us a little closer to it because we, we had a pretty rough uh, Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> So now we got we got the goal uh, sitting there at 422. So we're at 52.75 percent, which is a good place to be. We've been further away before and made the goal. So feel free to chuck in a couple bucks whenever you get the chance to keep this tip train rolling. Thank you, everybody. Sprinkle us with your undying love and admiration. <laughs> Eternal undying love. That's one of Brett Keen's books, Eternal Undying Love. <laughs> it is. Have you ever read any of it? Yeah, I have p- uh, print copies of a few of his books. Uh, it, it There's no paragraphs. It's all just like one unending string of words. So he has multiple books and as many sentences? <laughs> he has a lot of books, and a lot of the reviews of his books are him like if you read a a positive (laughs) review of his book chances are it's him on a sock account reviewing the book good book situation (laughs) totally not brett keen (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty crazy uh yeah so thanks thanks to everyone who's helped us get this far with the donos feel free to throw in a few more when you get a chance like the stream also, quick reminder, before the end of this month, uh, this, is, this is the sticker for the $33 perk on Patreon. Any point between now and the end of this month, if you sign up, 
I'll send you one of these stickers. I'll let you choose if you want the black or the white one. And then all of our $50 plus patrons, I'm going to I'm I'm experimenting with sending out shirts. And the same deal goes for the shirts. If you want a white one or a black one, I will send Three them to you. Week, that's what's up tubes. That's what's, what's up, up tubes. tubes. King Beard X is in the chat. You guys might know him better as Pimp Monk. Pimp How you Monk? Doing, King Beard X. Yeah, we need to bring him back on again. Uh I, I a lot of times when Pimp Monk can't come on, it's because there's some sort of equipment that broke, like the webcam broke or the microphone broke, and it's usually like because a dog chewed it up or something. So I don't know. Last time I talked to him, I think he said his camera was broke or something. I hope it wasn't a dog that uh, that chewed it up. I I get all types of people who don't know anything about drunken peasants or anything. They'll send me memes and they'll send me memes of Pimp Monk. And I'm like, and you're like, I know that on. guy. Come on, that's my that's my boy Pimp Monk. You can't just send me you can't just send me Pimp Monk stuff. You can't send me King Beard X and not know about it. You gotta know about it. Gotta know about it. But they still send it even if they don't know the history. <laughs> I said, you know, he wasn't always just King Beard X. <clears throat> He's got a story. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the lore. You don't know the lore. <laughs> you don't know the history. Yep. You know he's got <laughs> You know he's got three testicles. What? It's like, no, how do you no, know let me that? Tell you all about, let me tell you all about his balls. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna check out uh, a weird internet feud on tonight's antagonism. So we'll play the intro and we'll start that now. Wow! Wow! Smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigarette. That was Justin Buckner for twenty dollars. Smoking a cigarette. Don't touch me. Yeah, they're gonna touch me. The new Here's a fin. XOXOX Tentacion. That's Frank and Pinky. Frank and Pinky. Five bucks from Frank and Pinky. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Cigar with fire. Getting close. All right. So uh, after the Boogie documentary came out, we didn't watch the Boogie documentary, but we watched uh, JF's review of it, basically. And Who he played was a few clips. over it. He <clears throat> loved it. The documentary, in my opinion, is unflattering to Boogie. I don't know if it was done <laughs> that way by design or if it just that's just the way it turned out. But it is. I know Boogie very well. He's a great friend of mine. He's also a narcissist and a psychopath. And he set all of that up. He set all of that up to make everybody think he looked terrible just so they'd see him have sex with a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I had I've had sex. It's on camera now. It's brilliant because all these guys that sit at home and they do No Nut November because they think they have a choice. Some of us are too busy fucking to take a month off. Okay, It is weird, Boogie, though. Like, how we, did that come? Because most fuck. most documentaries don't include having sex in a bathtub. You know, like the the the, <laughs> the focus of the documentary. So I wonder how that even came up. Was Boogie like, hey, you want to film us having sex in the bathtub? I, I don't think, know. Uh, I think that most documentaries don't have uh, the opportunity to film a 400-pound man and his young girlfriend in a bathtub together. Yeah. It's, you, you just kind of film what you film. <laughs> I, I guess that's one way of putting it. 
Yeah, so the 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 documentary came out. It's uh it, many people agree that it's unflattering. It it portrays Boogie in an unflattering way. Uh and then the the guy from Some Ordinary Gamers made a video. Yeah, he made a video kind of giving his opinion on it. And we're going to watch that and then last night on Review Tech's live stream they both came into his live stream and argued with each other live and that is <laughs> Very interesting, but we'll start with the some ordinary gamers uh, video about it, so that we know what it, what what it's all about. Hello, guys and gals, me Mudahar, and let's talk about micro celebrities on YouTube. Okay, one of my biggest inspirations were people like Angry Video Game Nerd, Nostalgia Critic. You know, people that would produce you know relatively high quality videos for their time, still to this day, uh, and uh, they would re- review video games, movies, and whatnot. See, these guys were from a time almost 20 years ago at this point, okay? Not 20 years ago, but Getting there. 10 to 20, okay? Almost. almost two decades. And these were some of the first people on the internet as micro-celebrities. See, back in the day, it was kind of baffling to think that you could upload videos on the internet and make money out of them and sustain a living, let alone an entire business even in some people's cases. Obviously, YouTube has evolved to the point where some of the biggest celebrities in the world are starting to come from here or TikTok or other places. People that are known internationally by millions. If I mean, Justin Bieber even started out on YouTube. Like, so that's even uh, like an older case, like someone who's been around for a while now that started out on YouTube originally. Baby, baby, baby. Ooh. Ooh. Billions. But of course, Boogie2988 was one of those people that was there in the beginning. Now, everyone falls off the internet. It's not uncommon. You know, I think being lucky enough to do this in the first place is already the reward. Obviously, nobody's a Simpsons or Family Guy and lasts forever. But Boogie is one of those cases where not only has he fallen off, but he's cratered to the center of the goddamn planet. And it's all because Boogie himself is a liar, Boogie himself is a manipulator, and he's somebody that I think is probably one of the most awful peoples on this platform. (laughs) And the reason why I'm saying it is because Boogie has had a history of contradictions, of lies, of manipulating his fans into thinking that he's this broke, financially crippled individual, when in reality, he's just too scared of giving up the life of luxury that he currently still clings on to, just so that he can hold on just a little bit longer. And we'll actually come in through a lot of contradictions through this video. It's going to be long, so sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and talk about it. One of the reasons why I'm even talking about it, too, is because Boogie's the kind of guy that, during discussions, he'll just start messaging my wife. (laughs) <laughs> which absolutely still disgusts me to this day. For the last 48 hours, I've still been pretty mad about that. But we'll get to all that. All right, so I, I'm. this is, I mean, it, it, it kind of went to like a personal place, it seems, at this point. And uh, that's why he's making the video. Yeah, he attacked Boogie's personal space of the internet. Boogie's been coming to you live from the internet this entire the time. Power he says the power of the internet. He says that the power of the internet and the power of the internet is you get to lie and manipulate <laughs> and you get fans. Mudahar, have you forgotten that part of the internet? A little bit. One of the catalysts for this is something that Boogie is promoting. His own documentary, The Dark Sad Life of Boogie 2988, which is not on his channel. It's on a channel from somebody known as Mike Klum who has produced this 55-minute documentary pretty much putting Boogie in front of the world, in front of the actual normal audience, and showing that he is somebody that doesn't want to be helped. He just wants to be a professional goddamn victim. So let's actually look through a few highlights of this documentary, and I'll build upon uh, things that I, I, I feel need further context. 
Now, Boogie has a history of financial problems on the platform. Now, and he talk- before we get deep into this, Boogie is a friend of mine. Uh, I I don't know Mudahar terribly well. Yeah. I know his uh, the, the wife he speaks of. She's a she's a friend. Uh, I I I love Mudahar. I think he's great. Watching watching these two guys go at it, uh, you know, it it is what it is. This is the internet. They're all yeah. big boys. They wear big boy pants. They're allowed to do this. Yeah. But for the sake of obesity, I'll be taking the side of Boogie tonight. I'm not going to take a side. I'm just going to react to what they say. It's <laughs> about how he actually only has $2,700 left in his bank account. And his actual mortgage on his home is currently at 183. Like this shit, like he should not show this stuff. There's, there's, he could just talk about it. There's literally no reason why he has to show his bank accounts and his loans and all of that shit. There's really no reason. $3,000 according to when this documentary was filmed. Now, obviously, I'm kind of surprised. I think Boogie should have been able to pay off a $250,000 mortgage from what I understand is quarter million dollar crib. Hey, my name is Boogie2988, and this is my quarter million dollar home. Okay, if that house were he- were in, like, the Seattle area, it would be, like, $3 million. It wouldn't be a quarter uh, of a million dollars. Oh, yeah, man. depending on the, the area. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking, like, a good neighborhood. Yeah, but that's that's how, like how property works. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't been able to do that after the amount of money that he's earned on the platform is beyond me. Now, Boogie will say that he didn't really earn a lot of money on the platform. Right, right. So in two or three months, you made as much as I made all 17 years on the platform to some degree. Like as much as I was able to save after everything, right? Um, and I never made the kind of money you guys think I did because I just struck my fame way too early on the platform and it just the money wasn't there back then. The money's there now, but it wasn't then. I've never made 70 or 1,000. You know what my biggest monthly paycheck on YouTube was? Uh, not including sponsors, about $17,000. <clears> including <throat> sponsors, the most I ever made in a month was about 30 so this is how to catch a contradiction 101 when boogie just claimed that he made thirty thousand dollars with sponsors on his best month even if you took the annual earning like you multiply that by 12 which you should never do obviously your peak month is your peak month you're gonna have off months but again if you went with the most utopian earning model you would look at three hundred and sixty thousand dollars pre-taxed according to this documentary which again he gave the producer mike clum full access to his financials allegedly 2018, he made 498,000 US dollars. So again, putting that up with his income, putting that up with the mortgage that he had on his house, it should have been paid for. Because ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest here, okay? It's insane. This person has seen such a massive earnings drop-off in 2019, 2020, 21, 22, that he should have absolutely accounted for- I don't see how he could only be making like, how he only made like 25,000 in- in uh last year i don't i don't know how i mean like doesn't he stream and and shit like i think he took a lot of time off for his mental illness oh okay some serious rumbling in his financials maybe this is when you should have started downsizing but then let's see what boogie is careful on spending money in according to this documentary he has spent over two hundred thousand dollars on escorts basically sugaring sugaring if you don't know is the but but as boogie's friend i know this to be true his wife got more than that when she left him and he got zero sex out of her after her after Uh she left so two hundred thousand is actually a deal for all that sex he paid for 
He paid for other shit too, though. He was like taking them out on dates and shit. Yeah, that's what you do when you're uh, uh, dealing with the sugar babies instead of the straight up whores. Whores. Online with a financial relationship with you, you take them out on nice dates, you buy them nice things, and there's an expectation of sexual reward at the end of it for the person. There's multiple the types of sex workers, okay? There's like the uh, the full service to your doorstep sex worker, and there's the gigapet sex worker okay. where you got to feed it, water it, take it out to play. And then you get a reward. Boogie's a gamer. Of course he doesn't want them to just show up every time and have sex with him. He's going to want to play the game sometimes. Do, do I have to explain Boogie to everybody so they stop getting mad at him? I'll do it. I don't think it'll work. The sugar daddy and the sugar baby relationship. So again, this is what this guy spends his money on. His financial... Yeah, Pimmug says he doesn't buy the 25K. He doesn't believe that he only made 25K last year. was caused because he believes he should be able to fuck LA-10s instead of the Arkansas 8s, as he claims in that documentary. But again, this is just Boogie and how he views the people around him. He doesn't look at relationships like a normal human being. He looks at a relationship in the same sense of like a pure transaction. And when it comes to his money, he is his own destructive person on that regard. He had the money. He threw it all away. <clears throat> One of the most egregious... Watching the race car game is very distracting. Like I'm trying to pay attention, but then I'm like, oh shit, don't crash. That's how, that's how we do commentary, though. We always have the game cut into the commentary. Uh, saying that Boogie, um, what, what was the, the, he's only transactional with his relationships. I, I don't know if that's fair to diagnose Those weren't relationships. Only, Those were as only transactional with his relationships. His relationships can be different things with different people. You can't just lump it all on one. Those weren't relationships anyway. Those were prostitutes he was paying for. Like, well, sugaring is more of a relationship. You 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 go through the steps of bonding and communication, but it is that is transactional yeah. as well. And the situation is him admitting to throwing his life and money away in cryptocurrency. So listen to this part from the documentary. It's baffling. Money comes in, money goes out. For the longest time, my ex-wife handled that shit, but then I got divorced. I don't know where my money is. I don't know what it's doing. The only thing I've ever <laughs> done with it is I threw it into crypto and then lost a shitload of it. Well, here's everything. Yeah, and he, like, he blames other people for him choosing to get into crypto. Like, other people may have given him advice, but he ultimately made the choice to do it. I was, I was around the groups of people that were getting him into crypto. Yeah. All the people also got into it. They were all very hype on it. I myself didn't get into it because I have no extra money beyond my food and magic card habits. But uh, the, uh, the, the, the idea to get into it at the time was very heavy, and a lot of guys lost a lot of money, but a lot of guys had more to lose in the circle he was in. If you want to see, there's 2000 so he starts with $750,000 apparently sitting in liquid savings. He puts six, he puts basically all that money into cryptocurrency because he had a friend known as McJuggernuggets at the time, according to him, where he actually uh, talked about putting money into cryptocurrency. So this nearly 50 year old man 
thinks that putting money into the most volatile fucking currency is a smart choice. Now, again, this is the guy that bragged to people that he actually is crypto rich all of a sudden, right? Like one day he's uh, like, I'm finally rich. How crypto This was two made- years ago when he, he was should have made rich. that video. I, oh, I mean, he shouldn't have. You could say that about half the videos he makes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but this it's like he's literally starting a podcast called oh, Lol Cow Podcast, Lol Cow Live. Yes. Uh, and Mudahar is a part of it. <laughs> um, he's There's a reason he's in that podcast. There's a reason he's we're talking about him still today. His original fucking shtick that got him to where he was ran dry. Made me rich. Listen to this one. It was a very stupid, stupid, risky maneuver, but I invested pretty much everything I had into cryptocurrency and I pulled it out a couple of times and I put it back in a couple of times. Uh, So I probably didn't do as well as I could have, but I invested all the way back here. And yeah, that's where we currently are with that market. So to say that I doubled my money is an understatement. In fact, I. All right. So he literally admits to just straight up gambling his money. Once you once your money is doubled. Uh, you take it out, <laughs> like when when, when well, that's you in- not financial advice. We when, don't give financial advice on this podcast. When you invest, you should already have an idea of how much you're willing to walk away with and how much you're willing to lose, so that you know when it's time to go. Like, there's no you already you already have an exit. You, you need to have an exit strategy with investments. So, like. When when you invest money, you should be like, oh well, once it doubles, I'm out, so I can walk away with a profit. It's the same and thing most, with regular gambling too. Most people who invest in anything or do crypto in anything or gamble in anything barely know what they're doing, and it's a gamble. Uh, usually, most people get into it after it's already missed the, the the sweet point, and that's when they start getting the dumb money and taking all the money uh, from the people who jumped in a little too late. But that's not financial advice. We're not giving financial advice on this podcast. And he won for a little bit, too. Now, instead of pulling that money out, he just basically let it fester and turn into nothing overnight. Now, anybody could tell you that putting money into cryptocurrency, such a volatile currency, was a stupid decision anyways. But Boogie actually won and still lost. Mm. Now, Boogie made a video a year after that where he said, I need your help, where he actually had to go around and tell people, yeah, I lost all my money and I might have to go, oh, God, get a fucking job. Oh, no. How dare that? Listen to this one. I feel good. I feel good. And I'm excited to do it again. The bad reason is I'm finally in a position where I have to get back to work. And I'm not making any excuses. I don't know where Boogie could get a job that would be like viably like viable from a financial standpoint. Well, right here he said uh, this is this video he put out was for him to get back to work making YouTube videos because he took some time off. Um, he was living off of the the money he had left, and it was starting to run out. And this is where he started to film the documentary shortly after this. Here, you know, I spent a tremendous amount of money on dumb dumb things. Hookers. But the biggest <laughs> whoa, thing whoa, is that whoa, whoa. just because they're hookers doesn't mean they're dumb. I had a nice big nest egg. I took some financial advice from a friend, and I'm not pointing fingers necessarily. I took the advice. I'm not pointing fingers. A friend of mine suggested I invest everything into crypto. Okay? <laughs> so you're not pointing fingers, but you just did. 
Yeah. Like, see, that's the level of hypocrisy that I like to call out in this situation because he's just guilty of so many points of that. But I put my money in the crypto market in the wrong well, he, section. He's saying he's not pointing fingers because he's not saying that it's McJuggernugget's fault. He's just saying that he trusted his friend and he made the choice. And it's he's, he's saying it's still his fault, despite his friend ex- exciting him about this, who uh, at the time was exciting everybody and everybody was getting into this shit that uh, in this little circle of people. I remember it all like it was yesterday. And I pretty much lost most of everything. That sucks. That really sucks. It is what it is, though. I mean, like, I've come to terms with... And, yeah, you might be wondering, oh, my God, should I feel bad for the situation? No, because even after losing all of that money, Boogie still has money saved over from those losses. That $30,000 something worth of crypto, according to his account, it actually exists in his balance as an asset. Now, even after losing all of that money, Boogie still apparently has $30,000 in assets remaining in cryptocurrency. Now, I looked up the average uh, salary of his state, which apparently is uh, Arkansas's 48. He said Arkansas's $1,000 a year. Well, okay. It could be Arkansas's, right? That's Arkansas's average salary. He was saying it as he was per, he was reading it out phonetically. Uh, he was no, I think he was saying the average salary, and then pause. Arkansas's referring to the average salary. I don't believe so. No, I don't think that's oh. what he did. To give you an idea, most people don't have $30,000 in their savings at any given moment because the cost of living these days is so fucking high that you earn the money right now yearly and all of it goes to bills, all of it goes to sustaining yourself. People live paycheck to paycheck. And yet Boogie here has still $30,000 left in a shit coin that he can cash out at any given moment and start using that money to rebuild his life. I wonder what coin it is, because it'll probably go back up at some point. If he sells um, it... A lot of them are going back up. I don't know if he stayed in that same coin or if he moved it to another coin or not. He said but, it was uh, Ethereum, I think. I think he said... Uh, he did say at one point he moved it to Ethereum. He says it in the in the thing from yesterday that we're going to watch after this. Yeah, I'm trying not to reference anything from that so we can watch this in chronological order. Nobody is telling Boogie to stay in a house that he cannot afford. Boogie talks about paying off this mortgage of his that's apparently like three, uh, what was it? Like it's a quarter million dollar house. Apparently his mortgage still on the house, according to the documentary, is somewhere around $165,000. Now what's insane is in this own documentary, Boogie will admit his actual annual income in 2018 alone was nearly half a million US dollars. How this guy didn't pay off his house, but decided to put that money into an entire gamble. Literally, it's like going to a... It's true. He could have taken even just a fraction. He could have paid, you know, instead of putting it all in crypto, he could have paid off the balance for the house and then put the rest in crypto if he wanted to. I don't want to I don't want to defend Boogie, you know, being one of his buddy pals. But that was also the year his wife left him, right? So she would have gotten a big chunk of that as well in the, the divorce. So it wouldn't have all been towards the house. She might have gotten more of that during the divorce, and he got to keep the house in exchange. So we're not 100% sure. And if I, I'm not saying that's the truth. I don't know 100%. But if I was lying for my friend Boogie, I would say most of that money went to his wife. 
goddamn casino, putting your entire life savings all on black and expecting people to care about you when you've lost it all. Dog, you caused all of your life's problems. You cannot guilt trip oh, your yeah. audience. He's not guilt tripping. He's he's sympathy mining <laughs> into caring about your finances, your well-being when you just gamble it all away like a child. He could he downsize his life. He could get rid of the house, move to an apartment with two rooms. Life. After all, you've only got you and a girlfriend. You can have one room for your YouTube stuff, one bedroom, and your living room where is the center of your life. Apparently, yeah, you can no, put no, your he's TV got in. one room for his YouTube stuff and one room for his hookers. <laughs> one one for me, one for my hooker. It's a lot of money for a person of color. Your sound bar, your video game consoles. There is no shame in cutting down your life. It's like this. If I can't afford my house, I'm never going to actually guilt trip you guys on a YouTube video and tell you guys, yeah, I really wish I could stay in my house. And, you know, you guys better start donating money to like live streams or, uh, you know, you better start buying some merch. No, I'm going to have to go out find a way to make money on my own and sustain the lifestyle I live in. And if I have to downsize, there is no shame in that. People do it. Businesses do it all the time. It's okay to cut back and reevaluate where you are in your life when your financial situation changes. Boogie refuses to do it because at the core, this person is a man-child that refuses to actually take accountability. I mean, he had 700K in liquid assets. Uh, to throw at the crypto, I just think maybe he, maybe he shouldn't have put all of it in there. For his know. own actions and pivot his life accordingly. Well, instead, I'm not even sure he put a whole 700k into the crypto. I that's think what he said. He put. Well, I think we're gonna watch this video in the the other video, but I think it gets cleared up in the next video with Rich. Okay. He'll point fingers at everybody else instead of himself and do anything worth changing. It's like the fast food stuff. This man has the option to change his life for the better. He refuses to do so. So what does it matter anymore? Now, according to this documentary, Boogie has a lot of health problems. Obviously, he's a big guy. He's going through a lot of confirmed medical dose, uh, diagnoses, according to this documentary. Now, a lot of these medical diagnoses, I've talked to my wife, who's a medical professional. My you can't father, look at Boogie. You can't look at anybody who's over like 400 pounds, 300 pounds. You can't look at anybody and not understand that there's some mental illness involved there it's not just that they love fast food right they're using it as a coping mechanism they're using it for multiple reasons it's 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 kind of uh easy to say uh they're not helping their self themselves why should we help them and uh you know it, it why should we Maybe because we're only as strong as our weakest link in society or maybe because we uh care for them. And Boogie has fans that care for him. And you can get mad at him manipulating his fan base. You can be angry at that. But don't hate the play. I hate the game. Also a medical professional have told me that a grand majority of these cases can simply be avoided or reversed had he decided to lose the weight. This is one of the most important things for Boogie where it comes to weight loss, an actual goal that he has never managed to bring across to the table. Uh, he has went through a gastric bypass that he himself has admitted to completely fail. And, and he one was of the over 600 why pounds. He, he's, he's lost one third of his body weight. That's impressive. Give him a couple points for that, Mudahar. Just a couple. He chooses to <laughs> constantly fail his aspect of weight loss is because even in this own documentary, 
Boogie is out there constantly feeding himself with fast food. I swear to God in this documentary, he's probably eaten McDonald's and Taco Bell like three goddamn times. It's no joke. He is just going out of his <laughs> this way. This documentary was filmed over the course of a year. He's probably got the documentary guy there, and he's probably eaten a lot more than three fast food meals probably. over the course of this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> To hurt himself. We get to see an hour of, a, of about a year of Boogie's life in this documentary. The three fast food meals, I promise you, were a drop in the bucket. These are things that anybody can avoid, but Boogie refuses to do so because he, again, prefers to be a victim. Again, he doesn't want to be helped. He doesn't want to make even the tiniest things that could change his decrepit lifestyle for the better. He just wants you to feel bad for him. And that's one when of the reasons why... When you're why this far off... The tiny things are tiny the moment you do them, but they're a part of thousands of moments. Anybody who has a problem with addiction, uh, with, with, with uh, eating disorders, anybody who has a problem with uh, any, sort of, any sort of problem like this, it's, it's not little changes that change everything. It's little changes have to be everything, and everything is not little <laughs> It's 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 constant when you're dealing with something like this, you know, just, you know, for for me and my uh, my malignant narcissist friends, we want to remind you this is this is important to remember when we're manipulating you. I don't care if he doesn't want to get better. Why should I care that he wants to get better? I can hope, but it doesn't mean that I should necessarily be putting in any of my mental strength into it. It's just manipulative for the fans to constantly be reminded, I want to change, while doing literally nothing to make your f***ing life better at all. Now, in this entire documentary, one of the most insulting parts is when Boogie actually sits down with this interviewer, this recruiter, and purposefully, in my opinion, screws up this interview, where at least they were telling him to go get a job. Because if you can't make money through YouTube, start getting a job. But it's uh, so I, funny. <laughs> I am morbidly obese. I have no references uh, no work history and no education. And when you Google my name, you might see rumors that I beat my ex-wife and I'm also a pedophile. You shouldn't <laughs> mention I'm also a pedophile. <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. Tomas, cheers. Thank you. Uh, this, this, uh, this piece right here is... One of the most brilliant parts of the entire documentary, it gets passed around as a meme outside of the community. Professionals pass this around as uh, jokes about the hiring process already. It's been out for like, less than a month. Yeah. <laughs> this, like whether, whether you um, agree or not with Boogie, this shit worked. This shit worked on multiple levels, not just... Not just, not just as as a, a, a crazy piece of media for the documentary. It's enough to get Mudahar talking about it. It's enough to get everyone talking about it. People are talking about it outside of the community. So you can talk down on this all you want. This the secret's out. Uh, Boogie's making more money because of this. <laughs> okay. Uh. What's the nature of your felony? Like, she knows that he's not here seriously, and I think that kind of just settles in. But listen to what she says. Absolute bang-on advice. I think it's impossible, but you have some challenges. Yeah. Lots of things in life are about your mindset. 
and you're using weight and disability, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> if that is the attitude that you're gonna have when you approach everything, then you can't, and you right. won't. And he will never, and she's absolutely right. He always wants to play the victim, and that's what it comes down to. So of course, after this entire documentary, the problem is he goes to Mike Clem and tells him that he's not gonna get a job, and listen to exactly why. Listen to this shit, because he couldn't get corporate approval because of his armed uh, felony nature. I know we're making this documentary and everything, and I know you think I need to get a real job, but I just want to let you know I'm not going to. I I'm not going to walk into some job when I have 4 <laughs> million subscribers on YouTube. I'm one of the original YouTubers. What I'm going to do instead is go back to making content, go back to telling stories and entertaining people and making money doing it. Dude, what is this? Why would I walk in and get some job? As if that's a dirty fucking word. Why does he say it like that? Yeah, I, I'm an OG YouTuber. I've got 4 million subscribers. 99% of them do not watch the fucking videos, okay? Your subscriber burn rate is as high as crypto's burn rate too. You are looking at 99% losses. Instead of trying to beat your head against a wall and guilt trip the audience and produce content that, by the way, is inferior to 99% of videos released on this platform to this day. Boy, there's a whole lot of 99%. He refuses to get a job, looks at his like it's some dirty word, and decides to revive his YouTube channel, which he really hasn't. He's gotten an uptick in views because of videos like mine, like Charlie's, like H3H3 covering him, this documentary, but because Boogie is not naturally an entertaining individual, all right, at least in my opinion, and because he refuses to actually put any effort into anything that he does. There's it's so many people who are not entertaining that do YouTube very well. <laughs> like it's it, YouTube does not necessitate entertainment. It necessitates uh, regurgitation. Every day, spitting out content, I mean, content, I've, content. I've been entertained by Boogie before. I, I don't think it's fair to say he's not entertaining at all. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think he's going to be the most entertaining part of this uh, this Lolcow Live podcast they got Wait, coming out. I Wiggs is in there too, so he's he's definitely you know. Uh, depending on the longevity of it, um, I think Wings right now is in his uh, upswing, and Boogie is definitely in his downswing. Yeah. And uh, when, when it's a lawcast podcast, Rich Boogie's gonna be the Richard, one they milk right now. Richard, Richard. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, Wings. Um, he yeah he he does seem like he's on an upswing he was in uh pka you know he was on a, a podcast already that was yeah. very popular and he was kind of the comic relief on there because he was definitely the lol cow of the show yeah and if this if this lol cow live podcast can last long if it can go for you know a year then we might see a nice uh wings of redemption lol cow arc but right now, I think he's kind of sitting safe as not the boogie. And boogie is definitely the boogie. Short-lived. And if people find that mean, I'm sorry. It's the fucking truth. My health insurance is 800 I have $500 worth of medical. That's crazy to have $800 a month for health insurance. That's just fucking insane. Bills. Yeah. I have $500 worth of utilities. I, I pay for doctor's visits, physical therapies, labs constantly. I still have to pay for the car 
that I drive. I still have to pay for car insurance. I still have to pay for health insurance. Diablo 4 came out. I had to buy it. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 came out. I had to buy it. Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom came out. I had to buy it. That's Hold on there, bucko. Uh, Diablo 4 came out. I had to buy it. Tears of the Kingdom came out. I had to buy it. Uh, dog, these are what we call luxuries, okay? You don't need to buy any fucking video game, Boogie, because let me tell you something right now. If you can't afford luxuries, then you need to start downsizing your life. Again, if he can't afford this $2,000 mortgage, consider moving down to an apartment, renting somewhere else. Then you could have the money to buy Diablo 4 or Tears of the Kingdom or Final Fantasy 16. Point is cut down your life, okay? Do not put this onto the audience. It's insane how this man can complain about financial irresponsibility when he's sitting in front of these shitty <laughs> one-up Speaking of financial irresponsibility, from- everybody, we have a goal we want to hit tonight. We're 58.9% of the way to the Pretty goal. Good. If you guys would like to help us get there, uh, your stream labs are welcome. Yeah. Feel free to to let them to let it rain. Walmart that actually have no resale value in my opinion whatsoever. This man is surrounding himself with toys and video games <laughs> as if he's like a child, okay? Like as if he's as if he's like a kid at the Rockefeller Center going into like one of the big toy stores. Dog, downsize your life, sell off your shit and live normally, okay? There is no shame in that. But again, Boogie refuses to do it. In fact, in his mind, he feels almost entitled to these luxuries. No one is entitled to anything. You should feel lucky that you're in a luxurious lifestyle, especially when you can't even afford it. And this isn't the only case of Boogie doing this. Obviously, he has a history of trying to purchase these extravagant luxuries. Like, there was a saga related to a Tesla Model X, one that I'll... I remember this. A little bit too. For 33... <laughs> Could I tee down? <laughs> cut IT down? Oh, oh, cut it down. That's what... It, oh, I get it. Yeah. I was like, cut IT Arkansas. down? It's like, are you... Are they trying to say we spend too much money on IT? <laughs> That's what they're saying, yeah. Damn it. I need to fire our IT guy. Myself. Ben, ben you're too <laughs> brilliant to have an IT guy. I, I am the IT guy. Like when the when when the computer at the beginning of this year took a shit and, and and we had no computer, I had to like figure out how to put a computer together, which I had never done before. So I'm basically the Jokes IT on guy. you. Most companies IT guy is just the guy that Googles everything everybody else asks them about. Cut it down. <laughs> $1,000. I ended up buying the X, Curthew. He ended up buying the X. The Model X is the most expensive luxury SUV from Tesla Automotive, which, again, is their highest price product, okay, especially when you go specking it out, which I don't think Boogie bought the plaid version of the Tesla. But again, this man is pitching the idea of buying a luxury SUV in front of his audience yeah, when he apparently shouldn't... his actual... He shouldn't have talked about this either, but I get it, you know. Like, slip-ups happen. It just seems like he always, like feeds into it <laughs> we've all talked about our major lavish extravagant purchases do we years after years after our careers went down the tube hell yeah have we hell yeah financial status according to him doesn't reflect it um i still haven't got it fully financed yet i'm having to finance it obviously i can't spend a hundred thousand dollars in a day that would be insane right but i am financing it okay um and so he's like he's like boogie how many fans are going to end up buying a Model S because of you? And I'm like, okay, all right, that's fair. He goes, what if we put 10 more cars on the road? 
Think about the impact you're making in the world where you put 10 more cars on the road. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is probably some of the dumbest. So he's like, oh, my influence is going to be so good for the environment. My yeah, fans yeah. are going to going to see me driving this uh, expensive car and they'll buy at least 10 of them will go out and buy their own. Boogie's basically uh, reducing the world's carbon footprint. Yep. By himself. Golden God, we should we should all feel sorry for him. Stuff that I heard, and I wanted to add it in for a bit of comedy relief. Anytime you come across the most degenerate car salesman like this, you run. Okay, first off, adding 10, 20 more cars on the street is not offsetting the fucking carbon pollutions that making those Teslas, in my opinion, are going to cause. And also, I don't think anybody in your audience is also going out to buy another luxury executive sedan because they're watching Boogie drive his Model X. Anyways, the point of I this don't know. was Boogie. I've had- went out and bought Mountain Dew and Taco Bell because I watch Boogie. Either. That's way more expensive or way less expensive. You know, like. Has a history yeah. of constantly being financially stupid. Did you buy magic cards when you saw him playing magic? Did it make you want to buy more magic cards? I was buying magic cards way before I watched Boogie play magic cards. And putting that onto the audience. But I did you- buy a fucking trip to Las Vegas to play magic cards with Boogie. And he canceled last minute. Really? Because he couldn't afford it. Shit. Yeah, I, I, I ended up. I was gonna get a. I was gonna split a fucking hotel with him. And I ended up by, by the time that fucking he told me he canceled, hotels had gone through the roof, and I had to. I had to sleep on. Uh, I had to sleep in the bed of a of a very very large man that when wasn't you- boogie. Ah. You start mentioning things like this, and you start mentioning, oh, I can't spend $100,000 in a day. There is Happy an element Veterans of- Day, not to us military members, but to the veteran fats. So thank you, Billy, for your service to stinky fats all around. Stinky yeah. fats? I was going to say something earlier tonight, but out of my respect to the military veterans, I decided to hold in my valor for the respect I give to my stinky fats and other veterans on 11-11, a.k.a. the dozen I stole a donut from day. Respect. Everybody knows, everybody knows 11-11 is that dozen that a fat brings into the workplace with one already missing. That's why we celebrate 11-11 Veterans Day for the fats. In my opinion, guilt tripping that sort of passes on to the audience as well, too. But again, we're going to leave that over there. I think I've covered his money situation way too much, okay? And I think, honestly, it's more than he deserves because he doesn't care about changing it, and that's pretty much what it Everyone who hasn't already, if you could like the stream, we'd really appreciate it if you just throw a couple likes our way down there. ...comes down to. If he doesn't care about making his life better, it is what it is. Now, obviously, some of you all will remember that Boogie had an issue with an individual known as Frank Hassel, where he actually fired a gun right into the air, which caused him to actually be in some serious... And JF said, it's a very white thing to do. Fire a warning <laughs> shot, I guess. Yeah, Angle. warning shots Warning shots are white privilege. Very white. People of, people of color have to actually hit people. Troubles uh, that cost him a lot of time, a lot of money... And a lot of that could have been avoided had Boogie not brought that on himself. Listen to this clip right now. This is an interview that he had on Drama Alert with Frank Hassel, where it actually sounds so fucking unhinged, I couldn't make this up if I tried. This is status quo for me. So show the f*** up, and let me show you how I handle status quo. Why do you keep threatening Bang, bang. This is weird. Because I'm going to kill you and take pleasure doing it. Gangsta Boogie? Gangsta Boogie. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take pleasure 
the fuck up. Go eat your cane. Okay. Okay. You don't need to chill, bro. You're less than four miles away from me last night. You can't drive four miles. You can't drive four fucking miles. So Boogie, while being visibly scared for his life, apparently, enough that he had to respond to the door with a firearm when the other party didn't have a gun, was literally telling that party to come to his house. Meaning that even if he had castle doctrine, he couldn't get through it. He couldn't actually make it valid. He invited the problem to his house. Yeah, you he cannot had invite castle somebody. doctrine. He did, he did tell him to come. It, it, he probably shouldn't have done that. Your premises. If Frank and Castle fr- shows up to my house, if Frank Castle shows up to my house... It's going to be worse than that. I'm not going to shoot him. I'm going to sexually assault him. Oh. Threaten to shoot You come him. to my door, that Frank not- Castle. I'm going to bend you over, and I'm going to make you come by force. That's not how Castle Doctrine works, okay? That's not even how Hassle Doctrine works. But again, a lot of these problems Boogie causes on himself because he's impulsive and he he just he doesn't think about it. Now, recently, Boogie has entered he a is relationship. Impulsive. Boogie is impulsive. You could, he, he doesn't think things through terribly. Uh, he he's definitely that's 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 a that's a boogie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's with definitely a girl correct. that is, uh, I guess, twenty while he's forty nine uh, or fifty, and uh, it's a very very massive age gap. Now, obviously, I'm not here to 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 get on somebody's ass about a perfectly legal relationship. I want to remind everyone. When you're over the age of 18, you can date an 80-year-old, okay? At the end of the day, that's the law. But the law is, are hot. is not always ethical. And obviously, for people who sit down and look at these relationship dynamics, people are going to be creeped out. Now, in private group chats and private DMs, some of them which have been leaked, I have been in those DMs calling Boogie a weird person, okay? Not spreading rumors, I've just been calling it weird behavior. And that's because I think this is weird behavior. Boogie's girlfriend that he's been touting off is 20 years of age. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is touting off? Yeah, I don't don't know what that means. I don't know that position. When, like, I, 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 I gotta look this one up on the sexopedia. Uh, we just got a super chat. Uh, and yeah, we, we fully plan on doing that. We, we already have the video and we're going to watch it after this one. So far more junior touting off to solicit peddle or persuade importunately importunately is that a word and she doesn't appear to have a lot of life skills obviously a lot of life sounds uh, boring experience and their relationship was built on something known as trauma bonding I, I hate all this techno babble that people throw around, uh, like all, all, all this psych babble. I, it's just weird. Trauma bonding, whatever. And we're becoming aware of why we do the things we do. I think, uh, I think we throw things around without really looking at it from an analytical mind. And there are people who are more in tune with how to... Uh, put these labels in the correct space uh people who are not qualified to do so do it too much i think we need to celebrate trauma bonding people with traumas deserve love too 
A trauma bond, which according to this situation, follows a cycle and rests on an imbalance of power. Leaving an abusive relationship usually isn't as simple as walking out the door. Uh, the emotional attachment known as a trauma bond develops out of a repeated cycle of abuse, devaluation, and positive reinforcement. It's only natural to develop a bond with someone who treats you with kindness. Many abusive relationships begin with a shower of affection and assurances of love. These attempts to manipulate often succeed since you remember the early days of a relationship. Now, I assume that Boogie is not referring to that type of trauma bonding. I think they literally are referring to the fact that, obviously, both of them have been through rough situations in life, and by sharing it, by, uh, by, by, by being comfortable with one another, that's how the relationship is built up off. Now, obviously, for most people who look into this, they might think that this is very creepy. A nearly 50-year-old man is somehow finding a lot of trauma bonds with somebody that isn't even old enough to legally drink. And it's not just- I think, uh, honestly, I think she should be old enough to be able to drink. I think drinking should be, like, I think we should just keep it all at, at 18 or, 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 or move everything to 21. But yeah, I, I, I've been... I honestly think, like, if you're old enough to vote and, like, be sent to war and all of it, like, join the military and get old enough to get married and start a family and sign up for credit cards and all that shit, you should be able to drink, too. I've been protesting this for decades, getting little kids drunk. Not just me saying it, right? You've got a bunch of people in the comment sections to his own videos going, Boogie, I really do think you took advantage of her. She clearly has her own issues, and it's sad because I've met people like her in my past. I mean, Boogie clearly has issues, too, so I, I don't know. Life. I'm 29 years old, and I know the signs of someone like her who only in her early 20s would date someone your age. We all know she didn't have a best life, and you're just using it for your videos. It's disgusting. No, I don't think you care about her or try to help. If I were her actual friend, I would tell her to get the hell out of this weird situation and find someone. <laughs> if I were her actual friend and not just a random person on the internet, I could save her. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> who can really care about you and help you. And of course, if you look in the actual video that Boogie posts, by the way, on his own channel, it gets downright depressing. So listen to this. Sorry, I'll, I'll repeat all that. What was the question? So if he cheated, I'm not going to break up with him because I love him and it's going to hurt. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. But I know at the end of the day, he loves me. So much of this documentary is them making her cry. <laughs> Like, like Boogie makes her cry. The, these interviews that the documentarian does makes her cry. They just make her cry like the whole time. I feel bad. It's like we said earlier, you know, he complained about Boogie eating fast food three times in this documentary. He ate it way more than three times over the course of the year. This documentary was made and she cried way more than three times <laughs> over the course of the year. This documentary was made. So. It would, it, it would, to see him with, okay, to see Boogie with another woman, it would hurt and it would make me jealous, but I'd get it. What? <laughs> Listen, ladies, if you ever feel that it's okay for a guy to cheat on you, get the fuck out of that relationship. Cheating is never okay. Simple as that. <laughs> whoa, 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 Cheating, cheating sometimes leads to a better relationship. Sometimes cheating exists because the relationship you're currently in is not the right one. And rather than leave that person like some people would do, fuck around until you find the right one. Pro cheating. Pro cheating over here. 
I think is with this girl, okay? She obviously is very, very, very young, and she's very much into this life with a person that is far more older, very, very unhealthy, and according to his own statements, is literally on the verge of dying. There's a point in the Mike Lum documentary where he sits down with the girl, explains his life situations, and basically, she starts crying down. Now, obviously, I think in some way, that's a little bit emotionally manipulative. I really want you to understand how actually sick I am. Uh, I don't know if the you music at this part actually get it. But this is my health summary. This is everything that's currently wrong with me. Spawn my killer list, says, are the... you guys going to watch the Law Cow podcast? Why the fuck would someone go into business with Keemstar? He seems like a genuine prick. He's really not a nice person. What if? What if? You went to his birth... You went to what his if actually a nice person? What if he's actually a nice person, but he plays a bad guy on the internet? Stroke or heart attack about it. is astronomical. I am essentially a walking time bomb. And I'm so fucking sorry. This is so cringy to me. I really really wish I had taken better care of my body. Yeah, I know. To make her Obviously, cry again. How can you sit somebody down and talk about your life problems, your health issues, and uh, they start crying. How do you think they're going to walk away? They obviously are with you because in their mind, they think you're on your fucking deathbed. And it's really shitty to leave somebody behind when they're literally dying, okay? There is a lot of weird dynamics in this relationship that make me cringe. And most of the world can see that. How boogie, the narcissist Just that because he is, it's my deathbed doesn't mean I'm not going to fuck in it. Is, well, I guess that explains it puts this video up and thinks that it makes him look in a good light is actually beyond me and baffling. Now, to go back to the leaked conversations that I had with other YouTubers about this situation, I firmly stand by and believe this is creepy. Boogie's response to that is making it appear as if I made this a public matter-of-fact statement. I did not. In fact, if anything, I kept it pretty much quiet until Boogie decided to prod the bear in public and pretty much tell me that I was fabricating shit. So I basically say I didn't fabricate anything. I didn't talk about this. Other YouTubers asked me about this. They might have fabricated it, but that's on them. If somebody asks me what I think about your weird relationship, I'm going to say it like any other person my age does. You're creepy. You're manipulative. You're weird. I don't think it's built on good intentions. What does Boogie do to prove that this girl that I don't even know is over the age of 18? He will literally send me her identification. Yeah, that's weird. Now, I find it so odd that Boogie is talking to a girl uh, and is with her, is in love with her, and just happens to have her ID on his phone at the fucking ready beck and call to send to some random over the internet. Do you not care about her safety? Do you not worry that, oh shit, I'm sending this uh, image to YouTubers who could maybe get hacked? I don't know. Their but do DMs you know how many views he would get if these YouTubers took advantage of the privacy he gave them and he'd be like he'd be like this this youtuber exposed docs my girlfriend that's that's a one million view video <laughs> and then by nature even her id could get leaked why am i sending this image to random people on the internet that i don't really know it's fucking weird that he does this and i feel bad for this girl because she lets it happen it's what, just what about boogie is normal Everything about Boogie is weird. 
weird. It's the whole really- reason we loved Boogie was because he was a very weird guy that talked to us like things were going to be normal. All of us weirdos were like, oh, that's cool. This is the Mr. Rogers of the Internet. <laughs> He's weird like us, but he says everything's going to be okay. And then at one point, nothing was okay. And now we're like, fuck this guy. He wasn't Mr. Rogers. Really fucking weird. Now, that's where I'm pretty much going to leave this girl ad. I don't really want to add more trauma into her life or bring her more up into a public suspect, public spectacle like, like she already has. But I'm just pointing these things out because I, like most people, find it creepy. Now, to whittle on back to Boogie's contradictions, uh, one of the things in his expense sheet he listed, and this is, again, how you figure out a Boogie contradiction. He will constantly be a manipulative liar and change facts literally in minutes, seconds, hours, days, weeks. Inside this documentary, he mentions how much money he made on a fight he had with Wings of Redemption, uh, all the way out in London. Watch the way he hits my head. My brain got shocked with each one of those. It's ricocheting against my skull. So since you guys were here last, I did have a bit of a windfall, which bought me some time here in this house. Uh, the problem with that is I spent more than 10000 getting that fight together. So by the time all that was done, all I did was put... Wow, uh, he should get his money back for the boxing shorts because they wouldn't stay up. <laughs> <laughs> that did suck. Yeah. They had to tape, they had to they... tape his pants yeah. on. That 10, he was straight up actual King Hippo. Yep. $1,000 back into savings. Now, for this fight, he was paid $10,000. I asked Keemstar, he said $11,000 because apparently they paid for his lab work to get sanctioned for the fight. Now, inside this list, he mentions boxing lessons around $1,500. Now, this is where it gets really wild. So listen to this. Dude, you were talking about you had boxing training and shit. I'm like, I can't afford boxing training. I'm going to have to fucking be out here under the shed. Yeah, you know what my boxing training was? I fought a drunk uh apparently he either paid fifteen hundred dollars to his drunk friend to fight him in dallas texas is that fifteen hundred dollars in boxing lessons i don't know what the fuck but here listen to this one real quick punch strength my technique is terrible but he's not working with a boxing trainer either so i don't think either of us going to have technique what's that he also doesn't have a trainer as well too see these are little contradictions that one can pick up Now, that contradiction came from my wife's podcast, uh, The Real Weird Sickos, where she invited Boogie to talk about this situation amongst a whole litany of other things. And uh, this is where it gets really hilarious. Boogie is a guy... So, I mean, it should be said then that his your he didn't just randomly contact your wife. He knew your wife because your wife does a podcast that he had been on before. Right, yeah, but at one point Boogie also said, "I didn't even know that was your wife. I didn't, I didn't know her. I, I was just, it was like, why he goes and fucks so himself weird. there too? That's he weird. He contradicts over there too. I that says I'm over. I'm done with drama. And that video was posted like what eight days, nine days ago. Uh, yeah, in reality, Boogie is not done with anything like it. Boogie." Uh, decides to basically keep mentioning me by name on his social media feeds, acting like I'm spreading weird rumors and whatnot. Now, my wife will defend me. She will just say, hey, 
your whole life is a walking set of contradictions. Now, I don't like to publicly engage with Boogie because he constantly says that I'm punching down, uh, even though uh, if you talk shit on the internet, you will definitely get hit. I actually DM'd him privately and told him, listen, if you don't want to make this a public thing, why are you constantly spreading up misinformation? Why are you just lying? Why are you just constantly being weird about this? And uh, Boogie decides to send me an entire list of words. And obviously, I said my piece. Uh, I really just said, hey, listen, I don't really need to dredge anything up. Uh, and that's pretty much what it comes down to. I don't want to bother making a video. Uh, and I'm not really looking forward to it either, just because there's a whole lot of other things that I could cover. I am driving. Let me say, let me paint the scene here. I'm driving home from New York, okay? You got my wife with me. I got me. And uh, <laughs> I don't respond to anything. 20 minutes later, next to my phone, my wife's phone starts blowing up. And lo and behold, I see Boogie mentioned on here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this sends me into a bit of a rage because I find it so weird that the moment I don't respond to you, the next person you're hitting up is my wife about this situation. Obviously, it upsets me. It upsets her. It upsets people. We think it's weird, okay? Boogie crosses and a You should thank boundary. Boogie for allowing the two of you to trauma bond over this. Trauma bonding. <laughs> and he decides to ask my wife, even mentions if I'm triggered or not. Yeah, I'm not triggered at you. I'm just triggered at the fact that you start reaching out to my friends and family. It's just a line you don't cross. Now, Boogie will claim that he doesn't know who my wife is. Like, oh, you just picked the random one account that is actually, like... The, the spouse of the creator that you're mad at. You know, the person that has anniversary photos of us on the internet. But also, funniest fact about it too, you were on her show. So this is why lying comes so naturally to this person too. He doesn't really care. He just lies about any fact. Facts that can be immediately, immediately countered. But of course, one of the wildest things about the end of this entire documentary is when he promotes drug usage. 47 okay. minutes. Yeah, this part of this video, I'm like, oh, come on, lighten up a little bit. Oh, he promotes drug usage. It was like a therapy. It was supposed to be in like a therapeutic setting. I don't know what this guy's qualifications are or whatever, but people do this in, <laughs> as, as like a therapeutic thing. I like how he brought the fucking double decker couch chair, though. Yeah. He was like, let's go. We're, we're chilling. Sin, to get out of this documentary, Mike records Boogie. Uh, at uh, this uh, shaman, weird as fuck, by the way, he the shaman gives him psychedelic mushrooms, and this is his way to like apparently reset his mind. Now, oh, is he going to start off, young book? Yep. off by saying that uh, drug usage is obviously not something anybody should be promoting. If you are going through a lot of mental and physical issues, don't do fucking drugs. If you are going hey, through financial problems, counterpoint, counterpoint, crack is good. Don't do drugs, okay? Boogie is not being taken counterpoint, care of. Counterpoint. Heroin is like a vacation for your body. ...by anyone licensed in the medical field. He's just going into the forest and doing fucking drugs with randoms. And this is where, again, Boogie refuses to take life into his own hands. Instead of downsizing his financials, he decides, I'm just going to pick up an incredibly expensive hobby like mushrooms and go off with it. I don't think it's incredibly expensive. I don't think that's You know, true. mushrooms actually, like, you know how people say money doesn't grow on trees? Mushrooms do. They grow <laughs> under trees. Well, Boogie, 
it doesn't work that way, son. And that's pretty much where we're going to end it at, okay? Yeah, real good message to end off on. You can you can buy the spores online and grow them like in a in like a plastic bag. You can grow them on rice, like instant rice. Even. Here in the Northwest, you can find them yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Hey, your guys' life is all messed up? Try using some mushrooms. Hey, maybe combined with some therapy and some other pseudoscience crap, it could work. I don't think it's pseudoscience. I think there's actual scientific data that's showing that mushrooms do help people with There's tons of uh, pharmaceutical people venturing into this uh, right now. Um, Whether it's pseudoscience or not, they're taking it seriously as a possible uh, fixture in mental health for the future. So that's that's, uh, everything pseudoscience until uh, big big pharma <laughs> makes money off of it right <laughs> no i mean like this there's there's been studies on it and there's definitely i mean there it's green lit in some states like there's mushroom clinics in some yeah. states so but ladies and gentlemen that's pretty much where i want to end it at i know that i've been harsh in this video and i probably could have been harsher but honestly boogie is so uh i guess you could say uh, it's such a it, boogie is such a I guess you could say manipulative character that being mad over him is just not worth it. Okay, I know that a lot of other creators are still getting mad over most this day YouTubers because- are manipulative. Smash that like button. Boogie refuses to do even the minor things to make his life better. The only thing that makes me angry in this situation is the manipulation he puts to his fans. Look, I'm just gonna say it like it is. We are all lucky to be making the videos that we are making and making even a dime off of it. Boogie had a great career at one point. He squandered it, threw it away. And I think what's the most insulting in this is he refuses to take care of his physical health. He refuses to downsize and get a job. And to this day, he will continuously bumble his head through YouTube, through burning whatever bridges he may have remaining. He is a consistent pathological liar. He is an individual that is, I guess, I'm not a psychologist, but he appears to be the biggest narcissist on the platform. He is somebody that does not the care biggest? about any consequences. Not sure about he that. He has caused everything the biggest bad narcissist, to happen. In- pound for pound, maybe. Wait, wait, wait a second. Hold up, Ben, hold on. Opening up the mirror app on my phone. Okay. There might be a bigger narcissist on YouTube than Boogie. Yeah, Onision. In his own life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And all he wants is for you to sit down you know, fucking cry and feel bad for him. Well, don't feel bad because Boogie could easily change his life around, but he refuses to. He refuses to eat better. He refuses to downsize and make his financial situation lighter. And instead of, you know, working hard, he decides to chuck $700,000 into a fucking volatile cryptocurrency asset and thinks that's somehow a great idea. Oh shit. He actually won in that, by the way, and refused to cash it out like a smart person and start building off of it. Sometimes uh, sometimes Streamlabs won't display, but I'll take a look. It says, okay, I see it. I see it. It says, he's so mad. Boogie does awesome drugs and bangs young chicks. And all he's just got is his lame podcast wife and an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why are you hating on young Boogie for doing drugs and banging younger chicks when all you're doing is enjoying a wife and, and video games? You're just some ordinary gamer, Mudahar. Absolute <laughs> wild behavior. But yeah, how Boogie thought this documentary could paint him in a good light is beyond me. 
But ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much where we're going to leave it at. If you like what you saw, please like, comment, and subscribe. Dislike it if you dislike it. I am out. There you go. That was Mudahar addressing the situation directly. Uh, like we said, he's got skin in the game. His wife uh, was having to deal with this shit uh, while they were out on their, their road trip together. Uh, she's worked with Boogie on their podcast before. I've been on their podcast as well. Real word, real weird sickos, a fun one. They get a lot of good uh, creators on it. Um, but uh, that that being said, you have to remember Boogie's the cow here. So he's the cow. Here's uh, here's the stream that happened yesterday on Review Tech's channel. First Boogie shows up. And then, uh, and then, what's his name? Mudahar? Mudahar, yeah. Mudahar. Yeah, then he shows up. Skip it up and that up. Scoop it up. Hello, everybody. Uh, Richard Tech USA here. And last night in RTU streams, I had a stream. What's funny is I wasn't even going to stream last night, but I decided to. And we watched uh, some Ordinary Gamers or Mudahar's video called Boogie2988 is completely pathetic. Now, I don't know how it transpired. I don't know if people were bidding Boogie to come on the show or he said he wanted to come on the show. Needless to say, it doesn't matter. I sent him a Zoom link and he came on and we started discussing things about his documentary that just came out. And then I don't know how this transpired because it was all a blur <laughs> because I was more stoned than I've been in over six months uh, Mudahar <laughs> came in. Now, again, I don't know if he was baited to come in or he wanted to come in, but needless... Don't promote drugs, Rich. Don't promote drugs. Say I sent him yeah, a Yeah, that was link. the worst... That was the worst thing about Rich was his promotion of drugs. Yeah, how can you do that? And then Keemstar showed up in, in, in the chat and wanted Boogie to leave because he said I was milking this and and there was milk all over the place and... Utters were squeezed. I, I, it was absolutely insane. So here is everything that went down in my live stream last night with Mudahar and Boogie there. And buckle up because it was a hell of a show. Also, shout out to the Lol Cow podcast because Keemstar told me to shout it out. And if I don't shout it out, he'll cry. And then the tears will fall down his beard. And his beard is dyed. And the dye will drip on his desk. And if the dye drips... All right, let's get to the stream here all right here we go i'm doing well i can't talk too long i'm over here on uh twitch at the moment okay uh, i'm live streaming uh super mario wonder ooh, feels ooh. good to be playing I'm video live games streaming. Again for change on live yeah. stream you know normally i just like sit around and bitch about stuff how are you doing rich i'm doing well what's going on uh, brunch. not much today not much uh i somebody asked me said that you wanted me on here so that i come say hi yeah um did you watch the doc? What'd you think? Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's what interesting. was your incentive for putting something out so damning about yourself? Um, there's a lot of different answers to that. I think I didn't get paid anything, though I did get paid $2,000 to travel up to Cleveland to take some photos and stuff to promote the thing. Uh, but I didn't get like, paid to do anything. My thought process on it was... Everyone has, like, this mystique about me. They think that I'm, like, this guy or that guy or whatever. I don't mind admitting what I've actually done. I don't mind admitting that I lost a shitload of money on crypto. I don't mind 
admitting that I spent a lot of money traveling the coast to coast uh, and spend money on girls. I don't mind admitting that stuff about me. I'm very open about that, and I'm comfortable with it. It's the stuff that people think is bullshit about me, right? Like, oh, he's abusive to women, and he did this, and he did that. I didn't do any of that shit, you know? So I thought, you know, let's make this thing. Let's make a piece of art. Let's make YouTube history. Uh, let's and- make it a piece of art. I mean, that's you saw him in the bathtub. That was art. What, when he was, uh, him and his naked girlfriend in the bathtub together? And and when he was alone in the bathtub, yeah. and he could barely climb out of it because <laughs> of his, uh, how much he broke his body. And then there's a quote from Game of Thrones, right? Uh, never 20, who- let me ask you a question. 2018 definitely wasn't your peak year, and you almost made, before taxes, obviously, half a million. You've had bigger years than that. Where the no, hell did No, 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 that was my peak. What are you? Are you insane? No, that was the most I ever made ever, and it's only only because of sponsors. You realize, ninety percent of the Francis videos either got no ads or very low quality ads. You know that, right? Yeah, but that's a different era, dude. Like, no, that's the entire were... that's the entire time from the for the first of Francis character, all the way up to the very <coughs> end. Those videos either got fully demonetized. And now Boogie or they got... brilliantly made the Francis character his own character. <coughs> So he gets to real life be Francis and also have sex with 20-year-olds in his bathtub. I'm just wondering, like, what about 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17? Like, he wasn't making good money those years? Because that was like... He was probably making decent money, but he probably wasn't... It was pre-adpocalypse and... And, like, he had over a million, at least over a million subscribers back then. So he, I, I would think that like, a lot of his bigger videos weren't that long, um, and he probably was making decent money and blowing it like everybody does who gets into YouTube and thinks it's going to last forever. Got the lowest common denominator ads, and so uh, Francis videos getting millions of views. I made maybe a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars on each of those. In some cases, I spent more breaking an Xbox or breaking a TV than I made uh, for the Francis sketches. Yeah, the real money was in sponsorships, and I had a bunch of sponsorships in 2018, and... Um, yeah, but sp- that's post-apocalypse. Even pre-adpocalypse, you can't tell me that you were making bank, because you were getting... Do you want to know how much money I made through ad AdSense from the beginning of time to now? About okay, one, sure. About, about $1.2 million since two, 2007. About one point two is I it, it's less than it's less than one point six. I know that it might be less than one point five. I think it's one one point two one point three million. Is what I made across seventeen years. That makes no sense. Yeah, that, that I, just I mean don't I, believe it. Well, I'll send you a screenshot. No, Rich right is now. all high. I don't really care. I've Satan says only one point two million guys. He's poor. It's since two thousand seven, right? We're talking sixteen years. It's less than a hundred thousand dollars a year and some of those years were boom compared to bust and on those boom years he spent and he spent a lot in order to travel his traveling and everything is more than the average person he pumped a lot of that back into the bullshit games that he bought to to promote in his lifestyle there's satan says most people barely make over a mill in their entire lifetime and he wasn't living the life of most people Right. I mean, you made then you made half of that in well, that one was, year. No, uh, ad revenue that year was probably fifteen hundred or one hundred fifty thousand. It was all sponsorships. 
Which is why when people like did that uh, letter organized letter writing campaign to get Mint rid of all says, my Riley prosecutors. and I want to get lunch with Boogie. It would be a swell old time. Mint, are you guys going to drive out to Arkansas anytime soon? I'll get you guys a a, a date with Boog and his uh and if his if his girls along uh, for the ride. You guys could double date and film guys, it. Oh my god! You guys could all on. hang out in the bathtub together. Maybe maybe you and Riley could do an OF scene in the bathtub. If you guys are going to be out there, I'll call them and see what we can make happen. They killed me. They killed me. That ended me. When, why, when you made that much money, did you not But I swear to your- God, Riley, if you Frank Hassle him, if you Frank Hassle him and I vouch for you, I'm going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> house. Well, dead people don't live in houses, right? And so why pay off a house if you don't plan to live? Right? If, you, if, you're blo- if you're going to blow your brains out, if you're going to swallow a bunch of pills, why would you pay off your house? Blow the money and then you, blow your brains you, out. You're going to swallow yeah, a bunch of McDonald's. You seem to keep going to that for all of your bad financial decisions. Well, though. that's because they was because of my, all, all my bad financial decisions. That's why I made them. I wouldn't have made them otherwise. Why else would I have made them? What would be the reasoning behind it? If, if you're going to live, you, you should keep your money for retirement. If you don't plan to live, you should spend it. That seems pretty obvious. But... You are in your situation, and it, it is people. Here's the thing that my main issue is that you put out this documentary that is exposing everything about you, yeah. but you seem annoyed when people have opinions about a documentary where you want them to have opinions. What? And I, I'm what curious, have I been annoyed? What have I been annoyed by? I've on Twitter. I've seen you not be very happy. No, he's not, at not all. happy uh, whether are... or not people are giving him his opinions. <laughs> he's consistent. That's the one th- consistent thing about Boogie is his unhappiness. <laughs> what the fuck? You can't use that against him. Title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one point three million. I can send you a screenshot right now if you want to see it. Um, but that said, one point three million is a tremendous amount of money. I should still have money left if I hadn't made stupid money decisions. I would have. Still had it. But no, I'm not annoyed with anybody who's mad about the documentary. You should be. Holy am, shit. We even it. have Keemstar here. What the fuck is going on? I'm in the Twilight Zone right now. So we got Keem? Keemstar here. We got, we got <laughs> Bill Keemstar's, Gates here. Like, like, Mudahar is a farmer. Boogie is a lol cow. Keemstar is the fucking ranch owner, dude. He's he's the guy that that's setting all this shit up. He loves this stuff. He lives for this drama shit. He's enjoying it very much. Here, is Bill Gates here? I like Bill Gates. Give me money. Anyway, by the way, I'm not even supposed to talk about this stuff here. You gotta, you gotta go to the <laughs> local podcast right now. Here, shit. Boogie's like shit. Um, I'm not supposed to talk about this stuff. <laughs> like this, we just save it our first for the episode. podcast. Go follow it here on YouTube. Go follow it on Twitter. It's fucking insane. I go off for 20 minutes about uh, my situation with Mudahar. Mudahar just made a video about me today. Go follow the Local Podcast. You'll be really glad you but did. But video, let me. But but video. What the? F- but Boogie, do you realize, man? Even with the the corner that you backed yourself in, you could live stream and be okay, dude. I'm literally doing it right now. I'm there literally doing it right now. There you go. I'm literally doing it right now. But it, I have to ask you a tough question. Can sure. you psychologically handle the live streaming? I don't know. Uh, time <laughs> will tell. I'm in a probably the best mental health state that I've been in a really long time, which is to say not great still, uh, but it's the best I've really been in. And uh, I'm at peace with everything. I'm at peace with the polycythemia. I'm at peace with the girlfriend. I'm at peace with my body. I'm at peace with my mind. I'm, I'm at peace with my financial situation. And it's, uh, it's a good place to be. Thank you to the be, shrooms. Then if you and, could handle it. 
then you you you'll be okay because that's where you know you, you could do all right. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, I'm doing all right on YouTube. I'll tell you, uh, since these view numbers are up, and I don't think they'll stay up. But I started talking about won't. some video games and stuff. But you'll and, shoot uh, another fucking warning shot or get another <laughs> boxing match. You'll do, you'll do something, Boogie. You always do. You always do something that ropes us back into your life. Uh, people seem to really like me doing commentary again. And I'm, I'm enjoying doing commentary again. Go follow me on YouTube if you haven't seen my commentary videos in a while. I think you'll like what I'm doing over there. Do it. Yeah, and go follow me on Twitch. You might like what I'm doing there. consistently. Everybody who continually asks... Uh, Roger Wilkos in the chat says, uh, this is a response to Boogie saying, uh, you don't plan to save if you plan to die, right? And Roger Wilkos says, but what if you live? Then are we supposed to feel sad you blew all your money hoping to die? No, you're not supposed to feel sad. You're not. Uh, he's a content creator. He's creating the content he can create, and some of it might seem a little manipulative, might seem a little creepy, might seem a, seem a little dirty. But as a content creator, that's kind of his right to do so. And everybody who says that they're calling him out for his manipulative behavior is also kind of benefiting off of his poor behavior because now they're monetizing it and making views off of it too, like maybe we are in this moment. We do it. There's a whole lot of creepy behavior going on. And you know what, man? Be more positive again. Don't be a misery merchant. I mean, that's uh, do you do you hear me being a misery merchant tonight? I'm happy as a pig and shit. I'm glad to talk to you. Rich. I haven't talked to you in years. It, it, it's a, you sound. There is a different tone to your voice, though, and I'm trying to. And Keemstar, you could tongue twist my asshole. I'm not milking him. You could come milk my nipples. And and to further uh -huh. to further to further defend Boogie's poor manipulative behavior. If these channels that covered him at his worst ever bothered covering him at his best, maybe he'd be the Mr. Rogers of YouTube again. But they only focus on the worst. So farmers, gotta say, he might not be a cow if you didn't want that milk. Jesus Christ. Stop yeah. milking. Listen, yeah. milk my butt cheeks. Everybody uh -huh. go right now. By the way, I would the have a rich butt cheek milk milkshake if... Someone bothered to milk them cheeks. Podcast, I would try. Local live on YouTube. Local Milking. live on Twitch. Local live on Instagram. Here's what you're going to get if you follow that. Okay, you're going to see me and Jordy and Tommy C arguing every week. I mean, I basically screamed at Tommy C, and he screamed at me in this last episode. Okay, and then on top of that, you're going to get to see Keemstar, who is pretty good at roasting people. Mudahar, who abjectly despises me. I'm telling you, if I was on Mudahar's front porch on fire right now, he wouldn't piss on me to put me out. That's how much he dislikes <laughs> me. And you're going to get to see Nicholas DiOrio, as well as other guests, come on to that show and roast the living f out of us to our face. It's, gonna, it's a good <laughs> time. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm actually excited about the show because I, I get to let go, man. I get to just scream at Tommy C. I get to scream at Jordy. I get to have a good time. That's one of the cool things about this documentary, Rich. Is it's like they said in Game of Thrones, right? Wear what you are on your sleeve, and they, you know, wear it as armor, and they can never use it against you. I am a guy who wasted his money. I'm a guy who did a bunch of stupid shit, and it's in the past, and I'm just trying not to do it anymore. I just, I, <laughs> and I you promise you, Boogie will do stupid shit again. So don't, don't, don't worry about the Lolcal podcast, okay? If Boogie goes on a if, if Boogie starts making his life better, 
One of the other guys will fuck up. I promise. God, God won't allow us to go without milk. Look, and I'm not trying to downplay being suicidal, but I was like I was saying earlier in the stream, you could at least paid off the damn house and then f- in that home. But shoulda, Dead woulda, people- coulda. Some people made money like Boogie and paid rent and never even bought property. It sucks. It's it's hindsight is fucking twenty twenty. Yeah, we can all bark on Boogie's porch for him not paying off the house, but but it it happened. And and the best we can do right now is hope Boogie is homeless and desolate, and his child wife leaves him for a better person, like the person in the comments that was gonna save her. Go run to that person in the comments so they can save you, child wife. Go run to them. They're gonna save you from from trauma bond Boogie. Trauma Bond 2988, get out of the house. Don't live in houses, Rich, and I didn't have enough but to But you're the still, you're part. still, which I'm glad, but you're still here. Yeah, well, I mean, mistakes happen. I've, I've made worse mistakes uh, than wasting this money. Look what I did to my body. That's infinitely worse than wasting half a million dollars. You know? Keemstar, I swear to God, I am going to put on one of those, like, where, where the women have the nipples, where the, and I'm going to put milk in them, and then you're going to I'm going to breastfeed you. I'm not milking. I heard Boogie <clears throat> wanted a link, and Boogie, I gave Boogie a link. Oh, I didn't ask for the link. Somebody said you wanted me to come in here, so I thought I would. Oh, we we both had. Oh, we got we both got mine. F- then did you? We both uh, got did- milked. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened right there. Because they were like, "Oh, Rich from Review Tech wants to talk to you. Oh, Boogie wants to talk to you." This is a Mobius strip of milkies. You have Mike Clum on. You really should. He's a really fun guy to talk to. I did do, have Mike Clum on. Yeah, yes. he, I was about to say you do your show. He's, he's he likes it. He's a good fan. Yeah, yeah. So he came on. So listen, man. Just my final words. My final statement to you is just be entertaining. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. We've had really entertaining streams in the past, haven't we? Let's do it yes, again. Yes, we have. Let's yeah. let's do one again. You still sound like you're in shell shock, which I understand. I respect that. Uh, you know, watching this thing has been emotional for me. It's been emotional for everybody. It's emotional for Mike, who made the thing. So I get it. I respect it. I understand. But when you're feeling less emotional about it, and you want to just hang out and have some fun, let's do that. I'm, and you know, yes. Boogie's Boogie's a rare person. Uh, Boogie is an honest person. Uh, not the most honest. Uh, you know, Onision is the most honest YouTuber. Uh, he's the fact but machine. Bo- Boogie has an advantage because, you know, most liars, most liars, you could say, you know how I can tell they're lying? Because their mouth's open. But not Boogie. His mouth could be open because he's eating. That's what makes him halfway honest. Let's do it. And now everybody leave Rich's stream and go follow me on Twitch right now and watch me play Mario. I need the money way worse than Rich does. <laughs> I'm too stoned to think. I know of anything that laugh, with- that laugh, that laugh, that facetious laugh. I do that a lot when I fucking take jabs too. But he oh shit, are that you right stoned there. right now? Oh, I'm high as hell. What are you on? This is. Uh, I'm just medical, just medical marijuana. I Isn't have that like shit the amazing, spray. dude. If uh, and the spray, you got to be careful with because it could like. You'll be like completely sober, and then ten seconds later, it drop kicks you in the balls, and that's where I'm at oh. right now. I'm all uh-huh. about the edibles, man. Uh, my girlfriend has really severe social anxiety. She does really well with it though these days, and the way that she does so well with it is uh, medical marijuana. 
And uh, so she's pretty consistently, if we have to go somewhere, if we have to do something, we have to film, she gets high first. And, uh, boy, it's just it's a wonder drug. It's a wonder drug. The difference between her on her medical marijuana and her not, it's holy f- it's night and day. It's night and day. It's beautiful. It's, would, a wonder, I, it's a wonder drug. Yes, audience, I would let Muda on if Boogie would stay on. That's I can't keep yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if Muda wants to, is, is Muda around? Hi, Muda. Yeah, believe me, I I just want to let it be known. If he wants to come on, yeah. I am not stonewalling that. Yeah, if Mood is around, you know, he's welcome to do whatever he wants to do, man. Oh. I mean, at the end of the day, I said this on the Local Podcast. You'll have to wait to hear it there. But I said all my grievances with Muda. I, I have no grievances. And apparently, Muda said his grievances on a YouTube video tonight. And I guess hopefully we're in a good place after that. But I mean, as good as... I, know, I, I noticed Boogie went private on Twitter, at least for a little while. Yeah. This place can be where a guy openly fucking hates you, you know. That guy openly fucking hates me, which, honestly, I don't entirely blame him, you know. But you want to hear my point of view of it, you got to listen to the Local Podcasts. What? You say that, though, it sounds like you're disingenuous when you say that. Why lol the cow oh, you when you can like, get the milk for free? You're angry that he had this video out about you. I could hear no, it. No, not at all. I knew it was coming. He even gave me a warning that it was coming. I, I pretty obvious uh, last couple of conversations I've had received that this was zero contributions. And okay. I, we obviously put That's a, a documentary out there for people to react to. Me and Mike have said, Dude, what the fuck? All these all these donos aren't even ours. Yeah, what I the wish hell? they were ours. Everyone, please like the stream if you haven't already. That that'd be very helpful. And then yeah, we do have the the tip train getting rolling here. If anyone wants to. Take part. Tommy, you want to react Pinche, to it? Watch Pero, the entire Italiano. thing. Watch it on your live streams. Watch it on your YouTube videos. Watch your, whatever you want to he do. That's what's out there. Not ever. He is what happens when and I don't expect Jones anybody to have a good opinion. I'm surprised that people do have a good I admit it to some really stupid for days. We have he uh, Budahar is here. He said, "I uh, Buddha, can I send you a link? I am." I am failing worse than Leafy did right now when he was trying to be a moderator because I'm stoned as hell. <laughs> and I, you're promoting I, drugs. I'll get you the invite. I am. I am not equipped right now to handle this. I am just being honest. This is a f-ing shit show. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But I feel like when when uh. I'm trying to play Mario at the same time, so it's a little complicated. By the way, hold on. Let me do a little shout-outs on my stream. I am. I may need to. He cut the shout the shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Holy. What's up, Lando Commandy? Lando Commandy? As I'm getting shirtless to be the professional that I am. Huh. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you did not give a heads up or Muda didn't give you a heads up boogie because you blocked him apparently yeah, no, what how could you, like, you say that I gave you a heads up that doesn't make any sense because you've been mad at me for like a week I knew it had to be coming I'm not mad at you I mean, just like disgusted no, with to, my to behavior be, to be mad thing. at you would mean that you would have to like matter to me personally well, that's true okay. I don't get mad at you I can't right. I don't have the time it's just like I think you're a compulsive liar is sort of the I, I respect that I understand that I'm definitely not mad an bro I'm not witness. triggered at you I'm triggered at the situation yeah. uh, I think you say you're like you respect that like this is the thing that I don't get like you respect that somebody believes you're a compulsive liar that's a very respectful just, that's very yeah, that's respectful not respectful the, that's not respectful like you should I would rather respect to, your to... opinion than accept it as fact <laughs> <laughs> 
better yourself instead well, of just I saying, am, oh, that's respectful. What are you doing? What to I'm saying yourself? is I have lied in, in the past. I'm doing my best to not lie. But you literally like, okay, so you've lied in the past. What have you done very recently? Because like in the last few months, you've literally like blatantly lied. (laughs) Like that whole boxing fight thing. It's funny because catching you in a lie is the easiest thing. What is the the, lie about the boxing fight? You said that you had fifteen hundred dollars in boxing, like uh, to pay for boxing. Oh no, Mike Clum. uh, Mike Clum said on my live stream he fudged those numbers. He fudged those numbers. He didn't get those numbers from me. He'll openly tell you. And, and so, so hold on. You watched this argument. documentary before it came out in its entirety, and we're okay with that then? I didn't pay attention to the numbers like most of the text. Like, for example, he said that I was on a drug that I'm not on. Apparently, one of the drugs he wrote the name of, he, I'm on, like, a muscle relaxer called bupropen or something like that. Mm-hmm. He wrote, like, bupropazine, which is a drug people take to recover from... Uh, opiate addiction. Oh, thank you, baby. So now, so now, oh, now you, you're implying that the documenter that you worked with is a liar. So <laughs> no, that, that brings up his, he, no, that brings saying, his he's, entirety. He's, he's into saying that. the documenter made some uh, mistakes in his in his documentary, and he's also saying he didn't bother correcting them. Do you expect somebody who you're calling out for habitual lying to? Pay attention to the numbers and care about correcting them. Yeah, it's like it's it's like you can nitpick and poke and find a ton of shit here. It's there, but you also can't hold Boogie to the same standard you would hold yourself to. He's not you. We know this. Higher like integrity and the future of his channel. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that he made a couple mistakes when it came to the numbers, and he came. Made a couple of mistakes so when it before came to that, the text. Before that documentary came out, why didn't you call him up and say, hey, can you fix that mistake? It's pretty fucked up. Because I didn't get it. Because it is pretty fucked up. I didn't, I didn't really read any of the text. It's not something I was paying a lot of attention to. We watched it together on... And, and, and the funniest thing is, it's not even the text, by the way, too. You said it in the documentary. You talked about the boxing training, didn't you? Oh, no, I know. I did spend... I did spend more money than I got paid. It's just not that particular way. I could break it down for if you want to know. Okay, but but in that clip, Rich, can you can you put that clip on again where he's discussing his like boxing match, like his his the ten thousand dollars and like all the expenses he got? Yeah, We're go all ahead. here, so we might as well just watch it together. Yeah. Where do you, where do you know the point? It's in your video. Also, um, Boogie, do you still have thirty something thousand in crypto right Fuck, now? If I was no. if I was Boogie, and this is how I know I'm such a good manipulator. If I was Boogie right here when they were calling him out on the fifteen hundred for training, I'd just be like, dude, it was weight training. That's the type of Who's food I had to eat. That's the type of food I had to eat to protein pack for my fucking fight. It was that bulking. Was he training. was bulking, bro. Exactly. That was the training I was going through. That's the amount of more money I had to spend every month on food. Tra- and they would fucking get so pissed at that. Everybody, you spent fifteen hundred on food. Less that was the, the training I could do was to eat better. Like I would play that up so fucking well, and it would piss everybody off ten times more than they're already mad. <laughs> I did at the beginning of the year. I've got about well, crypto's up right now, so I'm up to about nine. But about last week, I had about six point seven. I got about. I don't understand why you don't cash that out. Uh, because you only take the loss when you sell it, and like I, I guess the six thousand dollars could disappear tomorrow, but that's not really gonna make or break. Yeah, ev- goes- everything ev- based on trends, crypto's gonna go up for a while right now. It's going this, up this right thing- now. This thing saying, why don't you take it all out now? Why are you going to take it all? It's probably better for Boogie to leave his crypto in the crypto right now. The trend is upward. 
It has been. If he takes it out as he needs it, that's about as good as having a savings account. It, he'll probably get a better return this way if he keeps it in. And, like, he could lose it all tomorrow. He could. But he's probably in the right on this one. He should keep it in, but he should also have an exit plan to when to take it out. He shouldn't try to, like, keep riding because it doesn't go up perpetually. It will go back down. So he Based should... on trends, it's probably going to go up until after the election. The history of crypto, if we look at it, if it goes by every other election cycle we've had, it'll go up until after then. Yeah, there's a good chance not, it's already going up. Not financial advice. Not financial advice. Not medical advice when we talk about drugs either. <laughs> the only advice I could give you 100% without having to say it's not da-da-da advice is sexual advice. Oh, I could definitely use the money. You know, if it goes down a thousand, it's probably not going to make a huge, huge difference. But do you understand how wild that is? Like, you're complaining about money, and how yeah. much is it worth right now in asset wise? Like, according to your app, about nine thousand or so. So nine thousand dollars, right? I cash it how out much as is I your need mortgage? It. I cash it out as I need it. So at the beginning of, of December, I'll pull out two thousand and pay my mortgage. It's like a savings like, account. I just treat it like a savings account. Except this savings account makes me money sometimes. It's Why? not a savings account because it's literally the most negatively volatile asset you have. I don't know. It's held really steady for the last two years. Uh, yeah, because it lost ninety nine percent of its fucking value. Right. So, so how low can it go? Yeah. Like, exactly. What do you mean? That's why it was in there. How low can it go? That's exactly it is my going point. up. Because in the last two years, from the dropping point, it's just gone up since then. Yeah, it's so, it's going Bo- up. Boogie has a point here. It, you could say it's a volatile asset and have a point there, but in application, it has been going up. Boogie has at least been right about that. Can you take that money out and maybe put it into like index funds or well, like move I that take shit it, around? Well, no, I, I'm going to need it in the next 60 days, roughly. So here's what I don't understand. You have $750,000 and you just decide to put all of it into crypto when that money could have went into no, the No, here's the, reveal. here's the reveal. He didn't put 750000 into crypto. 250000 That's what literally the documentary that you were I understand. Said, that's the most that I either? had was 700000 <clears throat> When I initially invested in crypto, I had 250000 So why did, was, why did you let him write you lost $600,000 in crypto? Because that's about how much I lost. It, it, my max amount was about seven hundred thousand, and so if I sold that day, I would have had seven hundred thousand. So seven hundred thousand was the peak value of his crypto. Yeah. He, but he yeah. put in a quarter mil, is what it sounds like. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he lost everything he had gained from it. Yeah, math doesn't make sense. Well, math the math should make sense. sense. Well, let me walk you through it. Okay, now let's imagine you have a quarter million dollars. Okay, sure. which is what no. I had. Now you invest it, okay? Now it goes up to $800,000, okay? Now if you sold it, then how much money would we have? $800,000. Well, you'd have to pay taxes on it, so you'd be paying like a a few hundred thousand. Uh, Yeah. Right? But I didn't. I sold it when it was considerably less than that. So, so you're telling me you, you put quarter million in, you made like 750,000. That was your peak, right? Like the yep. asset that was valued. Yep. So why the f- wouldn't you cash it out then? Or are you just like greedy? Was it literally like a gamble? Are you like, just greedy? You, it literally it sounds was, like you're playing fucking roulette. I went to, I mean, it was kind of like gambling, honestly, Moody. but uh, I went to bed one night. I was invested yeah, in a John. small shit coin mm-hmm. called, was well, either uni or, I don't know, Michael Green could tell you the other one. But one of them was uni, one of them was, I don't know. But I went to bed, and it lost 60% value overnight. I woke up the next morning, and I sold what I had. 
but uh, that didn't really matter because I I lost. I went from about seven hundred thousand back down to about two hundred thousand. I mean, this is like this is just I, I don't even like really like. First off, the math is incredibly uh, weird. I, I feel like urban math is why is he attacking him? Does he have a blood rivalry with Boog or something? No, he doesn't have the time to to have a, a problem with Boogie. He said Probably. that earlier. Fifty thousand doubles, and then mm-hmm. and adds another sixty percent. It goes from two hundred fifty thousand to seven hundred thousand. And mm-hmm. then I went to bed, and the asset lost 80%, 90%. You know what a market crash is, I'm sure. And so the market crashed, and you know how your stocks are worth a certain amount at one point, and they're worth a different at another. So I woke up the next day. Yeah, I know how the stock amount. market works. You're in the crypto market. This is a yeah. completely degenerate operation, but yes. It's degenerate? I don't know. I mean. Yes, the stock market's not degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand, you know. I, I so after heard, you I got so so hold on, you put in two hundred fifty thousand. You got up to seven fifty. How much did it drop to? Uh, One thing about crypto is that the market never closes. The stock market does close, you know, for the day, and it's closed on weekends and holidays. But like shit could happen in the crypto market while you're sleeping at night. Like like your shit could crash or or rise, you know, overnight. About two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand over, and you didn't decide maybe i should cash out then no you let it go all the way down to 30 after that well i did i did cash out then uh, so but you cashed you out two hundred thousand dollars yeah what do you think i've yeah. lived off of since 2000 or 2020 i've had to live off something so, so what was mike showing in his documentary where you had thirty thousand in assets still remaining in that, a crypto account well i put it back into ethereum which is a really safe investment ethereum and bitcoin are really safe <laughs> no investments it's not once Christ. they're at the bottom of the market Jesus Christ! Bitcoin and Ethereum are I safe mean, investments. So now you had, so now you had two hundred thousand dollars. You couldn't put any of that money into like. Muda, Mudahar is thinking long-term investments, and Boogie is not. <laughs> like you could hear Mudahar going, Jesus Christ, and and like in his mind, uh, like he's thinking from someone who is looking towards twenty years. Boogie is thinking. From someone who's looking towards two months. He said this earlier in the podcast. They're not on the same wavelength. <laughs> you know, literally buy the average of a tech stock and like let that f- raise year after year. I mean, this isn't financial advice, by the way, but right, course, most yeah. financial no, advice. Is that, no, I could that. have. And that obviously would have been the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or that. maybe you could have put it into the house because that's clearly a very safe, appreciating asset. Yeah. One of the things I really regret. I mean, at this, at this point, and I'm very lucky and I've been open about this. This house says it's worth probably, and point, people pointed this out after the doc. Uh, I wasn't aware of this, but this house's value is closer to like four hundred fifty thousand. I paid two fifty. I owe about one fifty on it. So theoretically, it, it, after closing it, costs, I could the math. The math that you just told me makes it sound like you put in uh, a value of money into cryptocurrency. It raised, and then you lost, but you cashed out roughly around the same value you put in. So it doesn't really little, sound like you lost uh, six hundred thousand dollars in crypto. Then right, it just sounds like your so gamble. Again, Again, mm-hmm. uh, also, ad- what's also what's the valuation of your house right now, Boogie? Well, like I just said, I, I've got about $150,000 left on the debt, and it looks like that I could sell it. Zillow tells me I could sell it for 450000 So it looks like... I mean, like- forget Zillow for a second. Have you talked to a realtor or something, too? I mean, like, Zillow does... I mean, like, Zillow could give you a pretty... A fairly accurate estimate on the value of a, of a property. Yeah. So I don't know. I he just, he seems like he's being a little too nitpicky here with everything. Of course, but oh, that's just what talk they to a realtor. Do. 
Okay. That's 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 why that's why Boogie gets to be a lol cow because people nitpick him and he fucking falls for it. <laughs> I, this no, is we're the not thing about like, we're my not video. there yet. We're this is the there. thing about the video. Why don't you like again? Maybe there's like a sentimental thing to this house, but like if you can't afford the home, if I was having this argument with Mudahar, I'd be like, dude, do you want to come be my accountant? You care so fucking much about my finances. I'm having a tough time. I've been doing YouTube for YouTube for 16 years. I'm going to come to my fans and tell them how I feel and how things are going to be if they don't fucking help me because I need help right now. And if they don't care to help me, guess what? I'm fucked. But if they do help me, guess what? I get a couple more months to try and recover from my fucking downward spiral. If you want to help me, help me. If you don't want to help me, keep making videos about me because guess what? I make more money when you do. <laughs> so like an apartment or like a smaller property. Or well, something. unfortunately, if I want to stay near my doctors and I want to stay near my medical centers, uh, I need to stay in Northwest Arkansas. And Northwest I, Arkansas doesn't have any like apartments. They, for you they to go do. Get? You can get apartments here for as cheap as nine hundred to a thousand. But then okay. I would have to kick out one of my roommates who's very close and dear to me. We've lived together for twenty five years. He's my best friend. He's like a brother to me. I don't want to lose him. So then we're going to have to pay more for a second bedroom. Um, and, and so and again, why, why does, why don't you and him split the rent with each other? I don't talk about that. He's, he's got his personal life and his, uh, he's, yeah. he's other than just, uh, he's got his personal issues. And I mean, but it sounds Boogie like, and it sounds I, like Boogie he... and I are friends. This is the drunken peasant scoop. I normally wouldn't share personal info about my friends unless it was behind a paywall, but I'm <laughs> feeling generous tonight. Christmas okay. is coming up. Boogie's roommate Wipes his ass for him. Professional ass wiper. Are you Boogie's serious? No. <laughs> it sounded like it sounded too out there to be true, but stranger things could happen. You know? No, as as long as I've known Boogie, as many conversations as we've had, his roommate is a very much a mystery to me. Uh, this is this is something that is private to him and his life, and I kind of respect that he has some of those things left, and uh, the, the, he stands up and doesn't get pried into it here. Pretty fucking uh, cool of Boogie not to get lolcowed into exposing that here either. You feel like you want to support this person, and it's great and all, but you can't afford to but keep you yourself afloat, and you can't. So how can you be a? De- how can you add on a dependent? Is the thing right? That's a big problem. I mean, at the end of the day, he does bring in. Again, his life is personal. Let's leave his life personal. It's very important to me. It's very important to him that his life is personal. But, but to it's say, part of you. But it's, it's part an, of it's your a equation that you're it's discussing a, a, right now. He's currently a null sum game. I don't spend any money on him, uh, and so you don't need to worry. <laughs> he's about like, look, look. If, the amount of money I would spend on toilet paper to wipe <laughs> my own ass, I make back in paying him to scoop it out with his bare hands. Okay. <laughs> If I had to move into a smaller apartment, though, I might have to and have to work something out. But if we can keep this house to 2100 instead of paying 1100 somewhere around here, uh, I think it's nice to build equity rather than just give it all to a landlord. And also, hey. renting in Arkansas sucks. You guys may not be aware of this, but landlord... Renting uh, anywhere sucks. Yeah, but especially in Arkansas. In fact, you can Google this. It is the worst state but, but, in the but nation. But just think rent. about it like this, okay? You, you, how much is your current like home mortgage? Twenty two hundred. Twenty one hundred. Okay, so twenty one hundred dollars versus like nine hundred dollars. That is slashing 
your like uh that, that is don't think of it don't think of it as stupidly as he could rent he could he could sell he could sell the house and he could get a smaller place that he buys <clears throat> if, if and when the time comes that's obviously mm-hmm. something i'll do but i'd rather but just but here's try the to thing if you, more i'd rather you, try to make more youtube videos I'd if try you to don't do it now then you don't really have an option. You don't have that leeway. I just looked this up, and uh, Arkansas is not known as the worst state for renters. Uh, what is? Um, this map, the darker the state, the worse it is for renters, according to Consumer Affairs. Uh, Arkansas is actually among one of the better ones, according to this. Hmm. So... California, uh, Nevada, New York. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash pi. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Horrible for renters? Apparently. There's that different... can't be true, can it? Yeah. They're 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 going by uh, median monthly rent, medium a- median annual income, rent percentage of income, uh, average monthly electric bill, vacancy rate. So how how easy it is to find a place, uh, and then there's uh, legally regulated late fees. No, it, it ranks fifty out of the fifty states. It says California is the worst. Well, this must be one of them red states making this, making the demographics of this map. Here's the best states for renters. What's that blue one down there? Which one? Oklahoma? The bottom, the bottom. Oh, uh, Alabama? Yeah, this is the best state for renters who like to stay at home and fuck their sister. No, I think, you know, they they show what, how they measure this. Um, Roll Tide. Buff Weeb, our boy Big Diesel, says Arkansas sucks. I hate it here. I will say most Arkansas homes are privately owned, so your landlord's pretty chill. 
future. That's hmm. the thing, right? Like this is like somebody who has two hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Did you see on the the Twitterverse that Dick Masterson is asking around whether people think it would be funny to make an ISOM porn movie? Have you thought about maybe auditioning for the role of ISOM in the ISOM porn movie? The one problem is the majority of people responding said it would only be funny if it was a gay porn. But I think it would be funny if it was just no a cool porn. And they want to be adamant in living in their mansion in Los Angeles. Yeah, you can do that for like four or five months. But when that time comes to downsize, you know, you well, I've had your this options long... to downsize are, are incredibly like difficult because you have no you okay, know, so liquid assets you, to deal with. So you may not know a lot about this, but uh, the audience might not know about it. But I've learned about it in a lot. I've mm-hmm. had this loan for a long time. And so right. when, you are, point, when, you have a, when you have a loan, you're building equity. And it's a 15-year loan. So a huge chunk of what I'm putting into the mortgage is mine to keep. And so <clears throat> once, once you sit down and do the math, it's way less of a savings than you're thinking. Uh, oh, so shit. Look at Boogie with a quality equity, point. It's my money to keep. Okay, but how much is your house's value raising year after year, though? You live in Arkansas. It's not Los Angeles. Uh, it, I mean, like it, went from, it went from 270. Property values are going up in a lot of places. But even if the property value doesn't going up, Boogie paying the property value in him owning the property versus him paying the landlord is a pretty good deal. Five when I bought it in 2015. Antonio Perez now. says Billy literally finds any reason possible to defend this guy. Did you not watch earlier when I said I would be taking the side of Boogie, not as him being right, but as him being fat? Antonio Perez, you're late to the game. I've said my disclaimer. I love Mudahar. I'm friends with his his wife. I'm friends with Boogie. I have skin in the game. I want both of them to succeed. I want Mudahar to continue harping on Boogie because the more views Boogie gets off of this, the better money he makes, the more he can pay for this house. Fuck yeah, I'm defending Boogie at all costs because he's Uh, fat, not because he's my friend. It's popping off. We have the home of Walmart. We have the home of Tyson. We have the home of J.B. Hunt, three of the largest companies in the world. Uh, there's 2,000 small businesses that want to deal business with Walmart that have to keep an o- office open in Northwest Arkansas. Mm. Tyson just moved. Austin Wardell uh, says, six- that's what you do for your friends, Antonio. Doesn't mean we have to agree. I don't even want you to agree. If you think I, Boogie's a creep and a sicko, fuck it. That'll probably make him more money. I, I'm not going to quote it because I don't want to be wrong, but it's like several hundreds of jobs to Northwest Arkansas, which caused a huge spike. And a huge chunk of my money goes directly into equity because this loan is so matured at this point. So I, I, it, at the end of the day, I would rather keep the home as best I could, take care of the people that I can take care of, keep building equity. And I honestly think it puts me in a tightrope situation where it makes me stream more. It it's, makes me make more YouTube videos. It's like the, the fire being lit under his ass that puts him to work it makes me try hard see i i I don't really see that you've been on a tightrope situation for the last couple of years yeah well it's never been this tight (laughs) this is as tight as it gets you know and and see this is the thing like yeah sure it's cool but like how can you ever expect anybody to feel bad for that it sounds like you just gambled away your money and that's what it is you know right if you look at this you at this documentary we made does Mm -hmm. that look like a documentary was designed to make somebody feel bad for me of course not 
It, it was felt, obviously it, it honestly, designed for him to say, despite me being too fat to wipe my own ass, despite despite me being a pig that sits around drinking Mountain Dew and playing magic cards, despite all that, I'm still pulling women, baby. Sometimes I pay $200,000 for them, and sometimes they're 20-year-olds that come to live with me, but I'm still fucking. That's what this entire documentary should have said. <clears throat> Boogie's still fucking. She's a 9 out of 10 by the body. She's a 9 out of 10 by the heart. By the body. That's what JF said about Boogie's girlfriend. It felt like that was the intention, but the because body. you're no, somebody that not. I believe you... No, it's, it, it looks like that from its intention. I mean, do you not understand how bad this documentary makes you look? When you were out doing That's that That's my point. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Because you were out up, get, whatever, get a brand you were, new sub, you know, I'm going to go like this. When you were out trying to get a job... When you were out trying to Everybody's find only mad at Boogie because he's having more sex than they are. <laughs> whatever like what happened with that like why did you absolutely throw away that opportunity like so we went in all over that we we went into the job interview uh Mm -hmm. that is not a job interview it's a staffing agency to be okay exactly you're doing a market hold on cool exactly so it's a staffing agency and we talked a little bit beforehand you got to be staffable though right we (laughs) talked a little bit beforehand and made it abundantly clear that there was not anything this company was going to be able to do for see i can talk so uh, we decided to, I decided to have fun with it. And I just went into my Andy Kaufman mode, tried to have fun with it. And that's what we put into the dock. And the extended scene, I hope, shows that very clearly. But walking into that staffing agency in the first five minutes, we knew there's nothing this company could do for me. So why not have fun with it? I also did the same thing. Does that, is that uh, like the attitude you have when you walk into anything that could change your life? It's like, this couldn't happen. There's nothing could do it. I, well, no, once they that tell couldn't me change his life. <laughs> that it can't, then sure, yeah. Once they tell me that, no, we're no, not. No, in that video, like, she pretty much said, hey, if you have the mentality of I can't, I can't, I can't, then you won't. And she was right. Right, but that's after Fuck, she does, does Muda, is Muda becoming the lol cow? Because he's responding to the documentary like it's 100% fact. Is this, is this somehow Muda being milked here? <laughs> like, documentaries are rarely ever fact right they're always they always have a bias they always have editing they always have a little fucking fantasy around them we know that we've seen that michael moore is his shit falls apart when you start inspecting a lot of this stuff all these documentaries have a little bit of movie magic in them despite them being looked at as 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 a a, a reality they all still have movie magic boogie said just now I went in within I mean, Boogie could be lying too, like call him out for lying. But he just said we went in within a couple minutes. It was obvious they weren't going to be able to help me, so I took it and I made something entertaining out of it. Now you could say that's disingenuous, that's manipulative, but then again, that's what you're accusing of him right there, and he just admitted to it. And it's also what you do for fucking content. You manipulate things for content. It was after we were abundantly clear there's nothing this company would be able to do for me. So so you walk into an interview and you tell them, okay, listen, this is all the negative things about me. By the way, if you look up me on the internet, I, there, you might hear me beat my wife or I'm a all this shit. <laughs> right, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's going to – like that is that – right. I would never have done that. I would have never done that if there was a chance that I could get a job there, obviously. Okay, obviously. what about the time when MetaPCs <clears throat> offered you a job? Why didn't you take that? Because that was a bit. How does people not realize that was just a bit? He never offered that was a, a job. Bit? I, I'm a I'm I'm one of their affiliates, man. We were trying to sell PCs. You you, you guys have to know that, right? Like Sounds ask like Zach. 
Ask Zach. That was never an offer. Zach will confirm that. I don't even know what the f the bit was, so I can't. I get, say. Yeah, it's like it's like these are like some insanely like bits that just fly over everyone's head for some reason. It's kind of they fly but, over everyone's head for I, some I, reason. I haven't, I haven't seen because it because you're taking these people at face value. You can't take YouTubers at face value. Holy shit! Why didn't you take the job from Meta PCs? Well, because I had a fucking affiliate link. And the promo was that I they were offering me a job, but hopefully my fans would see that, laugh that Boogie's not going to take a job with them, and maybe buy a PC. It's advertising. Yeah, it could very no. well be a bit. I'm not. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. Which is why I respect the opinion that people think I'm a compulsive liar because sometimes this stuff is. Yes, Zach wasn't actually offering a job. We were trying to sell some PCs. I wasn't actually getting offered a job that day. If I did, I would have taken it very seriously. But we knew there was no job to be had here, so I decided to Andy Kaufman it a little bit. Why not? Have this is it. what I wanted to bring up. Classy Tech actually brought up a very good point. You realize the bubble, the housing bubble could burst, right? What happens if it bursts? Then your housing he still price owns it. He still owns it. It, it. Whether the house bursts or not, renting all that money's gone either way. If his house goes in half, the money he put in is still half his. And you actually. Right, but like I said, if I sell tomorrow, I clear up two hundred, two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars after repairs, closing costs, new carpets, new paint, all this stuff. Um, and I, I do need that money. I'd love to have it. Uh, where do I go? You where downsize go? into like an apartment or something, man. Like, like something condo, small, or a like small said, condo. Yeah, like a condominium, exactly. Like a two-bedroom condominium. That's but not going to be too much. But if you look in Northwest Arkansas, there's not a lot of options. Uh, in, in a at a price range that makes a lot of sense. We sat down. I, Everybody's I just saying buy like something cheaper. Everybody's saying buy something cheaper. He might end up having to do that. But right now, he's trying not to do that. That's definitely an option. I know you guys don't believe I have friends, mm -hmm. but I sat down I with my CPA. You. Who said that? A lot of people. Like uh, people, Every time I mention I have a friend who has a job, they're like, you don't have a friend. Uh, but Who like, says that? I don't say that. Well, I like I had a friend that, in yeah. PR, and they're like, you I don't, don't have a friend. That. I don't I say that. Well, works. he didn't say you said that. He said you guys might say I don't have any friends. Correct him and say no. I. I mean, I don't. He had friends. I mean, the, he had I, yeah, friends in the yeah. documentary. We saw the documentary, Boogie. We know you have friends. Yeah. Pay them with pizza to hang out with you. We're not those people, so I believe you have a friend. Well, I do have a CPA friend who's been helping with some tax shit, and we sat down one day. And we've discussed a bunch of different things. The most promising thing, and this is something I don't want to do, and I talked about this when Tom was here. Um, he wants me to get on a disability trust because I am disabled. I've been disabled since 2007. And I can draw benefits. The problem is we would have to take all my existing assets, put it into a trust, and then I could get back on Medicare and I'd have health insurance again. So that's something we're considering doing. Um, but on top of that, we've sat down and we've crunched the numbers. And we've not found a lot of things that make a lot of sense other so, than just so get back I, to I also I also crunched the numbers, too, because I like to research these situations and get down to the bottom of it. With Tom, actually, you said that your best earning month on YouTube was 30 grand with sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, explain to me real quickly. So in 2000 and I think it was 18 or 19, whatever, sure. when you made half a million, 498 thousand U.S. dollars specifically. Even if you, you know, multiply 30 by 12, which is like some real utopian ass accounting, that's still sure. not even coming close to clearing 498,000. So like, 
what is up with these weird discrepancies in like income? Like that's that's and and now if I was boogie, if I was boogie, and I was as manipulative and uh, a liar as they say he is, I would say right now, I'd say, oh yeah, thirty thousand. That was that was what I took home that year. You know, that was after taxes, and the four hundred eighty thousand that was before taxes. That was just that was that's the difference. That's simple. I would have said that shit. One hundred and ten thousand dollar discrepancies. I don't know, man. There. Like, if you need to see my taxes, I'll, I'll, I've got them all on my hard drive. You can see them. Uh, I don't know. I mean, then, a lot of times it, when I quote numbers, it, like, but you wait the well, f- like admittedly, this. Like, a lot of times when I quote numbers, I'm not expecting that level of cru- scrutiny. But you're welcome to see them if you need to, Muda. But it's a documentary. Dude, yeah, it's like this is a documentary that you. Well, want wait, wait. To, like, so I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking, about a, I thought you were talking about a conversation with Tom. Yeah, no, with Tom, you see, with Turkey somewhere Tom. Somewhere in the documentary say I made $30,000 yes, in the documentary. Yes, with Turkey Tom, a couple months ago, five yeah. months ago, you said that your best earning month was 30000 with sponsors. Yeah. In the actual documentary, well, it might have been closer one of to your years. It might have been closer to thirty-five. I don't know. Thirty-two and thirty-five isn't going to fucking dramatically give you one hundred and ten thousand extra discre- like shortfall. So what? W- the numbers are so odd. Nothing in your math actually adds up. Like half a million in one year, and then there's tweets well, of you saying I paid one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in like taxes or something too. So it's like, well, you, even I mean, if you if you want to see these numbers, it'll bring you peace of mind. I'll just send you everything. I don't really give a shit. I'm not your accountant. Like I'm not the IRS. Like it's it, just like, I'm not your accountant. I just want to hold you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> hold that accountant to account. Important <laughs> to you. I, if it's that important, I mean, I'll show you I the think, numbers. I think the truth is important, right? Like, I think yeah. being factual, I think when you have a well, fan I ball, base, because like I ball one of my it might have been 35. You, it might one of my issues with you is, I don't know. This, is this guilt? Is this guilt tripping you due to your fan base? What Especially when it comes to money, right now. Especially when it comes to money, it's like I'm about Did to I lose my house. I made that mistake about... last year, and I haven't no, mentioned it since. Let me, let me explain. When it comes to money, you're always yeah. telling your fans, "I wish I could do better. I wish, you know, like I wasn't on my dire straits." And now, when we're looking at your revenues and you're talking about your earnings, there's such a discrepancy there. So, do, am I supposed well, to believe I can that? Fix are these am discrepancies I... for you? I'll set you down, and you can see them. Am I supposed to believe that you're at your financial wits or maybe you have more money than you let on? Because nobody has any idea. You're not giving factual numbers. I literally posted. How could you say you're not giving factual numbers 10 seconds after he offers to give you all the numbers and you said, mm. I'm not your accountant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you, like, you, can you have it both ways? Maybe you can. It's the internet. Who fucking cares? You got a little sleepy with me posted, when you tell me shit about this. I and literally I'm telling you right posted, now, these discrepancies are not Muda, something I, I like literally posted my bank account yeah. info and my crypto info in the local chat. You can see how much money I have. I'm not Unless in the local chat. Well, you were when I posted it last week. Uh, you think I looked through every single thing on there? Like I'm not even a paid member of the local well, podcast. Well, I'm saying is, if if you're still in it, you can go look right now. I'm not in unless it. you think I have like a stack of cash laying around. That's everything. I'm not in that right now, nor do I see your tax information, nor do I need to see it. I just need to explain. I need you to tell me for a man who's watched this documentary before its release and you stood by it. How could yeah. you stand by such glaring discrepancies? Because he's lazy, me, he I lies, to... he doesn't give a fuck. Is that not obvious? <laughs> so you're telling me the exact amount of money you make when that's such a big part of your like complaining? Of like this whole complaining. thing, yeah. yeah. Well, I know how much money I made. I don't care what you guys know or think. I, that's not that important to me. I don't, so you're I... willing. So you're willing to give us false information when we try correcting yeah, you on it? You it's get a documentary. Snippy? 
Well, uh, again, like I said, you you got to take that up with Mike. Unfortunately, he he bought. <laughs> Wait, wait, you gave the information. No, I did not give him that information. I did not. What do you mean? He had access. You were the one talking about this with him. You were in your tub showing him your bank account. Hold on, you were hold there. on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Let me call Mike. Let's get him in. On I, I guess Mike is like the biggest liar then, right? No, right? he's like, not. Holy shit. Just, again, well, apparently Mike's to one level of insane more... scrutiny that you guys feel you need to have. I guess Mike must like uh, absolutely. It's... What the f if anyone, but if anyone else made a documentary like this that had discrepant, big financial discrepancies, <clears throat> they'd be yeah, you'd be f***ing mad, you'd be yelling. Yeah, I mean, if that's an important part of the movie, which it was, it they should try to make sure it's correct, or just not mention it. They should. Yeah, uh, it's it's it's. But here's the thing: like, what's he supposed to do now? It's know. out there. He's know. offering his account. He's offering all this stuff. They're going to pick him apart either way. He's rolling into this Law Cal podcast that Mudahar is a part of. This is just the beginning, man. They're going to be eating off of Boogie's inconsistencies for a while. Oh, and I'm here. No, I wouldn't. I'm so used to you being wrong about me. I'm numb to it at this point. How am I wrong about you? I don't. I called I, about I, these discrepancies. I, that's what I'm, I'm talking about you. in the past, man. And uh, how I have I been wrong in the past? Please explain exactly how I've been wrong in the past. My 18 year old girlfriend's like start when she's not 18 that's i never made a start. public statement you tweeted that never. last week you tweeted when did i that tweet last about week? when did i tweet what you did said I tweet you're exactly? telling people this she's is 18? when it kind of this is when it kind of goes off the rails Keen, i never uh no because i never did the one that talked about it in that league no but you chat, tweeted it it's in. on your feed right now you tweet what it out. do you mean when you you're tell the, people your girlfriend you is 18 people, when yeah, you tell when people i never did i never did what he told i never did but i didn't but you are factually incorrect because i make never that, did, did, I, did i did i speak about that publicly until you made yes it's on your twitter feed yeah i quote tweeted you yeah. Because you were bringing no, you it up. Did. that damn chicken publicly. Yes, no, I did. you didn't. That was a yes, something. That was a completely separate yes, tweet. You were the one that brought it up. The point I that I'm making is you are still so lying right now. The point that I'm making is you're way, still fucking there. I never you're still have her ID in my wallet. I know how old she is. You literally just she's lied not, she's so 20 years hard. old. And now you're so how mad that you got caught in this lie. It's not a I lie. It's on your Twitter feed quote, right now. Yeah, Go check your Twitter feed right now. Go check your Twitter feed right now. It's on there right now. It's on there right now. It's on there right now. Go look at your Twitter feed. It's on there right now. I ain't lying to nobody. It's on there right now. Go look at it. It's not there. I'm not lying about anything. It's on there yeah, you said I'm it looking at it you're the i quote you said it you said that i said that and i never did 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 i got a i never did i never did I never did, but you he said was, I did. This is the best That's part. you when being you wrong about me. That's you, you being wrong about me. That's you being wrong about me. That's you being wrong about me. Oh, what? How's like it feel, Muda? How's it like feel, Muda? How's it feel, Muda, to be caught in the lie? How's it feel, Muda? For you to calm down, I guess. Jesus Christ. Then I can deconstruct exactly how you're wrong. I How am I wrong? You. Did you tweet that I, I said that she was 18? Yes, I did. I quote I never tweeted, did. No, I never I did. I never did. The, I never did, did though. I've 50, never said 50, it. I never, never said it. Never look, look at Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Rich is doing that fucking claps in the remix. 
I've never said it. 50-year-old man, dude. Jesus Christ. I've never said it. Whew, man. I never 50-year-old man, but he's dating a 20-year-old woman, so meet him halfway. She's a, she's a 9 out of 10 by the body, as JF said. Because she... By the body. She's not. She never was 18 when I knew her. Yeah, so I would have ever said that you were talking about how me long, and some how group long, chat. How long were you talking oh, to God her? God damn, dude. For? Uh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary today. We officially started talking mm -hmm. uh, November 10th, last November year. November 10th of what year? Last year. One, one okay. year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which would have made her 19 at the time. We started dating when she was uh, 20, when she turned 20 in March. And uh, we met for the first time in June. And, and she legal legal is legal, and that's all that matters to me. But you don't think? No, I mean it matters to me. I wouldn't want to date an eighteen year old. You know, why? Like, <laughs> don't you think that's like kind of dumping your trauma on her? I mean, I mean, no. he doesn't care. <laughs> he I was mean, sitting no. there telling her every single health issue that he had, and she started to cry in front of him. What do you think <laughs> she's going to go through? So this is my belief. I believe, and you might disagree. But I believe that if someone is going to be in your life, they need to be informed. Mm. And, and so I it didn't like, have to be like on a video, though. Like it didn't have to be didn't content. Have to be. Didn't have to be. It was though. Yeah. Make them sure cry that and basically fully... remind them that you're basically people a who live door. their lives love... in privacy. Like you get to have that. Okay. Don't take that away from those of us that expose everything on on the internet, please. Oh, yeah, that's really I good. I wanted huh? to set her down and make sure she fully understood what she was walking into. What do you think her reaction was going to be? What do you think a normal person is going to get up and run away, or do you think they're going to get you know forcibly attached to you because shit? I'm a real bad person if I run I mean, away when this got person's a, she's dying. Got a, she's got a great place mm -hmm. to go. I don't know if you're aware of this, but do you know that one of the biggest causes of divorce is people getting uh, sick? Did you know that? Did you yeah. know that yes. people have yes. cancer? Their significant others leave them very frequently. Did you know that? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, the, we, we know this. The, the, one of the most common responses to someone being as sick as I am would be to leave. She chose yeah, to but stay, she's psych awesome. Yeah, but she's psychologically. Yeah, but, but Boogie, so. a common response to someone being with you would also be to leave their career as a prostitute because having <laughs> sex with you was so tough. <laughs> Lots of heavy lifting. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, earlier in the documentary, a prostitute goes on record saying Boogie was one of the reasons she quit being a prostitute. <laughs> yep. And she paid for her nursing degree. Yeah, Boogie fucking changed her life, man. The hero Boogie. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. I, I That's mean, got daddy it. issues. I mean, so I mean shit. She even sat there and was like, if you cheat on her, you're good. she'll still let it go because you're a YouTuber. Yeah, we had a, I mean, we had like a really a good moment. Response, we had a really good moment on the live stream the other night, and she mm -hmm. came in here. I'm like, baby, if I ever cheat on you, you got to promise me you'll cut my dick off. And she's like, of course. <laughs> you know, she's, she's got social anxiety. She's like me. She says silly shit sometimes when the pressure's on. It's really yeah, hard. Yeah, but I, I, didn't even re I didn't even realize that for her to say that she would still be with you if you cheated, like, it's just. It's, she immediately yeah. regretted saying it. Like, we talked about it that night. And Does, yeah, but then. Freudian That's, slips are Freudian slips. Yeah. But it could be her trying yeah. on camera to to say something daring and bold to prove how much she loves him. At that age, you say things that maybe you haven't thought through. And guess what? Boogie's 50. At that age, he says things he doesn't always think through. Huh? Maybe they're more of a match than we give them credit for. No. 
it's it just doesn't seem healthy. Yeah, I get that. At the end of the day, she's got loving parents that will take care of her. And uh, when she's ready to go, she can go. And uh, I'll be glad to help her. Uh, you know, at, when at the end she's of the day, ready to go, she can go. What are you waiting for her to leave? No, I'm saying if that's something she decides she wants to do, she's going to do it. I'll you don't think it, you're you, know? ne- you don't think you're necessarily being selfish, taking away these years from her life. I think that the fuck else is she going to do? No, 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 fuck that. Fuck that. Do you know how many girls go around and fuck around with guys of their own age that waste their fucking life as well? It doesn't matter if he's 50 and wasting her life versus someone who's 20 and wasting her life. The odds of her finding a lifelong partner at 20 are a lot thinner these days. Stupid fucking question. That she has agency. I think that she knows that she has multiple places that she could be. She mm-hmm. knows that she's got plenty of people that would pursue her. She's got a loving family that would take care of her. That miss her very much. We're going to go have Thanksgiving. I'm about to start my own fucking podcast. The second Lol Cow podcast goes live, I'm going to react to every fucking episode as the daywalker. Because I'm a fucking lol cow, and I'm a farmer. I've been on both fucking sides of the coin. I'm the blade of this shit. I'm a fucking daywalker. Fuck this. Fuck this. They're asking for it. I'm cutting both sides. Places that she could be. She -hmm. knows that she's got plenty of people that would pursue her. She's got a loving family that would take care of her. They miss her very much. We're going to go have Thanksgiving with in a couple of weeks. Um, And she knows that she has options. If she chooses to be here. That she has every... I wonder if Boogie will make that into content when he goes to visit her family on Thanksgiving. <laughs> he should. People would watch it. Fuck yeah. I mean, like, he already goes all the way with it, so I I mean, why not just do that too, I guess. Choice to be here. And I'm going to make it an awesome time the whole time she's here. Uh, we have a good time. We watch her shows. We, we play our games. Uh, we, we take what little time together we can. And she's happy and I'm happy. And if she's ever not happy, I fully expect mm-hmm. her to tell me so we can solve the problem. Simple. Hey, Rich, I'm gonna send you. Um, I'm gonna send you something to the chat. You think you can put it in the <laughs> on the stream? I can't. Is, uh, oh, we the, have to uh, take this down. Me, uh, this is where he sends Rich a dick pic, a boogie's dick pic, and Rich shows the dick pic on screen. Does he? No, no, no. No, because no. this is like an edited video. It even has like the swear words <laughs> edited out of it. I'm like, what? This is the actual tweet that um. Boogie is uh, saying that I mentioned about him 18. I want you to tell me who I'm quote tweeting in this. Who started this uh, contract? Who started this uh, first? Please. Read the tweet I sent it to you in the Zoom meeting chat. Yeah, read the okay. tweet to us, please. Yes, read the tweet. Exactly. And I sent you an image as well, too, that shows you the deleted tweet from the individual I quote tweeted. Just tell me that individual I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't start the conversation. No, 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 no. Shut the shut the up. You started, you were literally hiding that. You were, you were screaming like a baby I i'll keep screaming at a baby you said that she was i said that she was 18 right, I never so did. there's that i never uh, did I how do i see not... it can i is there a way to see i it? never Hold did on. i'm gonna I get never that did. i never did too i'm gonna get that too right. sorry to do this to you when you're high man it's okay i i i i i was just gonna play with the tape deck like a nice little middle-aged man tonight and here I am. Yeah, who's, who am I? Who Rich, am I looks like, Rich looks like he just got done fucking that chicken. Yeah. And he was just going to play with a tape deck. And then he ended up <laughs> having this. Uh, Who started yeah. this? What did you say, though? Isn't that important, too? 
Look at all those desktop icons. Jesus. It's all right there. Y'all yeah. expecting me to go Slightly wild Slightly more than my desktop. Star Moodle leaks where they shit talk me. I wouldn't have expected anything else from that type of group or chat. Uh, Mudahar quote tweets, but I didn't privately shit talk you. I'm very open about my dislike of you. I think you're one very manipulative person who loves to take advantage of your fans. Creators asked you about your weird relationship when you publicized it, which you very much did, Boogie. We all thought it was creepy. Now, uh, again, before Boogie talks over, when he's talking about group chat, group chat is a private chat that creators have between each other. This is not a public statement of fact. Under it, I said, when you tell people a girl you met just turned 18, because Keemstar was the one that told us about this in a group chat, and we were kind of a little bit grossed out. But I didn't make a public matter-of-fact statement, because that's just Keemstar's word. I'm not going to publicly defame somebody when there's no hard proof. So before you go, I never did. I never did. I there never you did. That's your lie that you got caught up in. So uh, wait, uh, you talk your way through it. Read the tweet again. Yo, read the, read your tweet. tweet. I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm done with some shit. <clears throat> read read your tweet again, if you don't mind. Y'all expect me to go wild about these keys. No, no, no. His, uh, his tweet. The one where he says that I was telling people that she was 18. Can you tell me that part again? Uh, when you tell people a girl you meet just turned 18, it creeps us all out. You're a gross. See, I never said that, though. So there, Keemstar said that. Keemstar told us that. Yeah, but I didn't. And that's what's important. Yeah, but you're okay. the one that okay, said so then, you so then fact check everything. Ha! Are you said what I said? Mass on fact checking. I never did. That I said it. When you did said I that say I that? said it. You just Yeah, because Keem said again. that you said it to him. But I so never what am did. what am I going to do? Well, okay, anyway. Then, so Keemstar. There you go. Low chat. Right, so Why do you work with the guy here. that just slandered you? What the f***? Chicken. You're such I, a bitch. I'm a forgiving guy, man. I, 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 Keemstar's going to make me money. Me I'm just here to make money. Okay Keemstar just wants fuck? to make me money. I'm here to make me money. I, you know, man, you're the one who... He and Keemstar have a long history of being at odds and cool with each other. This is a moment where they're cool with each other. Didn't you point out that it was a private chat? Didn't you point out it was a private chat? You're the one that mentioned (laughs) it. You brought that private chat up into the limelight. You mentioned be my name in that post. That's why I both tweeted you. I wasn't going to mention a private chat. He starts asking me to save it for the Locale podcast. I'm going to save it for the Locale podcast. But have a good one. You did say that publicly. I said that she was 18. I didn't say shit publicly. You did. You did say that. You did right there. I didn't make a public matter of statement. The tweet that he just did. You need to go back to a in school and relearn how to read properly. Because, uh, Rich, my God. Read, that, read that to me one more time, could you? Yeah, please. Uh, read the it the again, part please. where he says that she's 18. Could you do that again? Yeah, I Did I say that? I said people said that she was 18. No, in no, no. no. You were referencing. Read, read it again for me real when quick, When you, you tell people a girl you met just turned 18. It's See, just I never re- did, though. Have when you night, tell guys. people night, a girl you just met But I never did, 18. though. That person I is never did, though. I never did, though. I never did. So you're saying, all right, cool. Then he just leaves, I guess. Did he really just leave? So oh, yeah, he really did. He just... left... left, and that was the end of that. So that's it's yeah. interesting back and forth. Uh, very very interesting, strange back and forth between those two. Uh, I'm gonna step away for a moment to go to the bathroom, uh, and I'll be back in just a minute. Hello, fellow young people. How's the internet doing today? Those of you that are watching. Are you still here? Do you still love all of us here at Drunken Peasants Podcast? Do you like do you like it? Do you like it? What's the youngest chick you've dated, Billy? 
Uh, I was a teenager, so someone who was a teenager. Like, I've never dated somebody who was, I don't know, more than... More than a decade younger than me? I'm not sure. As somebody who doesn't care about age or laws because I feel like I'm above the law because I'm a fucking narcissist, um, I don't really think about things like that. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Keem said, you said, he said that she, she said, he said, we said, they said all about that. Of age and alive. Yeah, I would prefer my woman to be of age and alive. But more than that, I would prefer my woman to be my soulmate. <laughs> yeah, like Moisex says, if she's an 8 out of 10, she's an 8 out of 10. Who cares? She's if she's an eight out of ten, I'm an eight out of ten. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been sipping on melting ice for two hours. When Ben comes back, I'm going to get some agua. Might even get some grapes. Might have grapes and agua. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about me eating grapes on the podcast? You know, we should have a patron level perk where one of you can subscribe at that level and feed me grapes during the podcast. Why am I feeding myself grapes? What the hell, man? Will I go in the bathtub with Boogie? Hell the fuck yeah. If we fits, I sits. Goose Juice says, eat wieners, Billy. I can't. They have too much sodium in them. I'm not allowed. Not allowed to enjoy wieners anymore. Am I being graped? Uh, you know, for the right patron perk, I'd accept it. Emperor Billy Nero. Eat grapes, Isabelle. I should, honestly, no joke, be treated like a king. And every moment of my life where I'm not is a travesty. It's Being all said, about not every said, moment of my life bullshit. is a travesty. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. Thank you so much. We're now at 66.43%. We're getting closer, but it has been kind of slow. I so, never did, oh, there we I go. never did, I never did. Ben, you should get a soundboard and play funny noises. Also, I hope you guys buy my new porn coming out under racial secret operation Mantingo, or ISOM for short. ISOM. <laughs> yeah. ISOM for short. Everyone, please like the stream if you haven't already. And uh, we're going to check out some Sturges stuff. Uh, you know, Poop Donkey eventually is like one of our fans now. Poop, poop donkey's the homie. Poop donkey. Um, I'm going to go pee as well. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait till you get back to play the stuff. 
I'll put myself full screen. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Where's the Jared Heehee donos? You got to donate the egghead ass that you, you have to donate an exact amount to get the heehees. You have to donate a, a, you know, a specific amount here. I'll, I'll bring it up so people can see it. Here they are. So this is how you trigger the hee hees. Egged. Test it out, Egged. Make sure it works. (laughs) Yeah, Poop Donkey is a DP fan. And Sturgis is so butthurt about it. He's crying about it. His heart is broken. He's very sad. Wouldn't you be, though, if you were friends with Poop Donkey? And he betrayed you? Everyone like the stream, please. Like the stream. I went and filled up uh, a water cup because I needed some water. Uh, one, two, there we three. go. There it is. <laughs> Sometimes on my other channel, the Altered Perspective channel, I'll be watching a Jared video and the donation will come up and like fit perfectly over his face and he'll start just going. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's crazy when it goes on for a, like a super long time. Sturgis has no heart. Eric July stole it. Yep. Eric July owns Sturgis heart. Oh, shit. Mm. I just yawned big time. Do you think that Billy's taking a dump? He probably is. I love it when the villain joins the hero side. Yeah, that is always a cool aspect of any story that that happens in. The villain that switches sides. Whoa! Ben and Billy both out here getting hydrated. Hydrated, yeah. Well, you know, I hadn't drank all month and then I got really drunk last night. And I kind of feel like shit. So I'm just drinking water today. Back on the water. I could use some sleep eventually here. Oh, there we go. Jared, hold on, I'll read... I. I'll read it uh, here. It says, Jared has a new Discord, but changed the address immediately because people were joining. I joined. Didn't say a word. Two seconds later, banned. Of course. <clears throat> he recognized you. He knows who you are. And, of course, he's going to ban you. That's what he does. That's his MO. That's how he rolls. We are about 195 
dollars away from the goal. I think we can do it. We're getting really close. Feel free to keep the tip train rolling. <laughs> well, yeah, if Jared doesn't recognize you, then he'll he'll leave you in there for a little while, but if you're not active and you don't and you say anything he doesn't like, he'll get rid of you. That's usually how it works. All right. <clears throat> Back again. So Poop Donkey actually shared these videos in our Discord. So Oh shit. Here here's one. When is the Gideo game stream? Gideo game stream? What? You mean when I play video games? I don't know. I could. I've been streaming video game underground. I've been streaming uh, you know, on off days now just to get the goal rolling cuz it, it was not doing very well. Ben earlier uh you had said to the audience how they could trigger the hee hees. Yeah. Should I tell them how to trigger the they thems? Sure. It's so hard and hard. I think you play Sturge's karaoke to do that. All I wanted was to break your walls. All you ever did was break me. <laughs> yeah, I had you. to perform this song for an audition for an MTV show I was on. You break me. I put you high up in the sky now. You're not coming down. <laughs> it slowly turned you let me burn out where ashes <laughs> on the ground yo you ever sing he sings one of your favorite songs too uh it uh in this other video that i have i just walked away mm. i will always want you <laughs> i can't live a lie running my life, I, will always want you. I adore Miley Cyrus. Getting like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard and Alright, so there's there's that one, and here's here's this other song that he did that he butchers beyond recognition. Hey Barbie. Hi Ken. You wanna go for a ride? Sure, Ken, jump in. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Aqua's coming to Seattle soon, it's Ben. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is your creation. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is your creation. Come on, Barbie, let's go, boy. I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, <laughs> you're, you're my doll, rock and roll, for your glamour and fake. Kiss me here, touch me there, thank you, thank you. I think Sturgis is the only person to sing this song and not get laid. You can touch, you can, you can play. If you say, I'm always young. Hey, 
Yeah. Oh, and and here's uh, here's Sturges talking about us uh, recently. We're moving over to my Twitter, right? Where after all that aftermath, of course, I had the the drunken fats just had to you know try to be fat, lazy, and annoying, trying to essentially take me down. Essentially, essentially. He loves that word. Again, right? So where they put this, of course, I have the block because they're useless idiots. And Is he going to say we photoshopped him to look so short next to five foot nine Eric July? <laughs> uh, he, he does say some weird stuff here. Also, Eric July has a little pot belly that I noticed, uh, you know, so he's kind of fat, too. I don't know. Irrelevant. Hmm. And like I said, after me. they tried to false flag me is what really made me block them. When they tried to false flag my Twitch account last time. I didn't flag you. But of course, they're still talking behind blocks, right? Yeah, I never directly responded to him ever. And then he said they're talking behind blocks. I don't have you blocked. You have me blocked. I'm not behind a block. What are you talking about? You moron. You're like, the one behind look, a block. You. Why are you still talking about me? Right. <laughs> oh, Whippaverse goalpost in the chat says that's just your opinion, bud. <laughs> that's just your opinion, bud. Sturgis logic. Still don't know who that is. And honestly, you know who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> when I found out what it meant, it meant you think I look like a biker, which is actually a compliment. No, no, it has nothing to do with a biker. It was just Hannibal said, thought that you looked like your name was Sturges. That's what he said. He came up with it. Yeah, it he stuck. said Sturges. He said Sturges. Sturges is the bike rally. I've been calling you Sturges because I uh, misnomered to the bike rally. You were Sturges, Ben. You say it. You say it how how uh, how Hannibal was saying it. Sturges, that's not the bike rally. Bikers are usually around a lot of hot women, so <laughs> I don't see how that's an insult. DP is irrelevant, but it's also this large platform that is used to bully him. So again, you put it out there and admit that you're using. No, I'm saying that's what that's your flawed logic that you use. You say we're irrelevant, but then you. Uh, cry and and claim you're a victim of these people that That's are punching like down your on you. Flawed logic, bud. In your quote unquote large platform, 100k is not really a large platform. 108k is not really a large platform. The fact that you have people screenshotting tweets of mine and sending it back to you is really weird. No, you dumbass. I went. I I can still if I use like a sock account or I log out of Twitter, I can see your Twitter and I can screenshot your shit. That's what I did. No one sent it to me, but I don't. I don't know why that would be weird if someone did. You were tra- You were talking trash. You were the one talking trash behind a block, and I responded to you. You're a dumbass. By the way, make up your mind, you clown. You're the. Big- you were talking trash because you thought that we got your mod banned, and we weren't even talking about you. You're a paranoid, delusional fuck. Biggest one here. Also, we're in our early 40s. That doesn't make it any better. Uh, it makes it younger. You said we were in our late 40s. We're in our early 40s. It, that's better. That's younger, at least. 
I know your numbers are difficult. Yeah. According to this photo, both you and Eric are fatter than me. You're five foot three. <laughs> so, I just threw that in there just to like I was doing almost like the Riley to Ethan Ralph type thing. Well, first I was five foot eight. Then now I, you're five one. I'm five foot three. Make up your mind. I could have sworn you're four eleven. That you said that Eric was five foot eight, which Eric is five foot eleven. He is not five foot eleven. There, that is not true. I'm pretty sure it said five nine on mine, but I could be wrong. I think uh, I don't know. So it might be a little difficult for you to figure out numbers, but if- see, Poop Doggy's in the chat. He says he repeats that you think he's five three all the time. I know he's taller than five three. It's just funny that every picture he's in, he's like the shortest little guy in every one of them. I'm not a tall person, but I mean, like, I I don't go around talking trash. Uh, Blocking like, someone while still looking at what they post is hella lame. It is, isn't it? Eric is Hell five foot eleven. How could I be five foot three? That's kind of stupid of you to say. But of course, this was in response to me saying, "Learn what a cult is." You are literally in one, you weirdo. This was me talking to Dot Excutables. You uh, jumped on a hate train against a person you dislike. Drunken peasants are fat in their late forties. I don't really care what age they are. Irrelevant losers who get zero kitty. It's not doxing to tell to say what someone's height is. No, it is not. And sit on their platform of 100K <laughs> what, plus. Why don't you think that's doxing, Ben? My height is literally on my ID card. It's literally on my driver's license, Ben. You're doxing something on my driver's license, Ben. <laughs> Telling people to harass me while I'm live, but somehow I'm going to call mental retardation at its best. Because this is them talking behind a block. Because they still have. I'm, what are you talking about? Donkey, come get your boy. Does he understand what it means to be behind a block? I'm not behind a block. He says I'm talking behind yeah, a block. He blocked you, Ben. He he's, blocked you. You so should no longer talk about him, he's Ben. He's behind a block. <laughs> what a dumbass. I feel the need to have to talk about me, right? Yeah, you were talking about me. And you were crying. You were saying, oh, our platform of 100K plus telling people to harass me. That's literally what you said. But then you also say we're irrelevant you... and that like no one cares about us and that you're actually more relevant and successful than we are. So like renown zero. I want to I want to point this out. You blocked Ben. You talked about Ben behind the block you blocked Ben for. Yes. Ben responded on the Drunken Peasants podcast. And now you're saying Ben's talking behind a block. <laughs> you blocked him. You talked behind the block. And we have your friend Poop Donkey now. He's our friend. Damn. The L's just keep coming for Mr. Sturges. Which I posted. I know I, I tagged YouTube and Twitch and all this stuff because. And he can't even pronounce his L's. <laughs> you're breaking TOS and I'm supposed to just say. How am I breaking that's, TOS? That's why- that's why that's why he thinks he's winning all the time, Ben. He really pronounces his L's like a W. And let you break TOS and try to ruin my take down my revenue streams because you're salty that I called you fat and said you were obsessed with a cross above Isom's junk. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with it, I just think it's funny. And you are fatter than me. 
you are like yeah, but only because you started exercising. That's not true. He was fatter. <laughs> he was fatter than me. He was fatter than me before that happened. But now he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much, I'm much thinner than him now. Apparently, I'm supposed to just sit back and let you do that. No, kid gloves have been off since the first time you false flagged me, and the kid gloves are going to remain off when I deal with weirdos like you. <laughs> Right, and I also said this. I said drunken peasants logic. I have twenty five k followers on Twitter. Posts about live stream. Yeah, so you're posting about us from behind a block, and how is this logic? How is this? You said drunken peasants logic, and then you say I have twenty five thousand followers on Twitter, and then I post about a live stream. And I only get five likes. How is that a lo- How is that logic? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Sturgis patheticness is funny to watch, whereas uh, Sturgis Kindle is not. Yeah. Kindle is an intolerable smug moron. They're both cowards who will never nut up and face you guys. Though I wish they would, it would be priceless. Nope, they never would. Yeah, he always falls back on this, well, you have this many followers, but you only got this many likes, or you have this many subscribers, you only got this many views. What is your fucking point? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I'm easily five likes, you relevant YouTubers. Because you post a live stream link on YouTube, you get five likes while having 25k followers. I can make a post talking negatively about you, Oh, if I make a post about you, I'll get way more likes than just posting a live stream. The live stream ones, like, people just click on the stream, you know? Like, that's what I do the most, so that would probably get the least amounts of likes. It doesn't fucking matter, though. In defense of myself, and I get more likes, and I get more views than you. So yeah, but who retweeted that? Ripover's goalposts? You got a retweet from somebody who normally gets more views because they like to talk about us. That's that's look at your other posts. You didn't get that without the retweets, dude. Check out some of the drunken peasants posts that got retweeted and blew the fuck up way bigger than that. It, it's just how the fucking social media works. Don't brag like you know some shit. Uh, yeah, I you don't. Gotta, you got a retweet. He always falls back on this shit. It's like he's too dumb to come up with an actual response to what we say so he's like oh you and and he says it's drunken peasants logic what is the logic i don't understand why you called it logic it doesn't make any sense who's really you know how he is with his numbers you are but i'm gonna continue to monetize you because that's what i do (laughs) i wonder how much money sturgis has made off of drunken peasants not much Oh, all right. Yeah, we're at 80% of the goal. That's amazing. Those of you watching at home right now, get your fucking snacks. Here's a critical drinkers review of the Marvels. Have you seen the Marvels yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would assume you have. And what do you think? What do you think of it? Um... You're going to like it a lot better if you like the Spice Girls. Hmm. If you don't like Spice Girls, your chance of enjoying this are 
50-50. If you did like the Spice Girls, I would say if you like comic books and the Spice Girls, you got a 90% chance of enjoying this movie. That sounds awful. Oh, how times have changed. Four years ago, the original Captain Marvel catapulted its protagonist into an MCU at the very peak of its popularity and influence, where every single movie they churned out was a guaranteed smash hit. Captain Marvel herself was widely tipped to become the next Tony Stark, the new face of the brand, the character that was going to lead Marvel into the next decade and possibly beyond. But it turns out a lot can happen in four years. The MCU is now a faltering and tarnished brand with a string of failed movies and TV shows in its wake, increasingly alienated from its own fan base and openly mocked and ridiculed by a mainstream media that now smells blood in the water. While Captain Marvel... He talks kind of weird, and I'm not talking about his accent. It's the way he finishes sentences. He's like, at the end. A lot of YouTubers do that. It reminds me of the... uh... The top 15 guy, was his name was Stiffs or Stilts or Stinks or something? Self has become kind of a sad, embarrassing mistake, ostracized from the rest of the MCU and restricted to a handful of meaningless cameos to remind people that she even still exists. As the years exists. went by, the contractually obligated sequel... There we go! Hell yeah! Necrostatic. And the reason she was in cameos is because she was basically off Earth because she's so powerful that it, she would probably answer a lot of the problems that the other heroes were working on. They were keeping her away from the scenario on purpose. ...was repeatedly delayed, rewritten, reshot, and dogged by rumors of problems on set, conflicts with the studio, and trailers that desperately tried every trick in the book to generate some kind of interest in this movie. But just like a giant post-kebab turd, Marvel could only hold it in for so long before it finally had... Post-kebab turd! (laughs) ...wheezed out into the worlds. And so, here we find ourselves staring down the barrel of the Marvels. That is one big pile of shit. The movie kicks off with generic space wizard lady who digs up a magical bullshit bangle from a random planet somewhere, which turns out to be the counterpart to the other magical bullshit bangle used by Kamala Khan. You know her, don't you? Yeah, oh, wait, you... this bullshit bangle, the Ten Rings, they're all the new series MacGuffins that the Infinity Stones were from the last run of comic books in the movies. Like It's, it's that simple. Don't. That's probably because she's a character from an obscure Disney Plus show that nobody watched. Speak- I tried to watch it and I didn't really like it. I gave it a I shot. I watched it. It was okay. It was it was fine. I, I like. I don't know what these guys want. They talk so much about movies that have fucking kids meals based around them. There's a ton of great movies out there that probably go over these guys' heads. Because they don't watch actual fucking cinema. They watch the kid toys shit and then cry about it as adults. Speaking of obscure characters from Disney Plus shows that nobody watched, Monica Rambeau is now Ex- working DC as an... DC Bell says Billy the Apologist for Trash Cinema. No, I'm letting Trash Cinema be Trash Cinema. I went and saw The Holdovers today. You want to go see good movie? Go watch The Holdovers. 
astronaut for Sabre and she's got the power to go floompy and pass through solid objects after getting a spell cast on her by Scarlet Witch. Fuck me, this is getting convoluted already. Anyway, the system of magical bullshit space portals that everyone apparently uses to traverse the universe are starting to act kinda weird, so the hollowed out shell that was once Nick Fury sends Captain Marvel to investigate. And wouldn't you know it, Monica Rambeau decides to investigate one herself at exactly the same moment. Oh my goodness, what are the odds, eh? Then there's a big energy surge and everyone swaps places with everyone else. Although it did have me wondering why their clothes go with them, but Monica Rambeau's spacesuit doesn't. Probably- Why does he say her name like that? I don't understand. Monica Rambeau, because you can't pronounce anything regularly. Because the prospect of a teenage girl explosively decompressing on our screens would have turned it into a very different movie, but whatever. The point here is whatever. that all three of our diverse heroes are now because quantum- Because the didn't go with her. Whatever. Tangled, so if two of them happen to use their powers at the same time, they'll magically swap places. Well, when it's convenient to the plot, at least. What if the magic isn't just magic, but it's also intelligent? And it allows the magic to work. Hey, by the way, we're at $666.66. Let's do it for Billy. We were for a second. No Jared laughs this time. You. (laughs) Thank you, Stabby. Happen? Don't know. Just consume product and then get excited for next products. Anyway, much is this, is this going to su- spoil the movie for people? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It probably everybody watching right now who doesn't want to be spoiled. Uh, sorry. I don't know. Like, uh, it's it's a review of it. I don't know if he reviews literally the whole thing, but probably he's probably going to spoil it. Okay, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Everybody knows watching right now that it's probably going to get spoiled, so we can either continue or or not, but at least all everybody right. knows now that they're warned. I just all wanted right. to give a heads up before we get too far into it. This is being orchestrated by generic space wizard lady who's actually a Cree fighting to save her like homeworld. So far right now, all this stuff. Captain- hey, oh, Brian Chan. Woo! They would find a way to be angry if they released a movie that was perfectly tailored to their preferences. I'm, they would find a way. Uh, I don't know if they all did though. Like, didn't they? Didn't most of these guys like Guardians of the Galaxy? Ah, uh, I think, but I, I don't know. I haven't. Like, as I as I was watching this, they took some risks that were like a little out of the box. But I'm also watching it, and I'm like, James Gunn took similar risks in his movies. Like, these risks might not pay off for you because they don't have the same reward that James Gunn's had towards you. But a lot of the stuff in this movie was, uh, like, wacky, but also kind of clever. Marvel triggered a destructive civil war by destroying the AI that was keeping everything running. And that also... How was the uh, after-credits scene? Um, it was decent. There was only one. Wow, that's um, new. Because, <laughs> yeah, you, now there's usually, like, two or three even yeah yeah there was one and it was a pretty big one it was a pretty good one um you you would probably like it uh and then uh i I waited for everything had to pee really bad waited for everything and the end was just like a sound effect and i was like oh shit so caused their son to die out somehow because civil wars are well known for that sort of thing Uh, they explain it they explain it later in the movie, you fucking gilly-gopper. Gilly-gopper? 
This fucking gilly gopper, this fucking throat goat trying to just suck <laughs> one to get goat. one. He's really just trying to suck one to get one. They explain it later on in the fucking movie. It's actually poignant to the the end of the film. Nonsense. Christ on oh, a yeah, cracker. And the more she messes with the magical bullshit bangles, the more damage it does to the magical jump point network, ultimately threatening to tear apart the fabric of reality itself. Oh my goodness, another Marvel movie about a giant scary space portal that has to be closed before it destroys the entire universe. Truly, yes, they're imagining... That's what they're building up to <laughs> with the multiverse sagas. So they can restart everything and have a brand new X-Men in like two years. That's just, if you haven't pictured all this together yet, that's what this is leading to. It's pretty fucking obvious. They're rebooting and they're going to have the X-Men be the reboot of their next phase or their next big phase. Nation knows no bounds. So the three diverse women have to learn to work together to stop generic space wizard lady from destroying the multiverse or something, while Nick Fury contends with an outbreak of alien cats on his space station. And then they seal the portal, but oh no, Monica Rambeau gets stuck on the other side in a different reality, where Beast from X-Men shows up for some reason. <laughs> wow, he just jumped right to the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're finally getting some X-Men... And her mom, that most people forgot even existed, is apparently still alive. No way! And that's it. That's the plot for the Marvels. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. If he's... Okay, anybody watching this right now, one, he's terribly fucking wrong. And if he's being wrong on purpose, he's disingenuous. Who, who, was, he's, who was playing Beast just now? Who was that? That was Kelsey Grammer. Okay, that's who I thought it was. Okay, sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Anybody anybody who takes that as the fucking what happened in this movie, he's either being disingenuous or he's totally fucking stupid. The point wasn't that her mom was still alive. God damn it. God, okay, I'm spoiling, by the way. More spoilers. This is a depth of spoilers beyond what he just said. The point wasn't that her mom was still alive. It's that she was in another dimension and a woman that looked like her mom, a.k.a. the actress that played her mom, was playing a fucking different character. And she was like, mom, mom. And she's like, I'm not your mom. And then fucking Beast walks in and is like, well, it looks like she's coming too. I'm Kelsey Grammer. Frazier is back. Yeah, Frazier is <laughs> back too. Man, he's getting he's getting a lot of work these days. You know, yeah. honestly, the new Frasier is fine. Like I was worried about it, but it's actually it it's it's a it's a true continuation of Frasier. They That's just good. need to get they need to get some of the old cast members to come back at least for like a one-off episode or whatever cuz it's all new people besides Frasier. Boy Sack says watch his glass onion review. He straight up lies about the movie and manipulates certain scenes to make it look super bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. For Mudahar to say Boogie is the biggest manipulator, he must not watch the fucking anti-Marvel people. <laughs> Fuck. You know when you bump into some asshole who made life miserable in high school? Someone said I would watch Ted Danson. As well. First of all, Ted Danson is way too tall to be Wolverine. Uh, and he's too old to be Wolverine, too. So, But, but... I would watch that. <laughs> if they had Ted, Dan I would watch Ted Dancing as Wolverine and, and Kelsey yeah, Grammer as Beast. 
I would watch Ted Danson as old man Logan. I would watch Ted Danson as Weapon X right out well, of the fucking water. Why not bring in George Went while we're at it, too? I, who would George Went be? Juggernaut? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Would he be Blob? I don't want to say Blob. No. Who would George Went be? I don't know. I just, uh, because we need like the whole cast of Cheers uh, to be I part think- of this now. Would Woody be uh, Cyclops? <laughs> yeah, sure. You sure. haven't seen in like 10 years, and you notice they're wearing faded jeans and a sweat-stained t-shirt. They've gained 50 pounds and smell vaguely of cheap booze and stale urine. You might have imagined you'd feel some kind of satisfaction in the knowledge they failed so spectacularly, but instead, all you experience is a lingering sense of sadness and pity. Well, that's kind of how I felt watching the Marvels. It's 105 minutes of absolute, directionless, passionless, unfunny cringe, awkwardly chopped and spliced together from what I assume was once a much longer and shuffling wah, embarrassingly wah. On. It probably was a longer cut. Uh, 145 is kind of short for a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it was that short. To the screen, like even it knew how short it was. One hour and 45 minutes. Whole- wasn't like, wasn't like Infinity War like three hours or something? Yeah, but that was the culmination. Yeah. Usually they're a little over two hours painful experience over with as Around quickly as possible. Mark. And in a lot of ways, it really wasn't the film I imagined. I expected some defiant last stand against the armies of haters just waiting for it to fail. A production bloated by ego and consumed by bitterness, well aware of its impossible position and determined to go out guns blazing. Instead, what we got was a weirdly small, unambitious, almost apologetic kind of film, half-heartedly going through all the old Marvel tropes but knowing how trite and predictable they've become. A film made by a studio that's lost its confidence lost its magic lost its way i mean i don't think it lost its confidence here here's 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 the thing about this movie okay it it introduced kamala khan uh well she had her tv series but now she's now she's in with the marvels she's been built up by the end of this to be someone who can actually hang with captain marvel and monica rambo monica rambo is fucking excised she's she's over in another universe that tells me the other universes are going to start learning about this universe we have loki just wrapped they're in the multiverse doctor strange spider-man are in the multiverse this movie is going according to plan with the bigger picture it's been building up the entire time it's going to be a multiverse extravaganza it's, it's to say that they derailed from their plot is fucking stupid. So they're going on as planned the entire way through with this. So do the X Men just exist in another universe? Oh well, another multiverse, another dimension, right? Yeah, another another timeline. Yeah. It's 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 an alternate time, and and not just one other timeline. They exist in multiple timelines. They they they, they exist sometimes in timelines. Do they exist, they exist in the main the timeline? No, the main <clears throat> timeline, they do not exist. That's interesting, because that's not how the but, comics but were written. We, well, of course, but this is the timeline that when it started, they didn't have uh, access to the X-Men, right? <laughs> so, like, they, they had to work around it. Every timeline exists based on whatever factor. It doesn't really matter. The, the comic book timeline is its own timeline. These are, They're all different timelines. Kamala Khan, in this timeline, is... A mutant, though, that was at the end of uh, at the end of her TV show. It was uh, revealed that she was actually a mutant, so she actually has mutant ties. Um, mutants are 
just getting started in this version of the timeline. Scarlet Witch is a mutant, too. I don't know if she was in this timeline, though. I'm not sure. Her and Quicksilver are both mutants. Yeah, from the X-Men uh, comic book, but I don't Asian know if they were mutants in this version or not. patriarchy and proven how Captain Marvel could do everything better than the boys that blighted the first movie is more or less absent here. I never got the sense that the film was trying to push any particular agenda or preach to me about social or political issues, so that makes a nice change for Marvel. You've that got makes a nice change for Marvel. You've got to step up. <clears throat> Kamala Khan is mostly pretty likable throughout the film. I, he, gets I think... to, he, he gets to be that way, though. Captain, that version of Captain America, the Falcon, Falcon, gets to tell the senator to step up because they're living in a world where people who didn't get snapped out are lacking out on benefits because they had the five years on Earth and they're giving all the benefits to the people who snap back in. That's that, that's a good reason for him to be political. It's part of the fucking storyline. A lot of that comes down just, to a man. You can't just land. nitpick and apply that to our real life when they have their own set of rules in the fucking universe storyline. His performance. Christ. You can tell she's having a lot of fun and she's excited just to be there. Shit, man. Even Brie Larson gets to show a bit of personality for once. She's not going to be winning any Oscars for this one, and there's times when those behind the scenes tensions seem pretty obvious in her performance, but generally she comes across as far more human and likable than she did in her first movie. The direction Does from it near kill the- him to give her credit? Does it just fucking kill him uh, to, to, to say she comes off as likable? Maybe it does. Costa is generally competent enough, apart from some truly reprehensible CGI that probably wasn't her fault, and one or two of the early fight scenes with constantly switching characters actually border on fun and imaginative. But the problem is they're overshadowed hey, by the thank movie- you. Thank you. They were fun and imaginative. Oh my god. Thank you. Now what's he going to say the problem is? Massive writing and editing flaws. The character swapping thing was clearly a response to Captain Marvel being overpowered as fuck and needing some way of limiting her abilities, which really smacks yeah. of a problem that they created for themselves. You guys chose to make her into Superman without the kryptonite, and now you're having to concoct bullshit reasons why she can't just fix it. It's not bullshit, it's interesting. The bullshit reasons. You you realize every every fucking Reason somebody can't win in a comic book is a bullshit reason. You realize every single reason is up to the fucking writer. To, to, to say any reason that someone is not... There's a reason that fucking Spider-Man is stronger than every other character. He's written that way. It's fucking stupid. Instantly, Nick Fury might as well not even be in this film because it feels like his subplot is completely disconnected from everything else. If you haven't watched Secret Invasion, then you're probably going to have no fucking clue what's even happening here. I mean, really, he basically stopped being Nick Fury the moment he got his eye scratched out by a fucking cat. And the goofy imposter playing him seems to care less and less about keeping up the facades. Generic space wizard lady is exactly that. Completely forgettable. That's wrong. Nick Fury was fine. Nick Fury was fine. He wasn't the main guy. He was the fucking... He's Nick Fury. He's not supposed to be anything other than a fucking problem solver. And he solves problems. 
<clears throat> shred of development, and she's pursuing her goal in the most ridiculous way imaginable. Like, she basically wants revenge <clears throat> against Captain Marvel for destroying her people, and she does it by hurting the people that she cares about, but there's nothing to prevent Captain Marvel for doing the exact same thing again. The quantum entanglement thing wasn't something she was even aware of until later in the movie, which means there would have been absolutely nothing to stop her. You can really tell that this film was butchered in the editing room too. Characters magically teleport from one location to the next with nothing to link them together, and I'm not even talking about the stupid bangle thing either. They just show up wherever they need to be. Potentially interesting character arcs and relationships are barely hidden. Because down. that's where their pow- their light-based powers. The three of them all have light-based powers. The bangle gave the light-based powers to Kamala Khan. The light-based powers came to Monica Rambeau when she got fucking caught up in the uh, the the illusion that Wanda had in the WandaVision. When she got caught up in that, and the light powers came to fucking uh, uh, Captain Marvel when she was fucking with the Kree. Like we've we've seen, <laughs> this is their tie that binds. They're all connected to light-based powers. So the light-based powers were used to connect in the open fucking realm when the realm was opened. Uh, and then resolve. With it was no in the movie. You're just too dumb to. You're too dumb to be judging these. If you're going to judge them this way, you fucking idiot. Like one of the big sources of tension between Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau is that she never visited her after her mother died because she triggered a Kree civil war and was apparently trying to fix it. But there's nothing to suggest that she actually tried to help them in any way. I mean, with all her godlike powers and abilities, she basically could have fixed most of their problems overnight. Or for example, imagine if Kamala Khan realized the woman she'd looked up to as a hero was actually a bit of a monster responsible for millions of deaths. What might that do to their relationship and her? perception of her? Would it trigger a crisis of confidence? Maybe teach her to rely more on herself than putting others on unrealistic pedestals? Fuck knows, because the plot barely even addresses stuff like this. I mean, why bother with that kind of thing when you can have an excruciating song and dance sequence that goes on the, forever? The, the, plot, the plot did- well, fuck you, the song and dance sequence didn't go on forever. It didn't go on forever. It was fucking a funny little thing that if, if that if James Gunn would have done that song and dance sequence this guy would have been like oh it was great it was very funny very smart very smart fucking asshole but they 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 addressed why she didn't do it fix it overnight she didn't think she could and so it, took, it absolute- took her going through all of this to get to a point where she thought she could fix it and then she tried no purpose Jesus to the story, or an entire subplot about space cats eating people. All of it is nothing but a ridiculous conglomeration of absolute nonsense thrown together by a studio that's completely lost confidence in its own work. No, and in no, some way- disagree. It's not nonsense. You might not like the story. You might not like the story being told, but the pieces were there. Everything you complained about was there. Might not have came out in a way you liked, but it was there. Someone in the chat says the copium is strong with Billy. Yeah, well, he probably likes to stuff his fucking nuts in the critical drinker's mouth, and that's cool. It really feels like the end of an era. It's almost certainly the end for Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, who's made no secret of her dissatisfaction with the character and seems pretty reluctant to play her again. <clears throat> and to be honest, I don't blame her one bit. She's in her mid-thirties now. <laughs> I don't blame her one bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
those prime opportunities are going to start drying up before too long, and really, I can't imagine she needs or wants the hassle of playing a character like this anymore. But more than that, it feels like the tired and played out end of the entire Marvel formula. The bloated budgets, the heavy CGI, the quippy self-referential humour, the sky portals, and the armies of disposable bad guys. It's all become so tedious and boring and predictable <coughs> that people aren't even angry anymore, they just don't care. The original Captain Marvel was a device they just movie that inspired debate and controversy, but this one falls victim. How was the turnout at the theater when you were there? Uh, there was. I went to a twenty-one and up theater. Uh, twenty-one and, it and was, up tubes. It was decent. It was. It was the first showing at the theater. Twenty-one and up, three p.m. matinee on a Thursday, and I would say there was probably like a quarter of the audience there. Hmm. Okay. So a far more insidious problem: absolute apathy. This really is how the MCU dies, not with a bang, but with a whimper. Anyway, with a whimper. That's all I've got for today. These guys keep calling the end of the fucking MCU like they're fucking, like, like this is a whimper. This is not a whimper. They, it's a machine. This might not appeal <clears throat> to enough people to hit a billion like it did before, but it's fine. They're going to go on to Deadpool. They're going to go on to all the other films, and they're still making money. All right. So uh, anybody who wants to keep the tip train rolling, feel free to do so. The link is pinned right there at the top of the chat. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting close, you know, uh, 90%, oh, almost at 90%. We'll get there really quick. Let's check out um let's let's see what's going on in the Cobraverse, shall we? What's Let's go. Let's go. Addy. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear. You're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash pi. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Josh took to Facebook today to voice his anger and send a stern message to the trolls. Oh, damn. 
He's got green hair now. Kind of. It's like his the skin. It's like his scalp is dyed green. He's becoming full on goblin. So. (laughs) I have a uh, two-week ban on YouTube because my trolls cannot take it. My trolls dedicate their entire life to hating me, and then when I get them a small piece, Ben, is it better? Is the green better? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, I think it looks better. Medicine, they flip out like the biggest thin-skinned pussy-ass hypocrites. The Tom, the Talking Tom video I posted on Facebook is the video I posted. He on did YouTube. a Talking Tom video. Do you remember that thing, Talking Tom? YouTube. Mm-mm. It was like a. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was like a virus or something. I don't know. I entitled it "Tom Roasts the Trolls." NSFW. Which- oh no! Yeah, I was thinking of Bonsai Buddy. That was a fucking. Uh, Virus. This is like I think this is an app or something. A talking tom cat. Talking yeah, tom. Yeah. Chefs were not safe for work. I even age restricted the video and did not bother monetizing it as to comply with YouTube's rules on this sort of thing. And uh, the YouTube trolls decided to the YouTube trolls decided to mass flag the video. And it got me a two-week strike on YouTube. So now I got two weeks before I can post videos again. It ain't going to affect me that much. Uh-huh. To be honest, my trolls need the break more than I do. True. All you're doing is pissing off the people who enjoy watching my videos, dude. Damn. Now, I know I have these trolls up against the wall and I'm winning the fight against them. Otherwise, they wouldn't have cared. They would have ignored it. They would have ignored the Talking Tom video. But what I said in that Talking Tom video got to my trolls. It triggered them, dude. Otherwise, they wouldn't have mass flagged it and gotten it taken down. So, like, the high of getting me a two-week ban on YouTube will wear off. And it's like, oh, good job. So guess what? I'll, I'll be back on YouTube after Thanksgiving anyways. So it, it doesn't fucking matter. You didn't do anything. Thanksgiving is such a great holiday. You know? It's, it's a wonderful. time to give thanks. It's time to eat. YouTube needs to take better care of its creators. Thank you. I've I like how like, this- all these YouTube... Yeah. Trolls can create all these fake Cobra accounts and spam a bunch of nasty negative hatred towards me and all this nasty shit. But then when I post a Talking Tom video to YouTube, they're like, it's hate speech. I'm like, fuck you, hypocrites. Straight up, fuck you, hypocrites. Joshy. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. go. That's that's Joshy. Oh, I, I have a little more. 
A new mead, another mess. Oh no. Well, greetings, fellow social media peeps. It is. Greetings the and salutations. JFS. Hey, my Back sweet boys. First time live donating. Have some of the king's British pounds. Thank you. King coins hey. for a pair of kings. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Cheers to the Tony pounds. across the pond. With. A, uh, another video. We have some delicious ingredients. Local hive. Uh, honey, of honey. course. <clears throat> yeah. Some uh, turbo, turbo yeast. yeast. Some of that pure cane sugar in our cup. I wonder if he uh, went and bought this clip. or if people just started sending him mead making stuff. Someone did send him, because uh, he was using, like, instant yeast that he, he would use to, like, bake bread or whatever. Yeah. And he was using that at first, and then someone sent him winemaker's yeast. And I think that's what he's using now. And winemaking jars. <clears throat> and the jars, like, because he was using banana, uh, he was using balloons. He was using balloons to, like, hold the gas. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he actually has proper equipment for that now hmm. i just Turbo yeah pure yeah i think yeah that's 14 percent alcohol in volume and 40 why is there cyrillic writing all hours. over it does sell like to other countries did it come from russia days, 20 percent alcohol in five days yeah alcohol by volume and we're going to use the paraffin water that my troll sent me to uh, help make it. I'm going to post this on my Facebook and then I'm going to post it on YouTube when Is the band gets Is he going to fuck lit. this up? Is he going to take all those proper ingredients and start throwing boogers and shit in it? He's going to throw some weird shit. Dead man. The, oh, no. He shouldn't be putting all these solid particles yeah. in it. Making some homemade wine. Like like the fruit and shit. He put in he put like crushed up chocolate chip cookies in one yeah, of them. The cookie monster mead was yeah. not it was looked not like my favorite. It looked like jizz. Yeah, the the jar looked like the My Little Pony cum jar. Second time. Alright guys, we're gonna make Shrek mead. We're using we're using uh, onion straight from the swamp. We're using swamp water. Yum. This is the best This is the best part of this mead is the honey. Look at that ploppy dump honey. We're gonna add two cups of pure cane granulated sugar. Okay. Two cups of sugar. One. One. Not so bad. Two. Okay. Okay. Things, are, things are starting out well. Nothing spilled. Peaches. And a lot, a lot of sugar. Peaches. I mean, like, the honey has a bunch of sugar in it already. Why is he. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If it's Didn't Jeff put a lot of extra sugar in his meat as well, though? When I he have made no it? idea. And did Three we see a follow up to Jeff's mead? Like the fruit you, uh. That I asked for, so there we go. I don't know. I don't know if you ever made a uh, follow-up. Maybe you did. What is that? Yeah, we need Canned to ask peaches? him about it. Look, as it peaches. Some mangoes. They don't peaches the come the top in like a that. can. So have to use a can opener. Huh. Oh, no. I'm going to get my track record with such devices. 
he sliced himself with a can opener the one time. Remember that? Poor guy. I, I didn't remember that. Entertaining. If I can find the fucker. There it is. He doesn't know how to use a fucking can opener. <laughs> His dad was out doing Blue Man Group. That doesn't work. That one doesn't work. <laughs> don't like when I'm sure. <laughs> Mr. Driscoll says if he knows how to edit, he could cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> the people who edit this cut that part in. Fish eye, pig feet, rotten herring mead. Hank, chill. You need to chill. That's disgusting. Oh. Oh. You know what? Coke probably had one of those come in by the side and it worked for him. And now he's not, not, not remembering. That he thinks everyone was that one. The can openers are such a pain in the ass sometimes, but people act like I'm so retarded because I can't figure out. You know, it's just it is what the it bottom is. lip has Fuck to em. come in below the lip of the can. He doesn't know that. I've used ones that go in sideways like that, but maybe he had success with one of those. So close. Does he not know so how close, to set Cobra. the thing right into place? No, of course not. That's okay. why he's gone through three can openers to get here. <clears throat> Fuck, he's so close, too. He's so close. You're so close, Cobra. Like, you know how you see someone play piano in a movie? And you try yeah. and copy it, but you don't know how to play piano. That's all this is. He saw someone it's use a piano. Oh, here comes the fork. Patronum. Dang. King. He's going to cut himself, isn't he? Oh, King. It's almost off. Fuck. This scares me. Damn it, Cobes. I want to use the fork here because uh, 
don't know if I cut, but I'm still trying to get this fucking thing open. Yeah, smart. Yeah, the edge. Cut himself before. Yes, the the edge of the of the can, like when it when it after it's Blackers. cut, is so sharp. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Fuck. Damn delicious wine here, and it's like, no, we don't think so. <laughs> Some if, of those cans. If Cobra had cans, to live off of canned goods, go. he would just starve to death. We got it. He's got the tiger. He's got the eye of the tiger. It's got mango in it. I don't care. Just add it. Is that mango? He needs to sell oh, that fucking is. can opener. Cobra doesn't buy a can opener. It has a circle of protection on it. Ah. Oh yeah. He, good point, Tony. Circle of protection. Good point. The maraschino cherries and heavy syrup. Oh, no. It's actually impressive. He opened that can. Now that we know it had a circle of protection on it. He's pouring in the, like, juices that the cherries swim in. Yeah, I wonder how much sugar is in them. A lot. And then all this fruit. There's a lot of sugar there. The banana. Why bananas? I don't understand. Is that going to make it milky Super like fork. the last cookie batch? Or? Chop a little slice like that. Slice is going in there. Is he slicing like it with the handle with of a the fork? fork handle, yeah. Yeah. Now he's stirring it with the fork. The turbo yeast is, uh, it gets the job done. Now he's pouring water into it. Oh, I got to know. Cover that water his fans gave him. What are we going to do? How will we ever stand it? So far, though, so far, no, it's not that bad. No, no, no. The bananas are going to get all moldy and shit. Yeah, uh, but compared to the fucking cookie shit he was doing, that was ridiculously like, who does that? Yeah, when, when, when banana is the worst thing, it's not that bad. Yeah, he didn't put like jalapeno juice in it or whatever this time. Is he drinking it? Yep. Yep, he's gulping it. Why? Why is he doing this? He's a happy boy. He needs to be able to stir it without it spilling. <laughs> he's slurping on it. Oh, fuck. Now I need to grab a towel and clean this mess up. <laughs> Got some on the side of the jar too. Have to wipe that bitch down. And it's fancy as uh. You think that towel is all purpose? Is it all purpose towel? Oh, yeah, you, you think, think he, he jerks it? That? I don't know, man. It would be just a f he. It's for cleanup. I wouldn't be surprised if he has one all purpose towel in the house. YouTube wants to be a bitch. And give me a, a strike for what? Standing up for myself? 
Hell yeah, go I'm gonna flag the goddamn troll contents. YouTube doesn't doesn't take their channels down or give them strikes. They just let it happen. But I say something and the fucking trolls mass flag it. Those damn trolls. And it's like, oh, you can't do that. It's like, fuck you. So like one cup of yeast for something this big should be enough. Two to three grams or one tablespoon of yeast and the suggested amount for one gallon of mead. One tablespoon. Look how much he puts in. Oh my <laughs> Is that god. A whole cup? Yeah. Yeast going in there. What happens to all that yeast? I don't know. Making some homemade wine. There's a crack in the lid, so we're gonna some tape to the outside of the lid. Give it a little bit of room to burp. Let's see how He's using do. turbo yeast in the container, says I 10 days. 10 days, yeah. I thought it said 20% in five days. The wine is supposed so. to be doing the turbo yeast is activated. A little bit got into the airlock, but that's all right. Oh my goodness. That's the worst. It's going to foam up after I gave it like a little stir or two and cleaned it. I cleaned it and gave it a little stir like that. It's looking fine. It's and looking fine. It's all over the closet, so we're good. But that's going to be some delicious homemade mead. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. <sighs> ah. We are. Spacey Manhug says 14% in five, 20% in 10. No, it was 14% in four days, 20% in five days. I have a pornographic memory. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Was it 14% in 48 hours? Shit. All I know is that when I was a little baby, some people say I look like I had Down syndrome. You guys want to see a picture of me as a baby and see if it looks like I had Down syndrome? I want honest opinions only. You guys fuck around and lie and say it doesn't or I do look like I have Down syndrome. I'll be pissed. Do I look like I had Down syndrome when I was a baby? Do I look like Robert Downey baby? Do I look like I'm a Downey baby? One in the chat if I look like a Downey baby. Two in the chat if I look like I'm without downs. And don't lie. Honest only. Downs. One in the chat for downs. Two in the chat for ups. Fuck, that's a lot of ones. Shit, Matt Jarbo says I have fucking downs. Well, it looks like I have downs. You guys aren't actually diagnosing me with down syndrome. As an adult, I think it's pretty safe to say if I had down syndrome, I'm rocking it. And some of you in the chat are saying I was a fucking manatee as a baby. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I was a baby. I was a petite nectar baby. Shout out to Matt Jarbo. Good to see you. Brava. Shit. They weren't saying you had Down syndrome. They were saying you were down with the syndrome. 
pretty good. Hmm, Billy the Downs. Thank you, Seth Looks, the one true pal. Says he doesn't think I look downs. Everybody who said I did look like I had downs. I was just a little baby. I was just a little baby. I was worried at my age that if I were to have a baby, it would have Down syndrome. And then I started watching this chef. I think his name was Chef Adam. He's a very special chef. And uh, and I watched other videos of these kids with Down syndrome. And there's one where this kid comes out. And he's got two beer bottles in his hands. And he's going into the pool. And his dad's like, don't. Don't crush those beers together. Don't crush those beers together. And he walks into the pool and he fucking stone cold Steve Awesome just cracks the two beer bottles together and they and they splash everywhere because they break and he starts drinking what's left out of them and he's so fucking proud of himself and I'm like maybe I could raise a little downy baby. But looking at my baby picture, I might have him. I might think, oh damn it, he's a downy baby. And then he'll grow into being just like me. I'm like, oh, the whole time I was raising you like a downs and you were just an ups. It's okay. But it, the, those videos made me think, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so tough to deal with a, a, a son like that. And I say tough because I don't want the world to be any harder on my child than it is for every other child, you know? Preferably, I would like to have a baby that could benefit from things like social justice. All right. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you, thank you. While you were gone, we had a deep conversation. It's good to know. Yeah. The deepness ends now. Uh, We're at... $724. We're so close to our goal. If anyone wants to start one last tip train to help us cross the finish line, it would be much appreciated. Like we said earlier, Ben is kind of hungover. He could benefit from going to sleep. I see Matt Jarbo in the chat. Yeah, he called me special ed. He said uh, said my baby picture looked like I had Down syndrome. (laughs) And I made him promise he was being honest. So if he's a man of his word, he believes it. Um, what is this? First of all, are you reptilian? No. Well, you said you were a reptilian. I'm, I'm recording this because you guys step on me. <clears throat> and you can, you can, uh, all you want. What you, can I help you? I don't want to talk to you because you're demonic and you're, let me, let me do an exercise. <clears throat> can I touch your head? No. Absolutely not. God, get the demon out of this guy. This guy's demonic. He said he was reptilian. He's not a reptilian. He's a child of God. Reptilians are not a child of God. Get this demon out of you. (laughs) Okay. I did a, I'm more Christian than you. Let me tell you, dude. What I'm going to do, I'm doing this right now, just so you can record it. I'm calling the police because you're hostile. And I'm going to ask you to leave. Did I threaten anybody? Is this guy calling the cops? Is that that Maven from WWF? Actually, Maven has a a channel that's growing in popularity right now, but that's not oh. Maven. No, that was not Maven. 
Did I threaten anybody? I'll leave. You don't have to, you don't have to threaten okay. me. Okay. Matt Jarbo in the chat again says, I mean, you do look like the kind of kid who would smuggle grilled cheese sandwiches into a Sizzlers, if you know what I mean. How did you know I did that? How did you? Did I tell you that at VidCon one year when I was out of my fucking Are mind there drunk? Sizzlers around here? Not any, uh, not near. There might be some like closer to where Matt lives down south. <clears throat> Matt, <clears throat> Matt, if there's a sizzler around you, let us know. Ben and I, well, can I even do? I can probably do sizzler. I ate at I ate at Sizzler once when I lived in Albuquerque. There was one there. Ben and I will make a road trip in like a fucking month, or maybe two months, maybe post Christmas. If there's a sizzler by you, we'll all get together at the sizzler. And we'll have a fucking sizzler for over-the-top content on Drunken Peasants. Where's the closest one? For the fucking one. Patreon. If there's one near Matt. I think the closest one's near Matt, if it's still there. I think there's one in Tequila. Uh, that one went out during COVID. Oh, did that was it? The one that, was, that was the one that was near the, uh, the, the mall, the South Center Mall. Oh, Nardwar. Nardwar is not only a Canadian treasure. Nardwar is a treasure to music in general. Yeah, I've watched a lot of his interviews. He did one of Kurt Cobain's last interviews. Yeah, there's a little piece on that that's very impressive to watch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think he lives in Vancouver. You know what was wild about Sizzler? Uh, their chicken wings. Because you get the salad bar and you're like, it's a salad bar. But then you find out there's a little stash of chicken wings in the salad bar. Oh, yeah. Sizzler. Yeah. I've only eaten there once ever, and I don't really. Really? Remember. Yeah. Yeah. I ate there one time. Ugh. I ate at Sizzler one time when I lived in Albuquerque. There was one. And I was like, ah, oh, what the hell? I'll go here. Yeah. Sizzler was the man. I recorded this whole thing. Sizzler was the man. I'll leave. You don't. Have to, you did I threaten anybody? No, I didn't. I left the, the second time you told me to. I left. So you don't threaten me. And I do go to the churches, and I've been to all the churches today. And they are going to see this video of you saying that you're. A I've been to all the churches today. I've been to all the churches. <laughs> I'll go to the police station right now. Oh look, see guys, I told you girls. I told you this is the one of these guys told me to kill myself. By the way, on the phone recorded. <laughs> And by the way, your last preacher that lived next door to me, I got him shut down because he was touching kids. <clears throat> oh my god. And it's not a joke. Man. Whoa. Look at this. for helping you guys out. Act like this. I came here to look for shoes and you guys didn't even laugh. You guys kicked me out because you guys are racist or something. You guys are mad that I'm going. going. My parents are millionaires. Million dollar house. You guys got to work. Anybody, there. anybody in chat I'm right now that says. Anybody right now, right now, talking about Sizzler in the chat and saying the steak is okay? Yes, we know it's Sizzler. It's Sizzler. Yeah. The whole point of Sizzler is it's fucking white trash Sunday. You're like, let's. If if you had a good week and you're a white trash family, you were going to the Sizzler. But here's here's the get up. White trash isn't just for white people. Last few times I went to Sizzler, we were highly outnumbered. The whites were the minority. And you know what? The steak tastes better when we're the minority in the Sizzler. Come one, come all to the Sizzler. We used to go to, like, Old Country Buffet all the time. Yeah, those slowly closed down. 
Uh, I was an old country buffet boy. Uh, Golden Corral. Gr- yeah, Golden Corral. They weren't as as plentiful around here. We had one uh, before COVID out in Marysville. But the one time I got so high in school, my grandma had to come pick me up during school. And uh, she uh, she was like, you don't look too good. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, do you want to go to the old country buffet? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I just old sat people down. loved country buffet, old country buffet. I just sat down with a giant plate of mac and cheese. I was so fucking high. She was like, I took you. She like 20 years later, she was like, I came and picked you up from school and took you to old country buffet. And I was I saw you had a whole plate of mac and cheese. And I was like, what's wrong with my grandson? And I was like, Grandma, I was high. You picked me up because I was too high. You didn't know that at the time. I was high out of my fucking mind. We went we went to a Las Vegas buffet when you were high and you ate uh, a bunch of food, too. But you, you hardly mm-hmm. talked at all. You just ate a bunch of food. I couldn't talk. And you were talking about wrestling and stuff. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Billy is not down bad. I like it. Billy is up good. I'm up good. Up Thank you, good. Justin Buckner. Justin Buckner. I believe Justin Buckner is the associate producer for this month. Hell yeah. Yeah. Godfather's Pizza was really good back in the day. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever had any of the pizza chain buffets... Whether it was like a Pizza Hut, if they had a buffet, or yes. Godfather's, I definitely had like, the Pizza Hut buffet. They'd have like, yeah. they'd have like pepperoni, and then they'd have they'd have it in thin crust and pan, and then they'd have like a dessert pizza. Uh, it was it was pretty sweet, and the, and like the the breadsticks, the like the little breadsticks, and you, you you know like they, there would be like a Please breadstick go to bin and teach Cobes how to you use a can opener. <laughs> It's quite a trip. Where do I stand? That's the guy who said he was reptilian. I told you, ladies. The guy said he's reptilian. This is what happens. The guy does look reptilian. I told you, ladies. Ladies? I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway. Yeah. Broadcasting to ladies? Oh, my God. And Godfather's was great because their pizzas were like. By law, they had to be five pounds of cheese. They were just fucking stupid. Gigantic pizzas covered in cheese and toppings. It's fucking, it was an asshole giant pizza. My, my dad would get a Godfather's pizza, and we'd eat on that shit for like two, three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, I, I haven't eaten, I, I, I don't think I've eaten Godfather since the 80s. I think all the Godfathers in Toledo went out of business in like in the late 80s or whatever. I was born in the 80s, but I was poor. So all the decor was from the 70s. And by the time I hit the 90s, I was a teenager and my whole mind was stuck in the 2000s. When we got to the 2000s, everything started to suck. Everything started to go downhill ever since that tech boom. Ever since that Twin Tower boom, it just went downhill. <clears throat> downhill fast. Uh, shit. Everyone like the stream if you haven't already. We're racing towards the finish line here. We're really close. If anyone wants to hit up one last tip train, that would be really great. Uh, and what else do we have? I think we have... 
I want to play that. If it's if it's porn, I would suggest not to play it. I I love this. We've played this before, but I I love it, and it's been a little while. <clears throat> the uh, when uh, when Brett Keen was live streaming Elder Scrolls online, and the trolls got into his voice chat. It's really good. Is this Elder Scrolls Five? Uh, I'm not sure which one it is. It's Elder Scrolls Online, I believe. Are you celebrating the fact that uh, Elder Scrolls came out 11 years ago? No. 12 years ago today? I'm not. I had no idea. 11, 11, 11. Whoa, turn that shit off, you idiot. Hey, moron. Fucking retard, turn it off. So you've played this before and you're playing it again because of the, the ear rape? Do I get these idiots out of my group? <laughs> hey, moron, turn it off, you fucking retard. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> Turn your fucking audio off, you stupid bitch. Damn, learn how to use your shit, you fucking dumblet. Hey, idiot, can you fucking hear me when I'm talking to you? Hello, you brain-dead fucking muttonhead. Can you hear me? I'm talking to you. Turn your fucking audio off! Off! <laughs> Alright, cocksucker. Hey, stupid! Do you realize that you are in my fucking party yapping? What the fuck are you doing over there, Dumbo? Fucking asshole. Why is this asshole swinging a fucking sword at me like that? <laughs> the fuck away from me before I step on your face. Ass eyes. Why ass eyes? Ass eyes. I've never ass heard. Eyes. Yeah. Fucking loser. Ass eyes. Swinging a sword at me like that for. Hey, dummy. Can you hear me? I'm fucking trying to play a game here. Hop out of my party. Wow, this fucking... Look at this fucking idiot standing in front of me. Is this one of these fucking retards out there? You just fucking running around swinging a sword at me like that? I can't believe how fucking stupid people are. Look at this fucking loser. Loser. What a fucking loser. Loser. I think I got rid of that fucking loser. Ugh. Asshole. 80% are idiots, says Shadowstalker. It's true. It's true. Oh, fuck. Oh, somebody got fucking Here's $12 <laughs> to celebrate 11 11. 11 11. Asshole, space girl. You won. You asshole! You <laughs> should have sent eleven dollars to celebrate eleven eleven. Christ! Not twelve. Damn. Now it's your turn. He's just standing there. I think he's glitched. Somebody's gonna pay for the blood on my lap. Chief balls in your mouth. I seriously need to figure <clears throat> out how to 
stop people from fucking around in my party like that. I thought I was going to have to put up with that shit all fucking day. Atheist 69, don't make me come over there and make love to your mother while you watch. End up making you a little brother or sister. Oh my god. <laughs> you can behave yourself. <laughs> fucking nutcases. Oh damn, my inventory's all fucking filled up. How is that possible? Oh man. Fuck. That stupid bitch fucking brought a bunch of assholes up on us. <laughs> you see that? that Brought a bunch of assholes on us. It didn't work, though, did it? When are you going to do more DAI, Dragon Age Inquisition? What, you guys don't like Elder Scrolls Online? This is a sick-ass game. Are you guys able to hear the sound effects and all that shit? Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is, is it? Box of rocks. I'm busy playing a video game. What the hell I'm going to go on there, folks? What in the fuck? Alright, let's go out and kill some more shit after I deconstruct a few more items. Some worm situation. Shoot some fish in. <laughs> See if we can catch a fish. Oh, wet gunny sack. What the fuck? Oh, Atheist 69, if my voice bothers you, you can always stick your head up your ass and use your butt cheeks for your muffs and then suffocate on your own fumes. Long friend. <laughs> Suffocate on your own fumes. Ooh, that motherfucker's fighting a polar bear over there. Yep. Uh, yeah, he does look like a fucking catfish, doesn't he? It's rough. That dude's so ugly he couldn't get. Laid. Oh, he's talking about pimp monk. A fucking morgue. If the corpses were nailed down. Rude. Oh, jeez. Come on, lady. You talk too much. I got shit to do. Time is money. All right, let's go in and save some assholes. Pape him, Brett. What the fuck? Gotta use the hook shot and iron boots. That's fucking Zelda snap ahead. <coughs> Sounds to me like you're fucking <coughs> saying some weird shit. He's throwing snowballs at me, that motherfucker. What are you watching? Some fisting shit on the DP or <coughs> what? Watching that fucking catfish head bowl his own face. I'm gonna fucking die. Oh, this so <laughs> feels like Mario. Dun 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 dun. Looks like the oh, the best part is at the beginning. Anyway, uh, we've got. I got this email on October the twenty-fifth from Brent Spiner. Dearest Gail. There are some disturbing developments regarding our next-door neighbor, the one who has been smoking inside the apartment and billowing his smoke into our unit. It pains me to see you suffer from our neighbor's nasty-smelling toxic fumes, even after you sealed off our side with plastic bags. Apparently, he has no intention to stop smoking indoors and contaminating the other units. So earlier today, I decided to do some deeper investigation. Close deep dive. Inside You're my done for, Boogie. Gail's deep diving. Yep. Gail suit. I walked out into the hallway, following the trail of smoke to the offending neighbor's unit. A tiny computerized alarm sounded as my android vision 
detected the pre- so Brent Spiner has re- Android vision in real life. That's not just a Star Trek thing, apparently. Yeah, of course. Gale uh, lives on a ship, or he lives on a ship of Gale and can't come to Earth because the Jesuits are coming to get him too. Essence of a bed bug crawling across the carpet just outside the crack of the neighbor's door. I zoomed in on the bed bug, my android vision locked on target, and studied the creature. Its abdomen was filled with blood, having freshly engorged itself on a meal, like a fat woman at an olive garden. Gross. My like a fat eyes, woman at an olive garden. Eyes glowed Gross. red. Gross. Not like I a fi- fucking fat woman at <clears throat> a sizzler. Hot. Fired a laser it's beam called Sizzler for a reason. at the insect, vaporizing it to a crisp. Being that I am the United States president, I knew I didn't need a warrant to enter the apartment. Besides, I was invisible anyway. Nobody had to know. I activated my suit's advanced <clears throat> technology to unlock the door using a subtle magnetic frequency and stepped inside. I was immediately greeted by a dense, noxious fog of cigarettes. So uh, I'm at the Sizzler website, and according to their website, there's no Sizzlers in Washington State anymore. Uh, what the fuck? There's some south of Portland, like in like in Salem, Corvallis, Eugene area. God damn it. We have yeah. to go to Jeff Holiday to go to Sizzler? Apparently. There are no Sizzlers in the western U.S. or uh, in the eastern U.S. According to this map, anyway. Uh, what the shit? What in the shit? We have to rile up. We have to round up Matt Jarbo and drive down to Jeff Holiday just to eat a fucking half decent steak. What the shit? There's a ton in Southern California and Northern California. Looks like the one in Albuquerque doesn't exist anymore, too. The only one in New Mexico is in Gallup, which is a... Gallup? Gallup is a rough town. Gallup is one of the highest crime towns out there. Yeah. Interesting. You can do it in a trot. You can do it in a Gallup. You know what's weird, though? They have some in Puerto Rico. Sizzler in Puerto Rico? Yeah, it looks like a bunch of Hell them. Oh yeah, dude. The Puerto Ricans know how to live. And those are the only, like, e- those are the only eastern ones, you know? Because, like, the eastern U.S. has none. Yeah, fuck the eastern U.S. You get your Cracker Barrels, your Waffle Houses. Yep. We get our Sizzler. There used to be We're a Cracker Barrel in, in Oregon, uh, in the Portland area, but it, I think it shut down. I went to a Cracker Barrel when I was in Las Vegas. Uh, the time I was supposed to be meeting up with Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight, but uh, I canceled. I kind of miss Bob Evans. I haven't eaten at Bob Evans in a very long time. They sell so some like the... kind of like a Denny's or something. No, it's it's a little more like the food is better than Denny's, but it is like a diner. Uh, they sell their stuff in the grocery stores, uh, but you know they don't have everything. So it is a little like a Denny's, then. It's kind. Of, it's better than Denny's. I, 
you know, like IHOP is kind of like Denny's, you know, but I would say this is it. Uh, I don't know if the if the food it's like higher quality food, I would say. But yeah, looks, uh, looks a little like a Denny's. We should open up a Denny's menu and compare it to this menu. OK, yeah, it's similar food for sure. Yeah. It's like family like, meals. Do they sell like fucking to go family meals? Yeah. Dude, do you think we can get one airlifted over here? <laughs> I don't think so. There's someone in fucking uh there's, there's someone in range of a Bob Evans want to pack up an entire Bob Evans family meal, fly uh-huh. to Seattle with it in their carry-on and have a Bob <laughs> Evans dinner with us? The guy Ben, what? What if we do a DP Friendsgiving, and we have everybody who has something unique to their region, like Bob Evans or Crystals or fucking White Whataburger or all that bullshit? Yeah. Uh, and they they all come, they all fly in for a DP fucking pot pan luck. Come to the pan luck, guys. We're gonna have a pan luck. Fly in with your your regionally exclusive bullshit. We'll meet up at an Airbnb and just eat all your shit. You had to fly in, carry on and fly in. So good. Bob Evans good idea. biscuits and gravy with home fries is the best dish ever. That's what Roger Wilco said. Interesting. I'll go to QFC and I'll see that they sell Bob Evans products, which is crazy, but there's not one yeah. Bob Evans restaurant anywhere near here. Yeah, that's. Uh, I remember seeing them when I was in St. Louis, I think, Ohio. Yeah, it's headquartered in southern Ohio. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a, there's an actual Bob Evans farm, um, in southern Ohio. Bob Evans, yum. Yeah. Trying to find, trying to find where the closest Bob Evans actually is. Honest Reds, there's a Bob Evans near me. Honest Red, you yep. want to hop on a plane with a Bob Evans family pack? When you get here, I'll bring uh, Dick's cheeseburgers and fries, and Ben will bring Ezel's chicken. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We'll have a pan luck. Damn it. They won't just like they want to know my zip code instead of just like showing me a list of their locations or like a map. It's just they're like typing your zip code. And if I do that, it's why, just like, why are they trying to dox you, Ben? I don't know. They're gross. They're disgusting. Are they going to tell everybody how tall you are next? Don't dox me, bro. Yeah, they, a lot of their a lot of their ingredients comes from their own farm. Like, they have their own farm where they grow all, all the stuff. You know what? I've been getting recommended, and it sucks because uh, I think it's out near our boy Magicus. And I think neither me nor Magicus can even go there. But there's a, like a, there's a crazy big Amish buffet <clears throat> out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking psychotic. It holds like 2,200 people. And it's got a gigantic buffet of all types of shit. The Amish just kicking ass. 
with this giant buffet. It's called like Shady Maples Amish Buffet. There's uh, there's Amish buffets in Ohio. I just looked it up. Also, are they comparable to Shady Maples? I have no idea. I I, just I should do a up. fucking I should do a death tour where I just hit up all the badass buffets, and then you die at the end. <laughs> I mean, I, I either I either die or I truly live. Here's one. This is Mrs. Yoder's kitchen. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, Ben. That that right there. That right there. Is that is that Yoder? Yoder? There's a bunch no, the of them. I had no idea. Chicken. I'd never the looked. Thing right there, the thing right there is fried chicken next to the mac and cheese. That's that's fried chicken. But up there, up to the top there, is that is that Yoder? Yeah, it's Mrs. Yoder. I had no idea there were this many. There's a lot of them. I like that them. plate with the fucking um broccoli and uh tomato slices on it yeah. i could have tomato slices guys mm. i could go to these buffets and eat all the broccoli and tomato slices <laughs> the fuck they have looks like they have salmon char grilled salmon and carrots and i don't know what that i bet th- you everything is covered in salt though mm. yeah fuck it guys fuck it guys. here's the thing guys if i live i'm i'm a superhero what if I become a superhero and this is my this is my trigger? What if this is me getting bit by a spider, guys? Come on. What if I become an Amish superhero called Yoderman? Yoderman. <laughs> Yoderman. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been live for four hours. We're so that close actually, too. That is actually sick from a party night last night. He's struggling tonight. To keep you entertained, somebody could throw $29.34 into the goal and let Ben dream a little dream. Let young Bill Fridge drive to the Amish paradise and die trying. Come on, guys. <clears throat> but I wouldn't just stop. I wouldn't just stop at Shady Maple's Amish Buffet. After I left there, I would drive. The next day, I would go to the Nordic Lodge Buffet in Rhode Island. And I would continue looking for buffets. I would drive through Brooklyn. And I would go into New York City. And I would go to the fucking... uh, I'd go get a stupid idiot sandwich, the Aki way. You ever watch uh, General Ock with his sandwich? General Ock? I don't know who that is. General Ock. He makes these uh, sandwiches in, the, in his little, like, bodega-style shop. And he makes these, like, dumb, stupid sandwiches with, uh, like, uh, Pop-Tarts as the bread. Oh, and God. The grill up all types of dumb shit. And, you know, it's, it always looks so ridiculous. I, that would be on my uh, final tour. I would just go drive around everywhere <clears throat> dying, dying slowly. My last leg of the tour, I'd barely be able to crawl. I'd just have... All my most beloveds there in front of me as I crawled, crawled inch by inch, and they would just feed me my last little morsels before my eyes blacked out, and I shuffled loose the mortal coil. There you right. go. Ben is Amish, Native American, Jew. Is that true, Ben? No. Why is Hank Chill lying on your name? <clears throat> I'm definitely not Amish. There's a lot of Amish people in Ohio, though. There's been times where I was driving on a road, like, out in the country, and I had to 
dodge a, a man driving a horse-drawn carriage on the side of the road. You ever drive by one of those Amish uh like stops where they're selling stuff. Yeah, yeah, furniture mostly. Like a lot, it's really popular to have Amish-made furniture. I was watching this guy's thing where he went to the Amish fucking buffet, and as he was driving, he was stopping at all of these honor system Amish shops, <clears throat> and it's like you could get like root beer or milk or like strawberries and other shit, and all these different shops. They just had a little box with uh, money. You put the money in the box, yeah. and it's like nobody's there working. They're just—it's just complete honor system. And then there is even one he went to, and they had like a jar full of change, if you needed change from what you bought. It's just like, yeah, it's it's honor system. It's fine. I thought how <clears throat> people who steal Halloween candy probably never drive out that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots of like in the Amish come into this i used to work at a zoo and the amish would come into town and go to the zoo for some reason that was something they all really liked and i guess they they were allowed to with the rules of their religion so like like a big like busload of amish people would come to the zoo and you'd see them like almost every day you'd see amish people at the zoo it's just zooming around yeah today i was thinking Joe and I should remake my dinner with Andre. I uh I don't I'm not sure what that is. Classic film. Uh actually a trauma film. It was released by Trauma early on. Trauma. It's Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn and he uh goes out to dinner with his friend Andre and they sit down Good the train. basically the entire movie. <laughs> Tim Tron! Tim Tron! We're almost there. 34 cents away from the goal. The entire movie is him having a dinner with his friend Andre. Hmm. And I just thought how Joe and I could remake that for a very low budget. Very low budget. Um, You know what I was just thinking about? The last time I went to Fogo de, de Chao... They had this cheese that they grilled to make yeah. it like kind of oh man, it was so good. And they, they It's halloumi. They put honey on it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's halloumi with honey. Yeah, so very good. good. Very good. I think if Joe and I remade my dinner with Andre, it would be my dinner with Harambe, and I would play Harambe, the gorilla that was murdered in twenty sixteen. <clears throat> yeah, that cheese is bombs. Yeah. They don't always have it though. You yeah, don't they, always fucking have They it. had it the last time I was there. I was there with uh, Scott and Kelly and Drew. And we all ate there before we went to Bumbershoot. And yeah, the, it, we kept asking them to bring more cheese back because we were, we were smashing on that shit. It was so good. The last time I went, they did not have it. And it pissed me the fuck off. It was really good. My whole family was like, can we get some of that cheese? And they Perfectly, were like, no, bitch. Like, it's like perfectly crispy on the outside, and it's like, it, it's just perfect. Amazing. You should you should get some halloumi and try and grill your own and see how it comes out. I know you like to cook. <clears throat> the shit's bad. How do you spell it? H-O-U-L-U-M-I, I think. U-M-E? I might have missed. H-O-U-L-M-E? Yeah, if you just type in that with cheese, they'll auto-correct it for you. 
Oh, it's H-A-L-L-O-U-M-I. Okay, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to spell that right. Uh, Milkman says, do you mean trauma film? Yeah, I meant trauma film, you psycho. Trauma or trauma? Obviously, it's trauma. I call. I pronounce it trauma. Fuck. Weird. Yeah, I didn't know what you were Fucking talking about. Man. I was like, trauma? Well, who uh, the fuck is going to not know trauma? I don't know. It just was weird. I, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was, yeah, I just met the creator of trauma last month. He was just randomly walking down the street. I mean, he was there for the con, but I, I just saw him like walking down the street, not at the con. When I was with Boogie at VidCon <clears throat> one year, we randomly ran into the creator of, uh, well, not the creator, the head designer of uh, Magic the Gathering. He used to write for Roseanne, and me and Boogie were like basically there because we talked about Magic the Gathering early on and became little buds and shit and we we meet the fucking lead designer of magic the gathering and we had our little minute our little moment with him it was so cute cool so cute doesn't uh doesn't wizards of the coast have their hq down in renton or something yeah 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 they just moved the building this year but uh the old building was um right where basically where uh, i f- i405 and 167th auburn meets yeah i think they moved near the area they just moved to a different place <laughs> that's so my crazy. very low iq dinner on garbage island with jf good movie all right we're at, we're so close we're so close guys yeah literally eighteen dollars the age of every youtuber's girlfriend would get us there right now what you want to see her id no i want to see if she's of age i want to see more than an id i want to count the rings on her trunk I always feel bad for people who fart and then end up shitting their pants. I feel like that's one of the ultimate betrayals. You should always be able to trust your farts. Always. Hell's only, I like the idea for the film. Have you seen the film Diner? With Mickey Rourke? No, I have not. It's a cute movie. The uh, How one old of the is parts it? in the movie, uh, I want to say it's like 1980. Okay, around that era. Uh, one of the the parts of the movie is the guy is like um, the entire time he's talking about his wedding and how he's he's a big Colts fan. He's like I'm such a fucking Colts fan. I'm gonna get married and my colors are gonna be blue and and white. <clears throat> And then at the end, it turns out he was Jewish. It wasn't even because of the Colts. He was having a Jewish wedding. But he was just trying to make his friends think he was cool because he was having a football-themed color wedding. Barry Levinson directed it with Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg, man. He was on top of the world at one point, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, that's what happens when you're fucking uh, a Mason, a free, a 
top tier Freemason before the Freemasons got busted. What? <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, man. We do, we do. Yeah. At the uh, at the the Shady Maples Amish buffet in Lancaster, PA. My job, but still got my sweet bois. Oh, thank Aww. you so much. That's what's up, Tubes. I'm glad you made it through Covey and happy. Appreciate the eleven eleven on eleven eleven. We're so close veterans. now. Fat or military. So friggin' close. But the uh, the Shady Maples Buffet in Lancaster, Pennsylvania has something called hot bacon dressing. It's next to the salad bar. It's salad dressing? Yeah, but it looks like hot bacon cheese soup. Interesting. But they just they're just like, it's hot bacon dressing. Put it on your salad, baby. Have a little have a little hot bacon cheese soup on your salad, baby. Uh-huh. I'm like, I like the way the Amish roll. Good job. They have like ham balls, like meatballs made out of ham. Ham balls. I'm like, what's like what's up, Amish? You, really, you really fucking around with a real one over here. Ham balls. Hank Chill says, be careful with steakums. Why are you talking down on steakums? Who doesn't like thinly sliced box steak strips? What the hell is wrong with them, Hank Chill? Explain now. Don't just give me a fucking warning without mm. reason. Gutenberg <clears throat> of the printing press? Uh, a lot of people think Steve Gutenberg of the printing press is related. Steve Gutenberg is related to Gutenberg of the printing press. But their only rela- relation is that they were bought and paid for by the Freemasons. Everybody talking bad on Steakums right now. You're speaking out of pocket. I'm not Steakums. What are Steakums? Uh, if you go to the Christmas frozen food aisle. Money talks. Oh, shit. There you it is. You understand the gold is coming out of my mouth? Gold. Gold. Let's gold. go. Drunken. Cheers, brother. Thank you for hitting that goal with us. We're now at 100.10% of the goal. Yes. Yes. That- that means every second from now on is just because we love you. How many seconds do we love them, Ben? Uh, it's I mean we can we could do, you know. We're we're giving them seconds. What can I say? You guys, these are love seconds. <laughs> Roger Wilco says steakums are garbage food in the frozen food second section. Yeah, well, they're not garbage food. They're very thinly sliced steak strips they sell in the frozen food section. And people just buy them and they cook them up to make steak sandwiches with. But they're like, they're like maybe they're garbage food. When I say they're not garbage food, if you look at them, they're basically just frozen sweet thin boys, ass cuts sweet of steak. Boys, sweet boys, thank you sweet so boys, much, sweet boys. That's what's up, tubes. That is most definitely what's up, tubes. Like everything in the frozen food section is probably akin to garbage, but as far as Garbage in the food food section goes. Steakums have a relatively low number of bullshit in them. But yeah, they're just uh, boxed, thin steak slices to be cooked. Roger Wilco says, just kidding. I love you, Billy. Roger Wilco, don't feel like you have to trauma bond with me in this. I'm not going to disown you 
because of your trauma. opinion on Steakums. Trauma bonding. Because I'm not. I don't even care that much about Steakums, dude. Roger, don't don't worry. We're safe. You can leave the house anytime. You can you can get out of the bathtub. You don't have to ride me. Okay. It's okay. I love you. My dinner was Steakums. Steakums. Not a good movie. I wish Steakums was my, the pet name that my woman gave me. And she was like, ooh, Steakums. Come here, Steakums. Eat steak-ums? my butt, Steakums. Yeah. It's like my Snookums. Steak- yeah. My Steakums. Eat my butt, Steakums. I'm like, oh. Steakums. I'll pook youkums. I'll eat that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Steakums. Yeah. They're basically just ways for people to make cheese steaks. Yeah, I was not familiar. I was not familiar with that. Yeah, they're pretty basic. They come in a little box, oftentimes not too far away from that stupid box of pretzels. The frozen food aisle. Okay. I think I know what you you're know, talking about. Those, that stupid, have a pretzel. Have a steakums. Have a steakums. Then it starts to get more profound because, like, it's a bunch of competing frozen items. But these are the ones that have, like, zero competition. There's not really two people on the pretzel and or slice steak game. <clears throat> Sugar F says you can make ghetto bulgogi. Or aren't you just a ghetto fucking... Ghetto bulgogi? Aren't you just an ambitionist? With, with steakums? Is that it? Yeah. Ghetto, yeah. ghetto bulgogi. Ghetto at the ghetto bulgogi, we bought a box of steakums and some Korean barbecue. All this food talk is making me wish it wasn't a fasting day, but it is. Yeah, me? I just ate like two pounds <clears throat> of fucking grapes. I literally ate like two pounds of grapes. I'm full. Grapes are delicious. I, I wish I could eat some grapes. Grapes are fucking I, delicious. My man, I literally ate two pounds while we were streaming. I think you were watching Sturgis. I just powered through grapes. Yeah. Hey, out to the now. Those cotton candy yeah. grapes are insane. The ones that taste like cotton candy. It's so weird. Yeah. They're all right. Um, I don't know if I prefer them to just regular uh everyday person of grapes. I like it's a I, lot of flavor for a person of grape. I like red and green grapes, and then there's like super dark colored, almost black colored grapes. I like those too. Those are great. I had some from Costco that were called candy hearts. They're akin to the cotton candy ones. They're from the same creator. They make all these fucking bio flavors, and then they own the rights to them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, if you want these flavors, you got to buy them from us. We're a subsection of Monsanto. <clears throat> we own the future. Well, Marion berries were genetically created in at the University of Oregon. It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And then they just got wild and fucked everything up. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. Because they're like everywhere now, right? Uh, I don't know. They're not. They're they're just blackberries, right? Marion berries aren't they the same thing as blackberries? Ah, uh, let's see. There's there's like a. It says that it's a cultivar of blackberry, released in 1956, oh. um, with Oregon State University cross between these two types of blackberry varieties that's a lot of sweetness for a berry of color i noticed that there's a lot more marion berry flavored stuff out here than i had seen other places it's like really? a regional thing i um, grew up calling them blackberries 
I mean, the stuff growing in the yards here, I think those are blackberries. Are, or are those? Yeah, they probably are, but yeah. this is a cultivar of blackberries. Yes, it is. So, Ben, Ben, yes. Ben, tell me your opinions on lingonberries. I don't know what those are. You never go to Ikea and get the lingonberry cobbler? No, I've only been to Ikea a couple times in my life, and I just bought cheap furniture, you know? And um, Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for making this yet another successful Saturday bonus show. We will be back coming up here on Tuesday. Good night. Yes, have a wonderful night. Bye now. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then there was the Drunken Peasants Podcast. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. From the strangest corners of the internet. Gonna get TP'd by Billy and Ben. You know where you can find them at. Get ready cause they're gonna kick your... Drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com.